Patricia, my darling Patricia I can see all my dreams in your eyes Your smile is as gay as a bright summer day You're much fairer than Aaron's blue skies Oh, Patricia, my lovely Patricia You could make all my dreaming come true My heart is just drooling, Patricia, no fooling I'm falling in love with you Patricia, my darling, Patricia, I can see all my dreams in your eyes. Your smile is as gay as a bright summer day. You're much fairer than Aaron's blue skies. Oh, Patricia, my lovely Patricia, you could make all my dreaming come true. My heart is just drooling, Patricia, no fooling. I'm falling in love with you. Patricia, my lovely Patricia, you could make all my dreaming come true. My heart is just drooling, Patricia, no fooling. I'm falling in love. I'm falling in love. I'm falling in love. Everybody, it is Saturday night, September the 17th, year 2016, and I just realized it as I was hearing that beautiful song that today is an anniversary of mine. 16 years ago, 1-6, this was the very day that I interviewed Kitty Callen for Yesterday USA, so I've been doing interviews for this station for 16 years, so that was a special lady in my life, and here's another very special lady in my life, the beautiful, the adorable one, Patricia. Hello, Patricia. Hello, Alden. Hello. How are we? It, it's hey, everybody. A, it's Saturday night. How could that be already? Oh, it's because life is so much fun. It's a swift. Is that what it is? It's a swift I missed something life. this week. <laughs> <laughs> I missed it. <laughs> It didn't happen on this coast. <laughs> well, it did here. Well, I have, I probably said this a couple of years ago, but I came across it, and it's worth saying again. Yes. Because, indeed, it was not a terrific week, but any week that I get up out of bed every day in is good. And I, and I woke up every day, so I guess it was a good week after all. Well, if my kid, if my, if my second mom would say, Kitty Callen, uh-huh. and considering 
she probably should have been dead at age 67, 47, when they found all the blood clots in her lung back in the 60s. Every day after that, she considered a new birthday. So, it's a birthday. It's a mm-hmm. birthday. We got another day. Yep. So I got seven birthdays this week. Yes, you did. I'm just buckling under the weight of them. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. So here is the line that I really liked when I came across it today. Uh-huh. It is, quote, this is in quotation marks, it is a dog-eat-dog dog world out there, and I'm wearing dog biscuit underwear. <laughs> I don't know who said it. I hope somebody calls in and said, I said it. <laughs> I don't have any attribution at all to it. I should have gone out to see if I could find it. You think, you're but. pretty sure it wasn't a female, huh? <laughs> not, not likely. <laughs> Although I don't know, there there are not too many, too many things that um, would <laughs> say. That. Isn't that awful? No, yeah, we we're probably developed to a point where we would say something like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm wearing it, it, dog biscuit underwear. I know, hmm. but la- you know, it used to be ladylike thing, ladylike things, you know. But I guess those are those have blurred a little bit nowadays. You no, know? Yeah, well, I guess they have, but yeah. I'm kind of still... I love it when somebody opens a door for me. Oh, yeah. And I usually say, thank you, nobody does that anymore. And the other day I said that to someone. I was up in the office, the community, the apartment community manager's right. office, right. and I was coming out and the man held the door for me and I said, oh, thank you, nobody does this for you. He said, I do. <laughs> I said, thank you. And he did. And of course he, I mean, that, that was a reasonable thing. <sighs> so anyway, somebody held the door open for me this week and I was very happy. Very nice. Mm-hmm. What, else, what, what, else, what else are really nice things that people would do for Patricia that you would notice? Oh, let me ahead of them in line? Okay. No, I usually do that. No, that's my job. That's not somebody else's job. That's my job. Um, let me think. Well, when people call to say, hi, just wanted to say hi, how are you? Good. That's nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this is other people? Mm-hmm. In I, I, oh. I, I, I put it on the same level as opening the door for a lady. Ah, Okay. Well, if somebody came to the door and said, can I take your trash? <laughs> it would be wonderful, but nobody has ever done that. Uh-huh. I'd even settle for the recycled paper. Oh, my. Could I please take your paper to the recycling yeah. bin? Yeah, yeah, that would be fine. You don't have to take the garbage, just, yeah. the, just the paper. Mm-hmm. Are we having fun yet? No, no, yeah, yeah. I just one obvious thing. I'm running. I don't, I don't know. Well, I th- there's one traditional obvious thing that we used to be done years ago as, as good manners and etiquette, besides opening a, a, a door for a lady. And that is? Well, when you came to the dinner table and you pulled, you pulled a chair out for her. Oh, sure. Yeah. And you made sure you didn't pull it all the way out that and let it sit on the floor. That is true. Yes. <laughs> we, left, we left the fourth grade in the elementary school oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah yeah that's nice mm-hmm. that's nice mm-hmm. and and we were always taught when someone older especially or someone 
oh, gosh, like a minister. If a minister came in the room, you always stand when the person comes in the room. Mm-hmm. Always. We don't do that anymore. No. no. I do. But um, there, there are little things that I'm picking up along the way. You know I love to read old, old books. Yes. Like turn of the century, you know, like early 1900s, late 1800s. Right. I really like those old books. Why is and that? I learned. Why is that? It's, it's a great question, and I don't have an answer. I love British mysteries, especially. Uh-huh. I like British books in general. Uh-huh. The turn of the century or the early 1900s, I enjoy so much. And anything that rolls history into a book. Maybe that's one of the reasons I like the Nero Wolf books so okay. much, is that they started in the 1930s. And they're so good, and I just finished one, and I'm ashamed of him. I figured out who did it before I got to the uh, end, and I'm triply ashamed of him because I picked up some grammatical errors, and he never made grammatical errors, except I cannot say never anymore. Well, <laughs> he could write to his daughter and, and give her oh. his <laughs> Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> We might even tell you one night about the sure. Um, no, I, I cannot do that. No, I cannot do that. No, I would not do that. I would not. I would not. But you know, they're, if, they're if, too if, if Rex Stout was still alive, would you write him a little letter? No. You would, get, you would bottle gotta be that, kidding. You would, you would bottle He's <laughs> making the money. <laughs> you would bottle that <laughs> information. You I'm grammatically correct, and he's making the money. Which one of us is going to win the argument? You bottle all that information to yourself and keep it. Well, it's available to everyone. I would hesitate to share it with <laughs> some, like, like Rick Stout. I, he has access or had access to the same books I do. Um, they're, gee, you know, they, they were kind of basic ones, you know? For a writer, they they were basic, and he did it anyway. Oh dear. Well, can we can we blame the editor for not catching it? Yes, and we might even blame the editor for putting them in. Right. Because it's pretty common that editors slip over these two as well. It just surprised me that he did. Mm-hmm. One of them, I'm going to tell you what they are. <clears throat> a person is who. A thing is that. So if we say the car that is sitting in the driveway and the person who is driving the car, not the person that's driving the car, the right. person who is driving the car, and he got every one of the who's incorrect. That sounds like Whoville from, <laughs> from the Grinch. But instead of saying the woman who came through the door, he would say the woman that came through the door. And that kind of rattled me a little bit. So the easiest thing to do is to always put who that. In the, in the sentences, right? Now Who's there? <laughs> <laughs> a person is who, a thing is that. I mean, it's not, not rocket science, yeah, yeah, but I never anyway. Knew, I never knew the rules of that, but I, I just always sounded correct to do who and that based upon... Exactly. Yeah, I never exactly. thought about the rules to it. It even sounds correct, and right. that wasn't it. And the second one was that he repeatedly used furthest and farthest incorrectly okay farthest 
is distance, literal distance. Mm -hmm. I am farther ahead than you are in the race. Okay. However, in the abstract, you want to further your education, for example, right. or I want to go further in my life than just being yeah. X, Y, and Z. Yeah. yeah. So there's a difference between farther and further. Correct. And he used farther incorrectly. Oh, well. Too bad. You know, I mean, I was picky, but I learned so much about grammar from reading Nero Wolf, and then in one, this was one of his earlier books. It was in the 1930s. I learned so much reading some of his work. For example, there is no such thing as quote, unquote. There is open quotation, or you can quote somebody, and you end quote. You don't unquote. There's no such word as unquote. It's end quote. I learned that from him. And then he went and blew it. <laughs> well, maybe they, didn't, maybe they didn't have grammar back in the 1930s. I think they did. <laughs> he, other, he otherwise was <laughs> very perspicacious. <laughs> he has me looking words up as I go along. And they're great words. We just don't see them or hear them. Period. Anyway. Well, you're you you getting a chuckle out there. Today, today mom, oh, mom, dad, and Walden went and got the flu shot. And, <gasps> and, so so good. and so when we came out, the guy for the hospital staff, well, you're done. And mom said, mm -hmm. mom said, no, that's when you, when you're well cooked. We're finished. Good for her. <laughs> the guy laughed. That is absolutely right. A roast is done. A project is finished. <laughs> you are, she, give her a gold star. She is absolutely right. Uh-huh. She's she been, she been on my case for that for 50 years, my dear, and I don't know if I'll ever change, you know. It, it's it's painful sometimes to have been educated at a purist school <laughs> where we learn to say the word culinary and we learn wreck instead of wreak. It wrecked havoc. It didn't wreak havoc. All of these are modern spins. The word judgment was traditionally spelled with an E in the middle, judgment. It doesn't have the E anymore, and it's so bad that if I put the E in it, as it's supposed to, my spell checker comes up and says it's misspelled. <laughs> oh, Walden, this is <laughs> awful. Life is getting so challenging. <laughs> I want to undo my education. Well, maybe time to get rid of the computer and go back to paper and pen. <sighs> yes, ah. I agree. In which case, I would like not to have the E put back in because it's an extra stroke <laughs> of the pencil. <laughs> Okay, with you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so so would you would you want to would you when you would you want to would you like to would you like to describe subscribe your work under the John Hank Hancock style writing? Then that way, big, bulky letters and stuff like that. It was a very flowing script. It was something you would expect to come out of a printing office or a printer's palace. Do you know why his signature was so large? I do not know. The the cutesy line or story yep. that goes along with it says, well, he wanted, he said, I want King George to be able to see my... Right. And King George never saw the thing anyway. Yeah. It was because he signed first. 
I knew you signed first, yeah, that's right. And there was no other signature to model it after, so he, he just put his John Hancock there. And other people came in, and they knew how many people, I guess, had to sign the thing. I can't remember how many people did sign the declaration. 56 signers. 56? Yep. That's a lot of signatures to get on a piece yep. of paper. He took up more than his share of the room. But anyway, that's how come his signature is so large. It's because he was first, and he did indeed have a bolder signature than most of the other people who signed it, but that's how it got to be big. I did not and know. We can I did not know until we listened to the Paul Harvey thing that those 56 signers, their identification was held silent for six months. They, say that again, please. The, 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 the public, the public yeah. did not know for the first six months who were the signers. That was kept hmm. as a secret. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Well, once it got out, they sure had, they, they had great misfortunes. They had yeah. great trials. They, some of them... Their families left them, or their families died. They lost their homes. They lost their property. They, it, it was just awful, just awful. And they did it for us. They did it for everybody who came after them. And then people wonder why I get all filled up when I think about my country. You know, this is my country. Okay, we can talk now. Did you always feel that way about your country? No, not not on this level. I did not. When did when when did it when did it come to home for Patricia? That's a wonderful question. It's something that evolved. It didn't uh -huh. just happen. And I think a lot of it has to do with old time radio. Ah. I'm con I'm confident it does because old time radio is such a journey into history. I've learned so many things just from listening to the old-time radio shows that we never would have learned in school, and I certainly didn't. I mean, I had a reasonably good education, but never, ever learned anything. For example, the things we learned on Sibber, McGee, and Molly during the war. I didn't know Britain had double daylight standard or double daylight savings time. Yeah, that's true. We changed our clocks one hour. They changed theirs, too. I didn't know Germany started it in World War One. I. I thought it was a big American invention. <laughs> it wasn't. So, so anyway. So, so you tell me, old-time radio for Patricia has been a wonderful warning. Oh, my goodness. Oh, gosh, it's better than going to school. Yeah. I don't even have to put my shoes on. <laughs> and I get to learn. So, yeah, I think that was a wonderful question. Thank you for asking it. But yes, I think a lot of it has to do with the privilege of having old radio shows available. Mm -hmm. And it really is a privilege. It My goodness. So. My goodness. I still have dog biscuit underwear on this week, though. That's good. What, what, what flavor? <laughs> it's dog biscuit flavor. I don't know. What flavor is a dog biscuit? I have no idea. I don't think they come in chocolate and spinach. Well, you know, I if we ever need to rate capital, Patricia, I probably could you <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The Patricia Dalbeck gets some chocolate. I think you could become a multimillionaire overnight, and all those, all those dog lovers who want to make sure their doggy 
get their favorite flavor of vitamin kind of chocolate. Yep. Uh-huh. Chocolate kills dogs. <laughs> it does. It's poisonous for dogs. Well, you cannot feed doggies chocolate. Well, it, it, it could be a special... I mean, special, I think they could probably lick a finger or something, but... It could be a special you know. dog... It could be a special doggy chocolate. You know. So, it, they yeah. really... Dogs do like the flavor of chocolate, but it's very harmful to them. So, maybe I could work with a food scientist and have chocolate flavoring that isn't chocolate and that would keep the doggies happy because doggies really do like the flavor of chocolate. And I bet you the doggy owners would buy it. Figuring that the doggy Isn't it amazing, even with people, how many things we love to taste that are not good for us? Like French uh, fries and French fried onion rings. Oh goodness. How do you oh, know goodness. they're not how do you know they're not good for us? Trust me. The vegetables only Walton that's a great spin I like that that's good that's good I I want to give an update about Jim you probably have the same one I went to the go go what is it go fund go Uh fund me go fund me and I do have the link if anyone would like it just send me an email to floridawriter at hotmail.com and I will send you the link to Jim Taylor's GoFundMe site. It was set up by a friend. Jim, of course, is our family member from California who calls in periodically to do a book review for us. And Jim was in a terrible, terrible catastrophe a couple of weeks ago. The home he was living in caught fire. He was overcome and literally overcome by smoke. Um, They had to resuscitate him. And according to the most recent note up there, Jim is out of bed. He is walking. He's talking, has great difficulty with his voice. He's going to need some real time and healing on that. But he is doing remarkably well in his recovery. I missed that one. Oh my goodness. When I went up I guess it was yesterday or the day before. It had only been up there for a couple of days. Ah, so I missed So that, I yeah, didn't know I, how closely you were monitoring oh, yeah, it, but I it went, was yesterday. I, I went and saw the recent donation. Uh, uh, you know, I, I saw the donation part. Yeah. And then I, I, mm-hmm. I, I, looked, I looked for comment, and I didn't see the comment. And so, you know, I saw all the good oh, wishes yeah. to Jim. So I didn't see the comment part. So I'm yeah. glad you pointed it out to me. I know. For a screen reader, it would be very difficult because there's a little box there that tells you how many comments, <clears throat> and it, it's, a, it's up to five comments, and you have to click on the comment on that little box that says five comments, and then they begin to appear. I know today, so, we could, I thought we might get a call from Ron Bond, because uh, the, the radio personality, Dennis Terry, went to visit Jim today. And he probably would call Today? Ron. Oh, good. And so I thought we might get an update to see where Jim was what. But, hey, that's, that's, I would say that's a step forward. I, uh, I think it's a huge step forward. Yeah. The fact that he is up and around is just, and I know it, it's, you know I know how difficult it is to come out of any kind of an illness and then yeah. have somebody say, okay, it's time to go for a walk. <laughs> <laughs> But indeed, he is doing it, and I was just so happy when I saw that. But in any event, the GoFundMe site was set up by a friend because 
the house Jim was living in, and they were renting. There were three people, two housemates. He will refer periodically when he's on the phone with us to his housemates. There are three of them, and the home was destroyed. It's it's a complete loss. And in order to find a place to live, for anyone who is in the rental community, you know that you have to come up with first, last, and sometimes a security. So a security. it's a very expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, would it secure. Do I look like I'm going to? Anyway, um, it's, it's a very expensive proposition to find an apartment that you can move into any apartment, never mind one that will serve you well, or a home. In this case, they were renting a home. And that's why the person set up the GoFundMe, <clears throat> excuse me, because everything in that home was destroyed from clothes to kitchen. And the money that is coming in, and it's up to about $3,500, and some of it is coming in a dollar at a time, which is fine. I mean, every single dollar helps. And um, the money that's coming in is going first to give the two housemates, and then later on, Jim, excuse me, (coughs) excuse me, a home. They'll be able to have enough money to go out and say, okay, we can pay the first and last and move into a new home, and uh, one of the housemates is pregnant. So it really is an urgent thing, and so I'm, I'm pleased to see that so many of Jim's friends, he is, he is well known in the old-time radio community, and call-in shows, and Neil Ellis, and who is the person you just mentioned uh, who Dennis, went to visit him? Dennis Terry, the one that hosts the rock and roll show. He was the, worst, the first one to saw, uh, he got yes. called to saw the TV Yes, Dennis. So there are people leaving notes up there. and um, So anyway, it's really nice to be able to tell you that Jim is improving. And, I mean, really improved me. I I, I was just astounded when I saw that he was out of bed several times a day walking. So this is good. That's very good. Yeah, so I'm not surprised. You you, you thought ahead of time the speaking part was going to be a bit of a battle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it would be. But as as important as it is, he is communicating. Apparently his voice is going to need a lot of work, mm-hmm. as speech is going to need a lot of work, not only from the fire itself, but from an intubation tube, you know, when they put the tube yeah. down yeah. Um, so you can breathe. That creates a, a really powerful irritation if it's in there for any amount of time. Right. So. Yeah. You know, you got so many things against you, but my goodness, all the important body parts are working. And, wow, <laughs> I mean, it just feels so good to be able to say that. So, I have Winnie the Pooh, I have Burma Shave, I have one little piece of useless but fun, and a theme, compliments of my sister. Your sister? I will, I, my sister has contributed tonight's oh theme, my yes. Gosh. okay. I will give you the useless but fun first that I just found or came across that the average person, I do not know an average person. Do you know any average person? Uh, Fibber McGee. Oh, that's right. He's the average. The average. Yeah, according to Joyce Gallup. Average citizen or the, average, the, the, the average, average man? Per, he was the average man in terms of, of um, let's see, Heavenly Days, the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he went and he went to Washington as That's the right. average man. That's right. Okay. Well, each year the average person 
whom we do not know. The average person walks the distance from New York to Miami. So if we put every footstep in one direction, I would be able to walk to New York. Uh, I, I don't know if you'll be going that direction, but okay. That's I, don't think I, I don't take that many steps either. No, but I don't think you're going back to New York. Get the, Well, we'll put, you might go oh. back for a visit, but you're not going to relocate back in this. In that, in that case, I could do two years and make it to California. I, you, know, you know you have a home here. I, it would take me two years to walk there. We would would come, you wait for me? We would come get you. <laughs> you wouldn't have to wait for me. You'd come get me. Thank you. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I like that. Now, here's here's for here's the health message for today. The target is to walk ten thousand steps a day, which really doesn't sound like an enormous amount. We say, oh, patter 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 into the kitchen, patter 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 into the office, patter 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 to the parking lot. It sounds like a piece of cake if you just put a little concentration in there. Well, I parked way the heck on the other side of the supermarket parking lot the other day, and I don't think I put in a couple of hundred steps. Well, you know how much, you know what 10,000 steps are or 10,000 feet is? Well, 10,000 feet is two, almost two miles. That's right. But a stride is more than... Generally, I, th I think the average drive is considered 39 inches, so it's a little over three feet. Okay, so a yard, you, you know, we'll, we'll consider average, because right. I, I have kind of short legs, so, <clears throat> excuse me, my stride, I can take long strides, but they're not as long as somebody with longer legs than I. Anyway, 10,000 steps is a lot of steps, I am here to tell you. <laughs> I got to the car, and I thought... I thought I was going to count when I went from the store back to the car, and I thought, see, that must be a thousand right there. <laughs> I don't think I was up to two hundred, and I was on the other side of the parking lot. Wow. This is rough going. These recommendations are not good. Then I'll get to the genetic studies that say, well, if you're fat, if you're overweight, if you're portly, if you're near a wolf, it's probably genetic. That's a great excuse for the average American. Well, uh, you know, I'm going to haul out the article. I came across it yesterday, and I was intrigued because they did do intelligence studies with fraternal twins, identical twins raised together, identical twins raised apart, and average, but, you know, just putting all of this stuff in the stew. And they had prisoners in a particular institution who volunteered for weight studies. And they took average people who had healthy weights or what were identified as healthy weights. And they, they told them they had to gain, I don't know, 25 pounds. It was, it was a substantial amount of weight. 25 pounds, when you have to lose it, is in, intimidating. These poor people were eating 10,000 calories a day wow. trying to put on weight. 10,000 calories. Man Mountain Dean didn't eat 10,000 calories. And they were actually making themselves ill trying to gain this weight. And when the study was over, just automatically within a matter of months, they were back to their normal weight. It, it just happened because they ate what they wanted, they ate comfortably, and they lost the weight. Then they 
went to the other side and had people on restricted diets and got them down to what was a healthful weight. Now, these were people who had been overweight most of their lives, and, and they got them down to a healthful weight, and their metabolisms were behaving as if they were in a starvation mode. Right. They, their bodies were telling them, literally, you are starving me, when they were eating six to 800 calories, which is pretty stringent diet. Yep. Um, but as soon as they started inching back up to what would be normal caloric intake, their weights soared. Their bodies were just built for being heavier than yep. what the charts say. Yep. I, I've always believed that, you know. I've always... I have. Case, yeah. Yeah. Um, people don't have to walk around and say, tell, uh, you know, it, it's just, it is so sad. Everybody's got a comment if you're overweight. Nobody says anything if you're underweight. If you're, no. I mean, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. Mind your own business. You know? <laughs> just, you know, say hello. It's really nice to see you. That works, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, dear me. Yeah, oh, dear me. There was, there was a terrible discussion on one of the newspapers that I get, mm -hmm. and it was prompted. This sounds weird, and I, I agree it's going to sound weird. Overweight woman, in, in uh, I don't want to say incredibly, interestingly, she was a doctor who did scientific research into genetics and handled millions and squillions of pieces of information. She was on the subway. She was coming home, and some man, she was overweight, and some overweight according to the charts anyway, a man offered her his seat, and she said, no, thank you, and went on, and he said, you have to do it for your baby. Sit down. <laughs> she said, but I'm not pregnant. <laughs> he said, sit down. That baby just, and he lectured her and told her what she should be eating, and then I did not realize that this was – so I'm really going off on a, on a sidetrack here, but I did not realize that this was a thing in America. I don't know about other countries, but pregnant women are subjected to people putting their hands on them and saying, how's the baby, or isn't that nice you're going to have a baby? I think that's insane, and that's what prompted this conversation, this poor woman – standing in front of this man and simply because she said no thank you this whole thing just erupted and according to the comments that were submitted afterward it's a very common thing have you ever heard of that no i i, I have not the one i've heard you know in previous culture especially not necessarily america but in other countries maybe mm -hmm. english uh if you were overweight or heavy, it would consider a status symbol because you were considered financially successful. Do you know? Oh, this is so good. We're going to have to carry this conversation on forever. I just finished a Charlie Chan. You knew I was reading a Charlie yep. Chan. Uh, yep. An Earl, yep. Earl, Der, yep. Earl, I can never pronounce this man, Earl Der Biggers. And one of the things that he specified in there when he was talking about Charlie Chan coming into the picture, that he was a portly gentleman, and that in the Chinese culture and many others, that the, the extra weight indicated wealth and happiness and all good things. 
And that's what you just said, and I didn't know that until I just read Charlie Chan today. Wow. Oh, boy, are we on track tonight. Wow. But anyway, it was a very peculiar thing, and that's where I came across these links to the genetic studies that um, that had been have been going on for decades. So, anyway, <laughs> each year the average person walks the distance from New York to Miami. How did I get off all, on the other I direction have no on idea. that one? Yeah. Boy, stick with me tonight. We're going to have a great time. Perfect. Okay, Burma shave. Brother Speeder, let's rehearse all together. Good morning, nurse. Good morning. Are you nurse. there? Yeah. Good morning, nurse. It says, "Brother, brother Speeder, let's all rehearse <laughs> all together." Good morning, nurse. Good morning, nurse. Do not speed. Burma shave. And Winnie the Pooh. Uh-huh. I don't see much sense in that," said Rabbit. "No," said Pooh humbly. "There isn't. But there was going to be when I began it. It's just something happened to it along the way." <laughs> That sounds sound like a Patricia-ism to me, almost, too. It is, and yeah. I was just going to say that's similar to the way my week shaped up, you know? Okay, so compliments of my sister. In Fibber McGee times and afterward for many decades, there were home services, like home milk delivery, and Fibber and Molly used to get groceries delivered from the local store. Some, you know, one of the grocery boys would deliver, and Leroy delivered stuff from the drugstore. What kind of services like that did you have when you were growing up? And I thought that was a great question. Perfect. That's a great one. And I have stuff for Celeste. Celeste, you'd better call in tonight. Okay. I've got three now. And I got two things to put on the table. Okay, I, I'll hush up now. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go, you, you yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm finished. I, I'll hush up. Uh, <laughs> uh, ooh, I've had more than my share for the entire night now. I want you to know how many private airplanes we have in America, and how Me? many. You're asking. And how many drones we have? Uh, they, the numbers came out this week, so I thought it was very <gasps> interesting. Oh, my goodness. Private airplanes and drones right. in America or in the world? In America. And these these are the the um, the personal drones Correct. that people can The one that you pay shoot 200. Up. Yeah, the one you pay 200 yeah. bucks for and those. So I think yeah, they're not supposed to go more than 400 feet, and they do anyway, and right. then they do stupid stuff like try to take pictures of fires, and the firemen have to stop working. And oh, here's fighters. And those of you who might not heard our show last night, I'll throw this out just in case. Because I learned yesterday, um, I've been listening to a lot of Beat the Band shows, and I was, produ- I was about Ted Williams and his orchestra, and they mm-hmm. had a famous whistler on the show, Elmer Tanner, there was a big hit called Heartbreak in 1947. Mm-hmm. Elmer Tanner was a famous whistler. And he shared a technique with Bing Crosby. What is it in terms of the whistling style? <laughs> Very unique. They both sounded like, oh, um, um, Bing Crosby could sound like a bird when he mm-hmm. sang. But there's a technique they both had. It had to do with the tongue. It's, Am it's I a, correct? It's a different part of the body. Really? Yes. Huh. Bing Crosby.
actually sounded like he flicked his tongue. Seriously, no, really, because he, he would do as opposed to just a straight whistle. Whistle, yeah. Yeah, I do not know. So what what well, did they do together? So, well, we can let the family guess, or you want to... Oh, sure. Or, or you, wanna, you want me to give you the answer? Well, I'd like the answer, but if you would like the rest no, of the I'll family... I'll, 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 I, will let, I will give you the answer to this, as we talked about last night, because I still think it's amazing. They whistle with their throats. They have ah. so much muscles in their throat area, they can whistle by using their throats. You mean they didn't purse their lips and just whistle? I, I guess, like I, I don't know what Bacall? the Yeah, but according to El McCann's Wikipedia page, he, he, they had such strong muscles in their throat, they could use that as the uh, ability to whistle. That's weird. Yeah, I know. That's really weird. I know. That's like, that's like hearing a goose whistle. <laughs> Think about it. Can you hear a goose whistle? Well, I mean, they use their throats, so that was a very bad analogy, wasn't it? No, 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 no. I just want to know, can adorable <laughs> hear a, can, can he hear a throat whistle? A, a goose a whistle. Throat with a, a throat a, or a goose? A goose whistle. I've never heard a goose whistle. <laughs> no, I haven't. Uh-uh. Uh-huh. Okay, I was just wondering, because you have such good ears, I thought you could beat dogs <laughs> no. out. I haven't. I have not been around a goose for a very long time. <laughs> I used to visit geese when I lived in New Jersey. Actually, I lived in New York. I used to drive to New Jersey to visit the geese in this little lake. And they were so nice. I didn't realize that you could get killed by geese. Were you always were you always an animal lover when you were a little girl? Yes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And even when I was a big girl, until the raccoon and I had this encounter, I know, I and know. Then all I bets know. were off. I mean, the 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 little woodland creatures were on their own after that. Yeah. Well, you just always had a soft spot for the little the little creatures of the, of the world, and I just think that. Yeah. Cool. That's a very, yeah. that's, that's a very Patricia I would, thing. I would talk to them, and I would bring them breadcrumbs and stuff. Mm-hmm. You and you, you Dr. Doolittle Doodle had something in common. You both could talk <laughs> to the animals. I was the Dr. Doolotta. <laughs> yes. Yes, Dr. Doolittle and I had a lot in common. Uh, uh, so did you have a good week? I did. What did you do? Got my food shot this morning. That's very and, good. And then, and your grammar lesson. And then, yes, we went to a surprise birthday party. It tells you what a big surprise it was. It's two months before the guy's 80th birthday. His birthday is November 26th, so his wife figured people would be too busy around Thanksgiving, so she threw the party two months ahead. ahead you know, of that, forgive me for interrupting, but that could be cruel. <laughs> You get somebody who's up in years and he thinks he's lost two months out of his life. What do you mean, happy birthday? What's the date today? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think about it. They threw the party next door. He didn't know about it, so he walked over and surprised. <gasps> and so that's okay. so we went to that. And mm-hmm. the and the Bracker one it up it beats a football team. So 
things are good around here. So it's a better and good thing. And you remember when Dan calls in and starts talking about the, was it Lexington? It wasn't Louisville. Louisville, yeah. He, he, Louisville. It was Louisville? Louisville upset the number Louisville, two Number two Yeah, they, the they blew the socks off Florida. Uh -huh. And when he calls in and the two of you start talking, just give me a heads up and I'll leave and go make my snack and stuff. Well, wait a minute. You're, you're, you're a resident of the state of Florida. Aren't you sharing the pom-pom for, for Florida State? <laughs> Whichever Florida team <laughs> Louisville was playing, they're home putting Band-Aids on their wounds, and there are many. What was it? Oh, it was something outrageous, like 63 to 20? Correct. Oh, oh my goodness, those poor guys. So you, so you, you tell me. Even yes, though, I am. Even though you, <laughs> even though you went to an all-girl high school, you didn't. You yes, didn't, I did. You, you didn't. You, it wasn't your ambition in life to, to be a cheerleader. No, it wasn't. <laughs> and I didn't play. In in one respect, I I had to, I I did a bus to school. The school is in the next county. It was across the Hudson River. It, it was, you know, over the river and through the woods type yeah, thing. Yeah. So when the bus, when school let out, the bus was there. Yeah. And if you didn't get on that bus, you were not going home, period, <laughs> because you do not walk across the bridge, you know. So um, that meant that there were no extracurricular activities like basketball and stuff like that there. So I didn't have to make a decision and argue with people and say, I don't want to. I don't want to play basketball. I had to get on the bus. Yay. Well, you could have been a girl. Uh, you could have been a famous girl basketball player. <laughs> I would have been famous for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> Not because I was good. Mm-mm. Oh. Okay, now what? Oh, I said, what kind of a week did you have? You went to a birthday party. Uh-huh, yes. went to a birthday party, and, and I swept a lot this week, you know. Stuff Good like for that. you. Yeah. I was on a weird sweeping cycle that I, my my big bulk of sweeper in two big blocks, so I was sweeping in 12-hour blocks, so I would get up and do stuff to go back to bed, and, you know, so that's how I did most of the week, so, so stuff like that there. We had a back board meeting so we help plan out um, the events for some of the events for next year and Great. we're off and running there you are yeah and I do not say thank you to reps ever I still get their newsletter air check and I think it is so nice of them to send it to me so I hope somebody from reps is listening that's the radio enthusiasts of Puget sound we talk about reps every once in a while they are up in the seattle area they have the showcase which we would i refer to as a convention um old-time radio convention each year and it, they they sent that to me every month i get one and it's just so nice to be able to read about some of the old shows and the old actors not the old actors the actors who acted in the old shows so thank you reps and you'll be getting a bunch more because the newsletter, uh -oh. the newsletter guy gets retired, so he's been sending me stacks of old ones. 
and Whoa. and uh, so I'll go see John Roy once again some of the articles or whatever, then I'll ship those to you. It's a nice little batch. Little. Yeah. They are very heavy. Well, no. E R E E E. Very heavy. No, not these. No? It's not in a book. Not like I did with the Spurback one from a big book form. Oh, yeah. Did I tell you? I picked up those boxes. I thought, this guy, he's built like a moose. The one in the office who said, there must be gravel in these boxes. <laughs> <laughs> I picked him up with one hand. See, you've been, get, you, you, see, see, you've been getting better. That's a wonderful, that's a wonderful sign <laughs> you're getting better. If <laughs> I can walk on my arms, I'm in great shape, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, but anyhow, um, be kind. I am kind. I know you are. You're always kind. But, you know, if you don't want the bath up you would like to have, there's not a lot. Okay, as long as there's not a lot, a lot. I'm, uh, uh, I'll tell you about my books later. We, we need to get to our family. I know. Well, you know, I want you to have my books if I, if Mom decides she's getting rid of those. No, 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 no. We're working in the opposite direction here. We're clearing out the bookshelves. Yeah, but. I have not, I have not culled my books in a very long time. Yeah, but. And I'm starting with the writer's reference books, and there are some that are dreadfully out of date. So they're off the shelves now, and uh, one at a time I'm going through them. I'm being so good. Yeah, sort but. of. Yeah, but. Okay. What? 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 Okay. Okay. Well. And here's one that I didn't even open this week, and it's been staring at me, and I should have. The title of it is Presidential Campaigns. And they're little vignettes about campaigns. You know? Yeah. I'll have some goodies for next week. Okay. Well, if I have a history of... Mr. King Tracer Law person. What? You know. <laughs> What's that got to do with presidential campaigns? I'm not about my books. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> I mean, that one stays. That one's on the shelf permanently. We're uh, not going to do uh, anything with that little puppy. Uh, no, that's a goodie. Okay. All right. And then what? I'm all yours. I'm finished. So, should we say goodnight to the family? I think we're going to have a long night tonight. <laughs> it's going to be fun, but it's going to be long. Right? It's how long you want it to be. <laughs> At the moment, I'm feeling frisky. We're in trouble. All right. That's, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's my line. <laughs> Very good. All right, everybody. I have put the phone on the hook. You can call now at 714-545-2071. That's 714-545-2071. I'm going to give you a heads up. Uh, two, uh -oh. week, two weeks from today, October 1st, I will be at the home again at Waldo. We'll be celebrating her life in the afternoon. John, Larry, I, my family will be going. So, uh, I don't know exactly what time we'll be 
breaking the, getting through the traffic area. We might be back in time. Uh, if not, we might be a few minutes late. So I'll keep you posted exactly when I get closer what my plans are. So, in other words, we might be a few minutes late just for me to get home to be on the air with Patricia. So, but I think everybody will understand it. Aunt Waldo is such a special lady to all of us. And I, want, I feel very honored to go up and be part of her celebration at her house for her, her life. So, so just okay, put that in your note. So, if you haven't tuned in and heard exactly at 730 West Coast, just hang in there. We'll be there. And Patricia Mason. Yes. Okay. If not, you can. Everybody can send an email to Patricia and say, "Where are you?" <laughs> and complain. Yes. <laughs> All right. You ready? I'm ready. Hello, there, Carl. You're on the air. Hello. Hello, Kurt. How are you? Well, actually, better than I was yesterday, but I'm still not that great. So, um, I. I came down for dinner yesterday, and um, the immediate word was, uh, you have to go to the hospital, so, because uh, supposedly I looked real pale and shaky, and and so I, that's what I did yesterday, was I went to the hospital. Well, that's nothing like, they, do they have do they have good d dinner service? I mean, that's why they came down to have dinner. Yeah, no, they didn't get any dinner. Um, was there till about 12:30, and then came home. They sent me a um, uh, a voucher. gave me a <coughs> gave me a, a voucher to come home by taxi. So that's what I did. Wow. Um, hold on just a second. Okay. Can, can We're talking to Kurt from La Habra, California. You got to fix my password again. And uh, anyway, so uh, um, I'm supposed to go see Kathy tomorrow in the in the rest home by or the nursing home, but I don't even know if I'm gonna make that because I'm not really feeling that great today. So I don't know. Mm. Uh, but I haven't seen her for a long time, so I'm gonna do my best. And. Uh, and of course, uh, tomorrow's my birthday, so. Well, happy uh, birthday, Kurt. I I told one of my my relatives that I would do my best not to to die on my birthday, <laughs> because that's what she instructed me: don't die. And I said, <laughs> okay, I won't. It's embarrassing to die on your birthday. So, and by the way, I have to tell you that in all the English studies that I did. I have never come across the um, the who and the that question, and I'm really? an English major. I have a BA in English, and I still didn't know that. So I came something. I I offered something new. I good. Yes, you did, and I and I, I wanted to point out the fact that I didn't know that because it kind of surprised me to find that out, and that and that there was a distinction. The farthest and the furthest, okay, I get that, and I knew, I mean, I knew that instinctively. But the who and the that, no, I didn't know that. I expected Rex Stout to know that. Well, he, he who knows? Who, who knows? What if, no. I thought maybe in, in the beginning, well, thank you for mentioning that. Um, that. That's really interesting. I used to use, inappropriately, 
the word that in all the wrong places. Mm-hmm. And one of my fellow writers corrected me on that. And I thought, wow, I should have. Okay. Yeah. And, and that's how I learned it. Um, and it's really nice that you know, writers do a lot of that, I think. I'm, I haven't really analyzed that. But writers tend, excuse me, to share that kind of information with each other. Yes, but when they come across, yeah. The thing is that you always wonder is, are they are they doing it out of the goodness of their hearts, or are they doing it to prove that they're better than you? Oh no, 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 no! Uh, Not in in the circles, you know, with the writers I know. No, it's it's always been in good course, good with good manners and and graciously, but. It's okay. it's um I I help you you help me type thing and it's refreshing because that you're right that doesn't always I, happen. I, well, I, I you know, like I said, I, I it was new to me and so uh, I wanted you to know that that with all the writing oh she's not supposed to eat till after nine. Um, with all the, the the writing that I've come across, I had never never heard that, and I I've, I've read. You know, a lot, and I, I just didn't didn't know that. Well, there aren't very many just <laughs> people. There aren't that you'll you'll see it in newspapers and in magazines that used instead of who. So it's it's something that is very natural yeah, to overlook sounds, and it skip. It sounds life. natural. Um, yeah. I was always better. I mean, I was always better at knowing what sounded right, but. Mm-hmm. One of the things that actually stopped me from considering teacher being a teacher was that I I couldn't keep all that stuff straight in my head, I you know to diagram or whatever I couldn't do that, and and but yet I knew you know this is what sounds right, and so that's one of the things that that because I you know I did everybody thought I should should you know be a teacher. Or something, and I said, uh-huh. oh, I, I don't think that I can do it, you know. So, um, uh, do we do we have any information on Jim by any chance? Yes. Yes. Um, I talked a little bit about it at the beginning of the show. He's out of bed. He's walking. Um, voice is still going to be a challenge for him for oh, a yeah. while, but he is making progress, and from the note that's up on the GoFundMe page, he's doing exceedingly well, far better than I would have ever been able to even hope for him. So he is yeah. one heck of a trooper. Yes. Well, um, I, I, I know that, well, no, I take that back. I surmise that he got sent uh, a um, a hard drive with radio shows on it. Mm-hmm. The only thing is, I don't know how he's going to play said radio shows, since obviously the computer got, you know, got trashed along with everything else if the whole house is gone. But, um, John, uh, John, and I are working on some ideas to find a, a a computer for Jim. Oh, good! So, I'm so glad. Yeah, so that's one of the things we are kicking around, and then because you know Jim has certain interests, interests, he loves news, he loves the 
I think a lot of us want to make sure he gets the things that he likes, not necessarily. I think, well, yeah, well, I'm pretty sure, based on, again, what I'm surmising, uh, he could run a whole radio station. Right. And I, I think another thing, I know his fam somebody from help got him, I'm hoping they'll do this again for him, a Wi-Fi radio. Ah, uh, okay. Okay, that's another thing Jim used to depend on, and so... Just a little, you know, once he gets home, I think we all know he got some uh, things to make life more interesting for him. It'd be nice to, for, uh, you know, a lot of us have been all thinking ahead. Yeah. We need to scramble ahead how we're going to help him get those, right. those, those fun things in life that m enhance a life. And, and computer would do that for him. Yes, yeah, for sure. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I, like I said, someplace else, I it uh, these types of mines need to be protected. They are a resource that I mean we don't have that many of them, especially in old radio. He's the only one that had. Uh, I mean, there might have been other people that were as good. But I don't know of them, and and Jim was a very special, and is a very has a very special mind to protect, because like when he called in some information for me about a a Bible study program that uh, I had, you know, that I used to listen to, and I was I called him or not called him, but left a, a question about it, and specifically he remembered much of the stuff that when he mentioned it, yeah, I remembered it, but until he did, I didn't. Yeah. And that's the kind of mind he's got, and and the great thing is about it that most of the time he's right. Yeah. You don't, how often do you catch him in a mistake? If he calls in and he says this is the way it is, yeah. I pretty much will take it. Yeah, but, yeah. But, you know. That's right. Well, I'm glad he's doing better. I really am. So, well, I just thought I'd call in early because I don't know how long I'm going to be even uh, listening, but I uh, wanted to, to call in and say, uh, oh, and by the way, I, I hope, Patricia, that you do have a better week next week. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate well, I it. Do, I'm, all, I'm all out of Charlie Chan's. I have to go find another Charlie Chan for me. Oh yeah, well now you've looked on you've looked on uh, Gutenberg. Gutenberg, right? Yeah, Gutenberg, and there's also an Australian site, which is where I found two Charlie Chans that we did not have on our site. Oh the, yeah, the Guten yes, the Gutenberg AU site, yes indeed they do. AU site, yes, and they've they got a have whole some other books different too that we don't. Yeah, there's a, quite a few books. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't have you know? Don't have on the American site. That is true. And I guess oh, well, I, I will let you go. But um, hopefully, I'll be talking to you well soon. Well, happy birthday ahead of time. Thank you. Kurt. And Thank to you. and to your brother. And I did not realize when when you talk about your brother, I didn't realize it was your twin brother. Yes. You may have said that at different times, and it just didn't register yep. with me, so happy birthday to both of you. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to tell him, and he'll go, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> 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 well, tell him, Patricia.
Patricia says happy birthday and just let it be an, a, a Christmas card from Elizabeth type thing. Uh, yeah, but I certainly, I, I appreciate the thought, and he will. And he will, too. I hope you have a good day tomorrow, Kurt. Oh, thank, thank you for calling. I, I hope I do, too, and I'll, I'll be in touch. Perfect, Kurt. All right, talk Take to you care. later. Bye-bye. Bye. 714-545. Two zero seven one is our number. Seven one four five four five two zero seven one. You you got my Christmas card for Elizabeth, didn't you? I sure did. I've yeah. been with you. I've been with you long enough that I could put <laughs> two point two equal four. You pick through. You pick through and cross all of the spaces, and you figure out what I'm trying to say. We Sometimes even one. I need to know what I'm trying to say. We've been together so long, I can read your mind and, uh, or oh. know your emotions. Um. And you can probably do that with my stuff. You probably know, you know. <sighs> Hello there, your own Patricia. Hello, you two. Hello, so oh, are you? Oh, hooray, hooray. I heard you. I heard you say you had something for me. <laughs> oh, Celeste. Oh, Celeste. Do you know, just before Walden said, hello, caller, I was about to say, oh, I hope Celeste calls tonight. <laughs> and you did, and you did. I'll Are you right ready? Back. I have, I have yeah. three, Celeste. I have three. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Here we go. This is from a local newspaper. Local, meaning, you know, area, my area of southwest Florida. Uh-huh. There, there were, and uh, I'm... It's kind of awful to take this, but it's a perfect example of awful stuff. Um, the fire department, there, there was a drowning off one of the beaches here. And the sentence read, the fire department says this is the first fatal drowning so far in 2016. <laughs> oh, man. Uh -huh. Okay, you got it right away. <laughs> a, fa a fatal drowning. The first yeah, fatal I drowning. Know, We're going to I, have the second I, I one. I know. I wonder how many unfatal drownings they had this year. Well, they probably had a lot, but this is the first <laughs> fatal drowning. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're oh, waiting baby. for more. Okay, um, let's see. Oh, it says so far. That was the one, the first fatal drowning so far. We're going to have another first fatal drowning down the line. It was the so far that made it sound all messed up. First fatal drowning so far. We plan to have more first ones later on. Okay, the next one. This this is from a national publication and it was a caption under a picture of a man with this enormous tusk and it says a mammoth tusk is unearthed from the ground. <laughs> from but anyway it was unearthed from the ground and the next one this was from an international website advertising books first editions library 
produced this exact facsimile of the original 1934 first edition. The exact facsimile of the original. Is Let's it not true see. that a facsimile is an exact copy? No. A copy is an exact copy. A copy so is an exact anyway, copy. A facsimile is a... Well, what would you say sort of look like, I guess you would say, or <laughs> it is. play on it, but it wouldn't be it yeah. wouldn't be a, a copy of it. Yeah, we, well, we, we have we have an extra word in there. It's a facsimile, <laughs> but not an exact facsimile. <laughs> it's like saying we have the same the same thing here. So anyway, those were yeah. my three for you this week. <laughs> well. They are great. You know well. what Thank you. is so distressing. You know what is ruining everybody's English. I, I don't do it because I don't use Twitter. But, you know, people use Twitter, and for the word for, they'll put a, a, a number for, you know, mm -hmm. and just sure. the words in Twitter are just terrible. And I think, my gosh, kids that stay on their phones constantly, which they do, they're going to lose their language, their they writing ability. The, in in texting, oh, it's either Twitter. Well, I didn't mean Twitter. I meant texting. You know, I yeah. mean Twitter. I don't mean that. But in I, any event, yeah. one of them doesn't use punctuation, uh -huh. which uh -huh. makes my hair hurt just thinking about it. The the internet exchanges on the internet even. Articles and blogs on the Internet are using this shorthand. I'm constantly out on Wikipedia or doing a search for what does this mean. I'll put down acronyms, and I'll come up with a list, and the lists get longer and longer of the acronyms that are being used to communicate. I like to uh, get it in through cyberspace. I I'm lost. Whatever happened to dear sir? <laughs> Gee whiz. It's kind of spooky. I know. It's, I know. it's kind of spooky. <laughs> it How is are very, you? It's just very, you know, of course I'm old, but it's very distressing to me that it just seems like to me that people are, are just losing losing the art of writing their, their language. I know. It's, I know. It's, know. it's breaking my heart. I realize I, I have a vested interest in this, and it's... Not not quite. I'm, there are some things that are important to me, and language and writing is in that group, or are in and that group. You, and you are, and I are just right there together on that. Gee whiz. This, now, what were you talking about, the who and the what? What was that? I, I got in a little bit late. What was who, that about? Who is a person that is a thing? So it's yes. the car that is in the driveway and the person who is driving the car. Yes. It was yeah. the man who walked through the door. It was yes. the woman who picked up the the basket. And I hear yes. that all the time because and I hear it on on you know, yesterday USA constantly. Mm -hmm. That yeah, was the, the woman that, that came, walked through yeah. the door. The lady that came through the door, yeah. Mhm. Mm yeah. Not who. Yeah. I hear that all the okay. time. And when I help my little People when they're my students when they're writing their letters and so forth and so on, I always tell them if it's a person, it is who. It's never mm -hmm. that. 
Mm-hmm. But anyway, how much they'll remember it, I don't know. <laughs> I, do I, I give myself little little word clues for things. Um, for example, that is a thing. They both begin with th. Uh huh. That and yeah. thing. So you got yeah. th. And when we got to affect and effect, when I was uh-huh. teaching. Um, <laughs> you can't can't really teach writing, but business, mostly in business. Um, uh-huh. I, I did a lot of teaching to business people, and they, uh-huh. of course, had trouble with the traditional words. And I would say affect is the action, effect is the end result. So we have A uh-huh. and E. So I would a give them little and e. words. Now those are good, very good clues. Yes, yes. Yeah, I gave them little little clues like that, and those can stick with you as opposed to trying to do the sentence declensions or, or the, the declensions and, and right. diagramming sentences and oh my goodness, oh my goodness, no. So no. I would I would and port. Port and starboard. The only way I can tell the difference is because port and left have four letters and they both end in T. So port is the left side of the boat. Uh-huh. So yes. you know, I come up with all of these cute little word games and that's the only way I can keep these things straight. I don't know how people who don't have little letter and word games can keep any of this stuff straight? I just don't know. Yeah. yeah. You know, when you, of course, being a Spanish teacher, it is impossible to say in Spanish, he is the man that walked through the door because the conjugation there wouldn't work at all. Mm-hmm. El es quien, he is who walked through the door. And L K, mm-hmm. it is that. K means that, you know. And uh, the difficulty is if you're teaching a class where their grasp of the English language is not too good, uh, it's it's tough for them because you have to go back and show them the English first, and then the sure. and then the uh, Spanish, you know, of it. That's why I always say, you say you can't learn languages, but I bet I could teach you. <laughs> because you, you have a my wonderful <laughs> grasp of, you have a wonderful grasp of, of grammar and it's, it's just wonderful however I would need a minor mir- a major miracle to be able to translate that ability with English into an ability with another language no you would I just no, don't think you can no, help no, me no <laughs> no, 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 you wouldn't. I bet you wouldn't. But you'd be very good at it. And Walden has good English. I bet he'd be good at it, too. I think well, we maybe lost someday him. we'll set up an internet, a little internet, and I'll teach you two to speak speak Spanish. <laughs> That'll he took be Spanish. He's, he's not too shabby on his Spanish. He took a couple of years of Spanish in high school. Yeah, I took two. But well, there you are. But, you know, it's yeah, to me, it's so much easier to read it than to speak it. Well, oh, wait yeah. a minute. Yeah. Does your screen reader, do you have a Spanish function on your screen reader? I don't know if I do, but, you know, when I was, taking, when I was in high school, we had yeah. Braille. We had Spanish and Braille. You oh, had I Spanish in Braille. Right. You've got to be kidding no, me. No, no, because they were... Wow. Because... India, you know, there was a special little squiggly kind of thing 
for the mm-hmm. English sign, so we would right. We yes. would use that, and everything else was we would use English letters for the letters, but but except for the India, it, it was pretty straightforward, you know. Uh, that that little symbol is called a tilde, T-I-L-D-E, and it's the word that makes Nino. Even the Nino mm-hmm. child, N-I-N-O, the first N doesn't have its tilde, so it's a regular N, and N-I is Nin, and then it has the tilde over the N, and that's Yo, Nino. Now, I could never roll my R's. You know, I, I can do that. I can't do that. <laughs> I can, I can, yeah, I can do that yeah, really see, well. See, you're very good at that. I could, I could never do that. So you take care of the tildes, and I'll take care of the <laughs> and we're fine. <laughs> Do you We've know got all our bases is, covered. My, my last, last name in Spanish is Guerrero. A, an R before an O at the end is pronounced as a soft D, so my name is Guerrero in, in oh. Spanish. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, you that, know what? I figured that out all by it. myself. Honest to goodness, I did. So, I knew that. So, what, so when you took French, Patricia. Don't what, talk about it. What, <laughs> what, what's the hard part <laughs> the about The teacher is still thanking me for not for having graduated and gotten out of the school. What? So what was the hard part for you about French? The language. Was it memorizing? What? Was it speaking it? It was the language, Walton. <laughs> 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 Everything. <laughs> it was everything. Everything. Oh, oh. I, I even flunked national anthem. I mean, it was terrible. It was just terrible. Well, you know, French is a Romance language, and so is Spanish. And it's funny, I can read French, but my pronunciation is not good. But it's very close to Spanish. And Italian is the same way. I can read Italian and, and read French, but I don't have the good pronunciation, you know. But it's I don't have to because it all comes from Latin. Uh, that's true. Everything is a yeah. derivative of Latin. Yeah, yeah. So, and Portuguese is the same way. And, you know, the other language that's a uh, romance language besides Portuguese, um, Spanish, Italian. You know, the you told f- us two weeks ago. You told us, Romania. and it is yeah, Roma- something. Yeah, Romania. Romania. Oh. Yeah. I was just going to say something outrageous like Hungary. <laughs> I was too <laughs> no, far off. No, Romania. No. <laughs> Romania. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Romania is. The- I wonder what are the rule, the requirement to be a translator. You know, like if you, you have to know the language, but you gotta know uh-huh. you gotta know several languages, I would think. Oh, you do, yeah. To even uh-huh. qualify for that. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I'm a good translator as far as the 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 way I'm speaking right now, but those United Nation translators and all that, I'm telling you, those they go. A mile a second when yeah. they translate. They are so fast at it. Yeah. Yeah. I never did take any courses in doing that, and I, it's one of the things I kind of regret. But uh, anyway, 
You know, I was going to tell you something. I'm not going to take long because I want other people to get in. But when you were talking about Bing Crosby and uh, who else was it that you said? Yeah, Elmore Tanner. Yeah, Elmore Tanner. Yes, yes. Okay, I'll tell you how they do that. Okay. Um, You know, Frank Sinatra could do that, too. And this is the way they do that. Frank Sinatra noticed that Tommy Dorsey, his first big job, you know, uh, with Tommy Dorsey, that he could just not breathe and he could um, he could hold the note so long and all that. And he asked Tommy Dorsey the uh, trick of that and where the mouthpiece is, you put the mouthpiece there and your lips are closed in the center but you're taking air in on the sides. And that's the way Bing Crosby and Elmore Tanner and all those whistlers, that's the way they do that. Ah, okay. Are you grasping what yes, I'm Yes, I saying? do. Yes, I do. So, their, lips, their lips are closed in the middle. Right. But they're taking air in on the side, and when they do, it's going into their lungs, and that's why it comes out of their throat. It's a, Isn't that interesting? it's a definite, a different muscle structure, I bet. Uh huh, uh huh. Whereas most of us who whistle, we just put our lips all puckered up. Right. But see, they're not puckering their lips up; they're having them straight out. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, and saxophone players do that, mm-hmm. and and trombone players, trumpet players. Have you ever noticed a trumpet player will have a trumpet right in the middle of his lips? Yep. But on the sides, it'll be open. That's the way they do that. Isn't that interesting? It's marvelous. It's yeah, a, it, it is, is a feat. F-E-A-T. It is a feat to do something like that. <laughs> Another homonym, yeah. Homonym. Well, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to let somebody else get in. And Patricia, I just I love those writers. I'll tell you, <laughs> a fatal a fatal drowning. I'm I'm telling you. Oh dear me, dear me. We'd lose most of our entertainment, Celeste, if we didn't have them to pick on. I guess so. I guess so. Okay. Good night. You. Good night, Celeste. Bye-bye. Have a good week, Celeste. Thank you. Uh huh. Seven one four. Five four five two zero seven one. Yes, Patricia noticed when I when they should call, I was out of room. So yes, she. I, Is that I, what it was? Yeah. Oh, gee, I didn't even. <laughs> I didn't even. You didn't have to admit to that. Why would I? What did she, I what did she say? Well, when I, she called, I, what did I, she say? No, no, I, I. You know, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I, I you opened had, the door. I just had to go. Do it. Uh-huh. You That's said nature called. I wanted to know what she said. Come, come. So I, I went okay. and did it, you know. And you went. <laughs> and you went. Okay. <laughs> Who's there to rescue you? Hello there. You're on here. Good evening. Hello, Fred. Ed, you're early tonight. How are you? Good, good. Things this are is Fred in Vermont. What's happening to your trees up there? What happened to them? Yeah, are they turning? Are they starting to show oh, signs of um, being nipped? I'm so shut in, so it's hard to tell, but I think it's probably a little bit early still. Maybe okay. in the mountains. 
And did they take the cash off this week? Yes, the cash is gone. It was gone a week a week ago Wednesday. Yes. Oh. And how are you doing? Uh, good, good. I haven't stood on it yet, uh, but I put. It's, it's getting a lot more tolerant as far as like weight and and pushing and like now when I'm whipping around in my wheelchair, I'm using that right leg and it doesn't hurt. So it's, it's doing good. Wow. Oh, my goodness. So if the and first you, thing you're oh. doing is trying to rebuild the muscle structure, is that going to be... Yeah. Okay. Matter of fact, today I even tried on my own. I tried. I didn't want to push it. But I was sitting on the edge of the bed because it was really starting to feel pretty good. And from what I was doing, when I, when I first took it off, it hurt really bad. And uh, mm. so I tried just sitting up, just, just trying like I was starting to stand up on it with both feet. That mm-hmm. hurt. That was that was like really hurt. So yeah, that that right. doesn't sound yeah. Yeah, sitting there. It's uh day by day. I went. I've gone to one therapy session. and we go back again Monday. And I go mm-hmm. over those. How do you get to the therapy sessions, or do, are they coming to you? Well, friend of mine drives me, um, and I've been getting driven to work too, which is cool. So. And then my student drives me back home. So that's been working out pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> right now, though, I think, I almost tried it this weekend. I think I could drive. Um, Uh-oh. But I'm, I'm going to try it next week, I think. Uh, the, only, the, only, the only thing is I can't get myself in and out of the car. So well, I think you have to do that before you can drive. Yeah, well, you know, I can get help into the car like I am now. Put my wheelchair in for me. Can I get out of my way? I'm out of here. <laughs> oh, dear. Which uh, leg are we talking about? I thought it was your right leg. It is. My right foot. Oh, dear. Yeah. That's, but, that's the one yeah. that's got the brake under it, Fred. Yeah, I know. I realize that. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't. It, that kind of thing well, is... Uh, well, maybe he can drive without the brake, Patricia. No, well, I'm no, afraid that's what he's going to do. <laughs> Fred, well, I, I worry about you, you know? I can just push I can just push it, you know? It's not like putting weight on the whole leg. Right. Okay. So, well, I'm, I don't know. We'll see. I'm not going to do anything stupid, that's for sure. I will have a... Okay. First time I try, I'll take a friend with me. And if this I is the man who sold his squirrel. And I'll even try it without going anywhere first, you know, to see if I can push the pedal. Without hurting. But I play, I, I messed with my bass drum a little bit on the drum the other day. And that didn't hurt. So <laughs> I, I tried that a week ago and it killed me. So Two things yeah. have to happen. It has to be pain-free or at least low-grade. Yeah. And number two, it has to work. Yeah, exactly. So like, if you have no pain but you can't hit the brake, that doesn't count. Oh, I can hit the brake. It's a matter of whether there'll okay. be any pain or not. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I'm working. Basically, I'm working on. I've got an exercise routine that I had. I had a routine I was doing before I had the cast off, and mm-hmm. I added three different exercises to it. Excellent. That, that I'm working on the leg. Yep. And then uh, the only thing I do is, on top of those exercises, I do 
whenever I go anywhere, I propel myself with the right foot in the wheelchair. Oh, wow. Good for you. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. really good for you. That's, that is hard to do. It's, it, it's, a, mm-hmm. it's not an easy thing to do, period, but to do it with a wounded hoof, boy, that's, I, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and I've noticed the progress, too. When I first started doing it, you know, if I did my left leg, I'd go like three feet. <laughs> and I did my right leg, I'd go about six inches, and it hurt. Yeah, but. <laughs> but now I'm getting a lot better with it. Yeah, it doesn't hurt. Good for you. Anywhere is watching a little bit of pain, but not much. Yeah. Uh, wow. Well, I am oh, really impressed. And also, this week, uh, good news keeps coming. Thanks to... Uh, living in a small town. I love small towns. Uh, I know you do. Uh, <laughs> I have. I. I can't think of a better place to grow old than where I'm at right now. I. I didn't do this. Some other people got together and bought, basically put out the word that I needed one of those stair glides. And so they started taking up a collection. And then a nursing home, a couple of people that ran a private nursing home stepped forward and said they had one that they tried to install. They ran it a couple times. It was on the wrong side of the stairs. They put it back in the box, and they haven't used it since. They gave it to me. Wow. Yeah. And so I had about $1,500 collection, so I called up the Acorn people. They came to install it. I ended up needing, uh, one of the rails was too short, so I ended up needing another rail and stuff. So it cost me over $1,000 to get it installed, but that got put in Thursday, or Wednesday, Thursday. So that's out there now. So now if I want to go up and down the stairs, I got one of those things, which is really nice. How cool. Oh, Fred, what a great thing. Yeah, yeah, wonderful. Small town people, I'm telling you. Since I've yeah, been home, I've had. Right. Oh, I don't know. The other, I've had probably five or six people deliver home home cooked meals. You know, which is really nice. The other day, this, I'm sorry you had to break your ankle to do this, but that's great. I know. <laughs> you know, a, a friend of mine from school calls me up and she goes, "How would you like a, a meal?" I'm like, "Great." She goes, what, what, she asked me what I wanted. I told her I would love some goulash. <gasps> that was enough, but enough goulash to feed a friggin' army. <laughs> big, huge, big, huge thing of it. So I had to freeze like three quarters of it. But that was nice, too. Excellent. Oh. Yeah. It's a very nourishing meal, too. Yeah. Got lots of goodies in it. Mm-hmm. I love good goulash. But yeah, things are going good. Like I said, slowly. I wish I could just stand on it, but it'll get there. You'll get there. That is, I am so happy to hear you talk about this, Fred. I was really worried about you. No kidding. I mean, that that sounds like something just off the top of my head. But then, you know, during the week, I said, well, I wonder how Fred's doing, because, you know, getting a cast off after that amount of time, your poor leg doesn't feel like it's even attached to anything by then. Oh, I know. And God, it looks ugly. Oh, it's nasty. (laughs) (laughs) Did you get all the dead skin off? Oh, yeah. Oh, shedding like a snake. Disgusting. <laughs> and then it was, it was uh, That's a good like blisters and stuff. So dried blood yeah. out there too from like way back. 
you're feeling you're starting to feel like a real people again. Yes, I can. I love it. It's so uh, so so much nicer not to have that thing on me. Oh gosh, yes. Oh my gosh, yes. I, I just, you know, I, I, when when you talked about how long you've been in the cast, I just, oh my gosh, I had a broken arm a whole bunch of years ago, and they started out with a cast up to my shoulder, from my oh. from my wrist almost up to my shoulder, not from my wrist, from my knuckles, and um, you know by the time they pared it down, by the time I got out of that cast, and then you're telling me how long you were in it, and I thought, oh my gosh. Oh my yeah. gosh! Uh, when he first told me, I was like, "Wow!" I, I, it was—I I, I couldn't believe what I heard. It's like ninety days. I figured six weeks. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, You've yeah, done a good think. job there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You say wow, so, Doc. <laughs> but yeah, that's my biggest fear at that point. Like I said, every time I went back to the doctors. My biggest fear was, you know, I know there's not going to be good news because it's too soon. I just don't want any bad news, you know? Yeah. You know, like halfway through and all of a sudden, oh, it's not setting right. Guess what? Yeah. we got to re-break it. You, it you did, you oh. did admirably. Thank you. You're very welcome. You earned it. But, yeah, I was also... Uh, a very good patient. When he says no, no weight bearing, that's exactly what he got. <laughs> there are, I have a lot of friends who break legs, and, and even he said that. A lot of people that do that, they, they don't. They kind of ignore that. Mm-hmm. Walk on the cast a little bit here, a little bit there. You know, I was like, no, I didn't put any weight on it at all. Like, nope. Whatever I need to do to get the heck out of it. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yep. Oh. Well, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy. It's gone. The weather's starting to get cool here pretty quick. So, yeah, you know what? I bet with the weather changing like that, I bet the trees are starting to turn. Well, next time you breathe by a window, take a look yeah. and let us know. Uh, next time I go to work, I'll take a look. <laughs> like I said, I, had, I, I worked all last week and I didn't notice anything down here, but I bet we up in the yeah, I'll usually, bet they're getting nipped. It's usually up late September, like early October for now where I'm at. Like around the first week or two in October. Yeah, we're getting close. Yeah, the mountains come in September. And then, well, I'd like to do one of these years. Maybe I will. Cause I, I don't have a really good camera to do it, though. But I've got uh, a mountainside like right across where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Full of trees. We kind of need to do like a time lapse thing over like two weeks. Take a picture every day. Oh my gosh! Yes. Yeah. Do the same time. Um, but yeah, when you go, I live not like like minutes away from this this mount, which is like I don't know. It's not very big. It's like thirty six hundred feet maybe. Mm. But you get up to the top of that early on when it's when it's and there's a big overlook and when it's yes. in full foliage oh it's gorgeous oh my I, word yeah yeah i took a picture of it one year i was going to homecoming weekend and i pulled over and pull off it was nice what is what is the most common tree in your area 
Maple Oak what? Sugar Maple, as far as leaves go, we get a lot of conifers too, like pines and stuff, but Sugar Maples. Sugar Maples. Okay, now what's the difference between a maple and a sugar maple? I'm not really sure. It's spelled uh, differently. Yeah. Uh, hello? I didn't get a laugh from Patricia. I'm sitting here saying hello. <laughs> yeah, sugar maple. Sugar maple and maple. All right. Sugar maples are the ones they like. Now that I have internet. And I'm not sure. That's a good question. Okay. I think it's the content. All right. Well, you two keep talking while I'm looking here. I think it has something to do with the sap content, but I'm not sure. All right, Fred, you want to take a crack How at my trivia? How do I identify sugar maple? You okay, this is you good. Go ahead. Keep going. Do you want to take a, take a crack at my trivia question? I didn't hear them, but yeah, what are they? How many private airplanes do we have in the United States? Oh, boy. And how many private drones do we have in the United States? Oh, man. Wow. We're that this week. Yep. Does that include, like, any uh, $100 quadcopter you can buy from Walmart? Does that count as a drone? <laughs> I don't know. Probably does. These the, are, uh, by the, you know, the, uh, there's so many. The, no, I bought, I bought one for my nephew for his birthday last May. It was right. A little over, a little under a hundred bucks. It had a camera with it. Right. And we had to register it with the FAA. Huh? That's what I mean. And that's what I have at the FAA numbers. Okay. So you want to guess how many the FAA getting a day of people registering? Oh, my God. Oh, God. I bet it. I bet it's. What's the population of the United States? 300 million. Okay, I would guess. So what are the total right now? I guess, I bet there's 200,000. It's more, more. it's more than that. You said 300 million population? There's 300 million people, and, and we're talking drones right now. There's 300 more, million people. Okay. 300 million people. I, I have some bad news for you, 25 million drones. Uh, you can drop it down. If, uh... Drop it down quite a bit. 10 million. Keep, keep going down. Now, these are drones? Drones, yeah. I'll, I'll say we've got 800,000. You're almost close. You, you keep dropping down. 500,000. Really? 550,000 drones because the FAA is getting 2,000 of them registered every day. So that's, I believe it. That, so now, that's, it now, there's also, they say what registration? Because there were two different registrations I had, too. Right. The one I had, I could do it online. I think it was five bucks, um, and then it was we printed out the number, and then we could physically write. We so we print it, you go, you pay your five dollars, and you register it. Because after if it weighs over, I forget what it was. It wasn't very much. Um, we had to do it this way. We, we paid the five dollars. We print out the certificate. And then it gives you a number that you got to write yourself onto the the drone. You literally write the number on. Or if it was even bigger, I forget what the size was, but the next class up, you literally had to send your paperwork into the FAA. That was like fifty bucks. So that's how many drones we have in America. How many air, private airplanes do we have? Uh, hundred thousand. More than that. More than that. Yeah. No. I'm, I would say half a million, 500,000. Uh, no, no, stop, stop, stop. No. Yeah. 25,000. 
I said 100,000. He said more than that. More than 100,000 and less than 500,000. Oh, I missed that. Oh, silly me. Forgive me. Correct. Yeah, correct. Right. So, so we, have, we got twice as many drones right now than we do private airplanes. Oh, it's going to get bigger. It's cheaper. You can get a drone for 100 bucks. Well, that's what I mean, but boy, it, if you think how fast drones are coming to the market. Oh, I mean, I know. Did you did you say they were registering two thousand a, a day? day? Yes, that's about six hundred thousand a year. That's what they're doing. And considering you know, what it's been out maybe a year, year and a half, or whatever, you know the uh, the whole drone phenomenon of registering. Very. Yeah. Well, I know my nephew when, mm-hmm. I, when I gave him his, he was he loved it. He was like, oh wow, this is so cool. I mean, it wasn't much to it. It was, it was a little thing. It was like. Like I said, I paid 97 bucks for it. Came with a camera. Well, that might next, when I ask my mom, this is my question. Well, then could you, I'm, I'm sorry for interrupting. Please forgive me. Either back up a little bit or turn you down. Okay, no problem. There has to be Thank you. small for you not to have to register them. Well, I mean, pretty, pretty tiny. What I'm, what I'm wondering is, if you're flying it, how do you... And you lose it. How do you keep track? I mean, do you have a little... <laughs> well, it's a model airplane. You don't want to lose it. Yeah, but that does happen. I mean, do you think... Oh, yeah. Well, there was a whole list of things question. that you weren't supposed to do with these drones. Um, I mean, even when you go to the website to register, uh-huh. it tells you. Like, don't fly them over sporting events. Don't fly them... You know, near wires, don't don't fly. You're not allowed to legally. You're not supposed to fly them out of your line of sight. But I think the limit is 400 feet. Am I correct on that, Walden? I don't know. That's what I, that's why I don't know what the rules are. So, Brad, I, I guess you would know. I would think your range though would be like any RC plane. It would depend on the unit. The more expensive the unit and the bigger the transmitter, the longer the range would be, right? But you might be right, because there was something on the the website about how far you were allowed to... I so, can't remember what it was. So I got There's think- a whole list of, of, of don'ts that you weren't supposed to do with so, them. So I got thinking maybe maybe eventually we'll have a... You're buying with a little TV set, so you can buy your drone and watch it on TV as you're, you know, 10,000 miles away or some crazy thing. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, they have them now where, you, where, you, where you're taking the video... You can see, I, these are more expensive, you can see the video on your your controller. You know what I mean? Yep. The little screen on the, yep. the you know how you see, you see remote control airplanes. Right. The, the remote looks just the exact same thing, except, you know, I've seen them where they have little video screens right on the remote control, and you see what the drone's seeing. Okay, so when you bought the uh, drone for your nephew, did, did the drone have a little compartment that you could put something in it and supply it, or was it all one? No, it was piece? all just a basic plastic, cheap Walmart toy. <laughs> I mean, it had a friggin' yeah, it had a, a spot for a camera, and Jeez. and so like a camera, like an eye, an eye had a camera in it. And it had okay. a spot like no. like a regular Red. video camera had a little card. You know, a video card that you take out when you're done and you can download on the computer. It's, you know, it's like a regular, like a regular video camera, pretty much. 
That's Fred, all it was. What's the difference between a remote-controlled airplane, you know, a toy, and a drone? Because a drone has capabilities that an airplane doesn't. I can take a drone with a camera and I can put it, I can park it outside your window and spy on you. Oh, 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 I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. That's why there's a lot of people oh, concerned about them. Yeah. I mean, you can't do that with an airplane. I mean, airplanes, you know what I mean? Oh, this is true. <laughs> you yeah. cannot hover a 747. Yeah, exactly. There's no hover. <laughs> Very hard to to have one just stay stationary out your yeah, window there. Exactly. So that that's the major concern with them right there. Um, okay, I I missed. Yeah, drones are drones. I'm I'm still trying to figure out how Amazon is going to deliver a book to me on one of these little things. It's going to be like a cartoon. Oh, they're right? they're like they're more like the drones the army uses. They're more expensive. Obviously. Oh. Okay, so they they've got they probably got just like Google Maps like programmed into them. And, so, and, and you're you supposed know, to make it an order for you, and they would have like Walt was talking about. They would have a compartment. Yeah. So, uh, Patricia, all you need to do is have a catcher's mitt. So when the drums <laughs> that's it, that's over. It. <laughs> yeah, how do they do it? What do they do? Just sit up there like a bird and drop it like an egg? No, they would land, and you would open up the compartment. Now, how are they going to do it so that only the right person opens up that compartment? Now, how they figure all that out, I don't know. And how are they going to know I'm home? I don't know. Maybe they, they can. They got maybe the like a post office. Maybe they can just leave it. They got the little door. camera. I don't know. They got the little camera to look inside your window. Oh, there's Patricia. Oh. Oh, there she is. <laughs> I'm just not ready for this. Well, yeah, they're saying they're going to be able to, in the future, you know, your grandkids who are our age are going to be able to pick up the phone and call the groceries and the drone will deliver the groceries right to their house. Oh, Leroy Forrester is going to be the Who can't get off their butt and go to the store and get their own groceries? Me. That's just, that's crazy stuff, actually. But people will do it. You know, I mean, we pay for pizza delivery, right? Yep. You know, it's just to if me. If I had drone delivery of groceries, I would take it in a heartbeat. I don't no, care well, how they get here. talking about it. <laughs> I don't care how they get here. If they will bring my letter, I'll can, be very like, you, can, you can place your order over the Internet, and then when you go to the grocery store, it's already packaged and ready for you. Yeah, well, we yeah. can do that now. Yeah, yeah, there's apps like that right now, right? I mean, right. We can do it here. I'm out in the blue. I, I just discovered um, the lab tech I go to for my blood work lives in the same apartment community here. Oh, wow. And I, that has nothing to do with the information she gave me, that our supermarket chain here will take phone orders, Internet orders, and they will okay. deliver for $15 a month. Wow. A month. I don't know how many deliveries you get for that $15. I'll tell you what, I mean, in the the middle of January, February, March, it'd be worth it. Yes. I know for a while, five, six years ago, they were talking about some grocery stores were charging $20 a delivery. So if it's 15 months for a whole month, 
Patricia, I think you got a deal. And that's, as I said, I don't know how many deliveries you get for $15. You get It actually comes out, oh, gosh. <laughs> you can sign up for an annual that is less, it comes out less than $15 a month, but you can do it on a month-to-month basis, no contract. I mean, yeah. they're brief. And I actually yeah. found it on their website. Wow. I thought she was joshing me. Wow. She said, look. I've got I've got this broken shoulder. She had I don't know rotator cuff I guess, and you know that's really very painful. And she's got two kitties, yeah. and she's got kitty litter and cat food. And she said I can't lug that stuff upstairs. So she found this service, and they bring the kitty litter and everything to her door. And she's on the hey. second floor too. I was, think, I was thinking about John and Laura. You know they go grocery shopping, and they take Uber or whatever to go shopping, and uh-huh. you know, time back is seven, eight, ten bucks. And sometimes, I think they took the government's uh, vehicle, and the, and the driver was such a hurry that they, he just threw John Lloyd's grocery onto the, onto the grass. So here you got poor oh, John Oh, no. Oh, yeah. So oh. Larry, Larry said that he, they, could never fi- they never found the milk. Oh, man. You know, so. By I'm the end of the week, everybody else did. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I got things, you know, if it's just 15 bucks for three or four trips, that would be well worth it, you know, just to have that kind of service rather than trying to yes. for them. Yes, it's also an invitation to don't bother to get out and do any walking at all, Patricia. <laughs> well, well, I'm sick of the time, though, you see. The grocery shopping takes a lot of time. Yeah, Patricia, you can make, I know. You, but Patricia, you, uh, can, you, can, you can do, think of all the exercise you can do at home. Doing what? I That's don't want to hear it. <laughs> It just sunk in. I don't want to. There's all kinds of exercises you can do at home. Yeah, you can, you, can, you can do it for I don't fun. Wanna. You can do it for fun. For right? fun, right? <laughs> yeah, how to do exercises for fun and profit. Yeah, I'll tell you, that's what I've been facing this week is uh, the weather's starting to turn here, like I said, and that mm-hmm. is my arthritis. This time of year and the spring is the time when I get really stiff. Patricia, so I'll wake up in the morning and I'll be like, oh, I don't want to do my exercises That's today. your next book. Yeah. It, it, yeah. But yes. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I wake up feeling that way because I'm stiff. But the moment I do those exercises, start that first set, I feel a yeah. lot better. Patricia's next book, everybody, will be Exercises for the Family by Patricia <laughs> on yesterday. <laughs> you know what a wonderful exercise invention is those thermo bands. I think I'm going to my room now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the users are great. They're great. They beat the heck out of weights. That's true. That's, that weights. is true. No, yeah. I, I am not a weightlifter. I'm not either. I was told that no. a long time ago because my wrist is bad for my wrist. So they said, you, what you're going to do I is you're going to do, uh, well, younger, it used to be all, I would have to do like it was too expensive to do it, like pulleys and weights. You know, pulley systems. Uh huh. Like they get resistant. Well, I think I'm just going to go with the Charlie Chan thing, and whatever size I get to be, that's what Charlie says is very good. So well, there you go. <laughs> mhm. I, I think this is. I gotta good. keep going. Well, I am just so happy that you are. You're feeling good. You got the cast off. You're moving. You're, oh gosh, I am just so proud of you. And I really have been worried about you. And now I can stop worrying and just go to cheering. 
And what was the question Waldo was going to ask me, or did he? I, I he did. did. Okay. You guys figured out the private airplane and the dome, so that's what that's what I wanted to know. So you. Okay. You guys all figured out. Well, I'm gonna let you guys go then. Thank you, Fred. Well, you guys have a good evening. You How long too. are you on for tonight? Well, Georgie was here last week. Oh, was that fun? Was Elva? Yeah, she was a lot yeah. of fun. That was cool. Patricia did a great job. Yes, she did. She was wonderful. Yeah. It went she really, was. really, really well. well. Patricia and I haven't talked it out yet, so, you know, we'll figure out how... How long she wants to stay up, then whatever time we'll play some more radio. Okay. How, how long am I allowed I to call, stay before I have... I, I meant to call Bill during the week, but maybe you know. What's this thing with Bill going to be doing at the Texas State Fair? Uh, well, I I looked on the internet. He, 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 he went to a minor league baseball game and with the announcer at Big Tex. Okay. That's all I know. So, we so that's what it was? That's what he put on it like a week ago or two? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. You know. That's kind of cool, huh? Yeah. Just to revive that role. Okay. Well, you guys have a good night. You too, Fred. Bye-bye. Thanks, Bye-bye. Fred. Good night. Good night. Good night. 714-545-2071. You want to talk to Patricia? She's here. And you were there. And Bermuchet shine and all. Bermuchet <laughs> shines and all. And gosh, that was so good to hear from Fred that he's doing so well and the cast is off. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. You know, I'd really, when he told me how long he had this thing, I, I did, oh, maybe four months between cast and changing casts and brace and no brace. and But to have it on your leg for three months, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Fred, I know you're listening. You get gold stars from me. Hooray! And stuff. And I do, and I'm, I'm in the wrong place right now, but I have an email from Ed, who is talking about the usage of no and nay, as well as yes and yay. And he said the, the information that he sent is in a link, and it's too much for tonight, but I have to do my homework later. And distill, because I didn't know that there really was a difference. And I thank you so much for that information. This is great. We're turning into an English class here. <laughs> Are you there? I am. Okay. Hello there. You're on here. Good morning, good evening, and hello to everyone. Hello, Gary. How are you? It's greetings from the great white north. <laughs> Are you white yet? We're <clears throat> no. no. Not yet. Okay, I'm feeling better. We're still nice and pretty and green. <laughs> That's good. Are you? Me green? The nice and no. the nice and pretty part, not the green part, but the nice and pretty. Yeah, I'm nice and pretty. Yeah. Okay, we'll take your word for it. That's what makes radio so wonderful. Yeah. Um, oh gosh. Now I, I don't know what to say. I I know. <laughs> oh. I know. Um, I, guess, I I just want to remind somebody something will be starting up fairly soon. It's starting to take votes again for the top five. Yes, there yeah. it is. Oh. <laughs> yep. So. Be night. Be, be, be people think start thinking about 
Do you really okay, want? Okay, so Monday we have Gunsmoke, right? Right. And Tuesday we have Amos and Andy. Right. Okay, and Wednesday we right. have Family Theater. Right. Still? Right. Okay, and what happened to Thursday? Detectives. That was all right. Thank you. Yep. That's tough. And then Friday is awful. Awful. Oh, Friday is awful. Boy, I listened to that show last night. I don't listen to very many of them, maybe just a couple of times a year. Uh -huh. But I listened to the one last night. Whew. Boy, did I make a winner. You did. And, and Larry oh. didn't edit anything. He just went all right last night. Hmm. He, he edited out my goof. Oh. And I started to laugh and oh. said, oh, just leave it. Oh. <laughs> he, he took pity on me. <laughs> he edited it out. But that was, he was being nice to me. And by the way, we need to set up a new date fairly soon for you to work on more stuff. Yeah. Oh, you guys are always looking for a date, you know. Well, you are, you, you're very faithful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm an inexpensive you're date, too, because I only drink diet soda. Uh, Patricia, when you're the only girl with, uh, you know, 500 guys, you know. I know. <laughs> Thank you, Gary. That really puts me in a special category, doesn't it? <laughs> well, she's the only thing available, so why not? <laughs> but that's true. That's true. I am in the minority. You're right. And how do you handle that? <gasps> Very well. I know. Very carefully. <laughs> Very carefully. So what have you been up to? Uh, I've had, uh, uh, well, the last, last, few, the last three Saturdays I've gotten, um, we've had uh, local fairs and things. And oh, cool. We've been to all of those. Oh, excellent. So do they have Tell me about the best one. Do they have fried what you call it for everything? Uh, uh, you get most of those fried watch them call it when you go down to Milwaukee. Okay. Okay. The Milwaukee State, you know, the the, the the Wisconsin State Fair down there, and then uh, the then the next next biggest one for us is up here in Wausau, which was the earlier uh, in the month, and and. They had quite a bit of uh, fried stuff, and then um, uh, just uh, west of us, uh, a little town called uh, Marshfield, we have um, uh, a, a little fair that's there, and that's uh, mid, yeah, oh gosh, I get, I'm getting mixed up here. I think it's Mid-Wisconsin State Fair. Anyhow, this year we celebrated the 100th anniversary of the, the Big Round Barn. This is what makes so spectacular about this Big Red Barn is that it's the world's largest round barn. Oh, my. I, I didn't know that there was a distinguishing feature other than the color. What's different, what's different about a, a brown barn? The round one is that it's round. Oh, round barn. I'm sorry. I heard round, and then I thought you said brown. Round barn. Okay. You can have, 
any color you want to. Uh, <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> the reason Forgive why, me. The reason why they were painted red was because it was the easiest color to um, uh, to create, and it lasted the longest way back mm-hmm. when they were using different pigments and stuff like that. And it, just, yeah. it was just a tradition. So, but, uh, so how big is this round barn? I am not going to lie because I don't know for sure. I just know. Okay. So we don't know diameter. We do not know radius. We do not know circumference. We do not know from nothing. Do I have to look it up? Yes, I do. Yeah, you could. Um, okay, round, largest round barn. I didn't know there was such an animal. Well, we do now, don't yeah, we? Yeah, we do. <gasps> Look at the size of that puppy. It's two stories and everything. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. It's, it's got a pop-up top. It's like a dormer, the <laughs> circular dormer. Hold on, let me see. Travel Wisconsin. Let's see. World's largest round barn. <clears throat> 150 feet in diameter. So side to side, it is, you know, from the middle, putting your wings out straight. It's 150 feet. That's a big barn. So it'd be 70 feet high, and it has no scaffolding to right. build it. They started from the bottom and just worked up. It's wow. Walk in, it's just completely oh. open. It is 100 years old, and it is beautiful. Obviously, it has been very well cared for. But my goodness, what a piece of work. Yeah, they uh, just in the last couple of years, they, uh, they re- re- redid all of the um, cement work inside there. So, uh, wow. Well, then it really it looks almost like a colonial structure. It is beautiful. Barns. There are several of them here in Wisconsin. So how do you get the round shape? Yeah. You just make it round. <laughs> so what, is, is there a benefit to having a round barn versus a square or rectangular one? <coughs> I would uh, the cows but get, if you look at the, the, the modern, the, some of the modern, um, um, Milking parlors. Mm-hmm. Cows come in and they they're on a rotating platform that's that's circular. So you can stand in one spot and uh, the cows they come to you. Um, with a round barn, if it's a small one and you put all your stanchions on the outside, then you can just stand in the center and. And you don't have to walk that far to get to cow to cow. Hmm. The cows are oh. confused. That's what happened. <laughs> they get dizzy on the circle. Um, you know, that uh, that makes me ask then, because it's, it makes so much sense, why don't we have more round barns? Because hmm. uh, it's tradition to make them oblong. You know, triangle. I guess. I guess, you know, with the milking machines now. Um, I don't know. I, I, You know how much of a farm girl I am. I have visited twice, you know, that kind of stuff. But this is really nice. So what did you do? What What was the 100-year celebration for this round? I actually didn't go to that one. 
I went to one up in Rosholt, which is uh, it's half the distance, and um, the one with Rosholt was they had fireworks and they had a hot air, hot air balloon. And wow! I've been I've been in a helicopter. I've been in a, a single engine plane. I've been a dual dual engine plane. I've been in, in uh, 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 jetliners. But I've never been in a hot air balloon, and I did it. And I, I went on it first time. You did. How was it? it? Went about seventy-five feet in the air and back down. It was. Yeah, but you were—I mean, seventy-five feet. You can get hurt if you fall down. Yeah, the ground was soft. <laughs> I, I, I would still prefer to have the welcome home committee. Tell me what it looked like from up there. Um, did, it, did it have a propane? Was it um, propane that was firing the hot air? Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I watched them as they were, were putting it together and everything. Um, they got a big fan that they, it starts off by blowing air inside there. And then mm-hmm. after it gets, uh, well, three-quarters, uh, about three-quarters full, then they start heating it up and more air gets in there and as it starts to float up in the air mm-hmm. and uh, I got a video I just I haven't put it on my uh, Facebook yet of uh, me in the basket going up and down and then very cool after, and then after I got very out very cool I that's a that. that's a great experience so it's about a five-minute and, and I admire you because I would not do something like that. So not only am I happy that you had a good time, I am admiring you for doing something that would chicken me out. Oh, the I, I wouldn't do it. Watch me get into that basket and then get out. <laughs> <laughs> How do you do it? <laughs> it very carefully. Uh, they, they don't have they don't have a trap door or anything that you can oh, no, 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 climb no. in. No, nothing. It's a well-built basket. And you yeah. can lift your leg up high enough to get it over that first railing. and, and then You are kidding. When you got a bad back, it's hard to get in there. So. My gosh, if you've got a bad anything, it's got to be hard to get in there. Even if you have a good everything, you still have well, to do some gymnastics. We, we were wow. trying to get me in there and get me out, so it was fun. Especially when I get out, they thought I was going to fall and hit the ground, but I kept my balance because I wow. had one leg out and and down on the ground, and then I slowly pulled the other one out, and it was it was quite hilarious. <laughs> it sounds like I the greatest know. adventure was on the ground. So. The the going up part was not nearly as entertaining as the getting in and the getting out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I mean, it was, it was it was all good for me. I mean, so well, I'm so was, glad you got so to the, do it. The going up and down part was yeah, I enjoyed that. But uh-huh. I had everybody else happy whenever watching me get in and out, so <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you were you were the watchable. It's hard to hard to get a good focus on yourself. 
Like when our moms used to say things like wipe that look off your face. Yeah. How how I don't I didn't know that. it's very hard to see your face from in here, you know. So, yeah, that that was pretty similar to what you were experiencing. Well, it sounds like you really had a good time. Yeah. It's all the other things that it's, I'm having fun with trying to get straightened out. So. Well, you've got some good entertaining fun in there, though. Yeah. And I'm I'm yeah. really glad. Was your son your son went with you, right? Yes. 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 Did, was he able to do the, the balloon? Yeah, yeah. He, he went after me. He um, did? Yeah. Good on him. Did he enjoy it as much as you did? Yeah, he did. I'm glad. I'm glad. He is so lucky to have you as a dad. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I'm just blessed I have him, so. Well, I'm I'm glad it worked out that way. From my side, he's very fortunate that he has you, I think. It was a good pairing. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, Gary, um, let's see. You've got family theater. I know you, you're, you're really hot on, on sci-fi. Um, I don't know what the voting will do. So tell me in the lineup, Gunsmoke, Amos and Andy, Family Theater, Detectives, and the awful, awful stuff on Friday nights. I'm Stay with it? Quite, change it? What are, you, what are you in the mind of? No, I'm quite happy. Yeah, I love you. Well, that was my I heard that. <laughs> I heard that. That's so sweet. Listen, okay. You are, you are quite happy with what? He's been listening to the computer uh, in, in, in the other room. Ah, okay. <coughs> so. Okay, so. But yeah, I was, like I was saying, I was, I was, uh, I'm quite happy with the lineup as it is. You're okay with it. Okay, yeah. so we'll put you down for one okay. I'll vote for leaving it alone. Okay, that's you know that's really easy to deal with. When we start switching stuff around, it gets a little challenging sometimes. That's good. Okay. I have you down with OK next to your name. All right. All right. Well, thank you, Gary. You have yourself a wonderful week, and uh, I hope it doesn't freeze. Oh, no, no, no. We, we won't get uh, really freezing temperatures until the end of October. OK. So we've, oh. we've got a while to go. All right. Yeah. We're, we're, we'll be in the 70s and 60s, and we'll start getting into the 50s. and. Um, Work your way down? Yeah. It won't stay below 32 until oh, probably the middle middle to the end of uh, November. Okay. So That's when our hurricane season ends. <laughs> your freezing weather begins and our hurricane season ends. Yeah. Um, just about, uh, it's usually... Um, a couple of weeks before hunting season starts up here, so. Oh, I don't want to hear about it. Um, don't make me listen, okay? People that Please. do that up here do it not for, well, they do it for fun, but they want to put meat in their freezer to eat. I know, I know. And I, I just don't like lot, to listen to it. And a bunch of the hunters 
that do mm-hmm. go out that don't want the meat, they give it to the uh, the homeless shelters. Okay. So that the homeless up in this area get meat to eat. So. Mm. I I understand it, and I understand all the good stuff. I just don't like to hear about it. Down. Is that okay? <laughs> I know you, you, it's, some people don't like it, but. No, when I'm I'm not I'm not even giving you a hard time about it. I just don't want to hear about it. Bambi's mother got shot. Well, let's put this way. I'd rather hear these guys out there haunting them and doing that to them than seeing them getting hit by vehicles and left on the side of the, on the, side of the roads to rot. Well, I agree with that. So I don't, I don't want to leave them either. out there haunting them. <laughs> okay. You can talk to Walden about it, okay? <laughs> On a happier note. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm trying to find a happier note. <laughs> <laughs> That's a D or a D. Nice. Say that again, please. Uh, uh, would that be a C or a D? C or D. Happier note. Oh. Musical note. Yeah, musical note. Uh, <laughs> do re mi fa so si re do. Do. Do re mi fa so. La, T, Do. Do. It's Do for D. Um, what are we talking about? Well, he's asking is a C. We're, we're trying to find a happier note. Yeah, no, a musical note. Oh, oh. Oh, wait a minute. Do, a deer, a female Do deer. deer. Ray, a drop of golden Gold sun. sun. Yeah. Ray, me. Name I, I call myself. Me. Fa, a, 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 a long, long way to go. So, so a needle pulling thread. Li, do, re, mi, fa, so, la. La, what's la? I don't remember. La, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> this whole show is crazy tonight. <laughs> okay, on a happier note, I'll go with Joe. <laughs> We'll, we'll deal with that. Okay. You have yourself a wonderful week. Thank you for your vote. You're the only one who got to vote tonight because my mouth was going more than uh, my brain. So <laughs> you hold a special position. So you have a good week, and maybe we'll get to talk to you next week. All righty. We'll, uh, okay, Gary. Thank you, and I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. We'll see you guys. Bye-bye. Or talk to you guys next week. You bet. Take care. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. All right. I was so out of touch. I had no idea what you guys were talking about. Oh, I'm really hot on... I, I didn't do well in music class either. What's happening? Oh, that was you. Uh-huh. Did you answer? Yeah. Well, I knew it was me. Are you okay? <laughs> well, I, I don't know. Would there you like you. to vote? Yeah. All right. You can call us a call at 714-545-2071. And the ringer is ringing. That's a good sign. I like to know. 
So give us a call and make sure it rings. If not, you know. You don't know Do you know how off the wall we are tonight? Anyway. It's so much fun. Oh, yeah. I'm having, I'm having such a good time, and it's nuts. Okay, well, we've got some days. You know, what what these are, like national da-da-da-da-da-da. Uh-huh. Um, the, the 16th, and that was Friday, was American Legion Day. I did not know we had American Legion Day. Do you know anything about it? No, I know what the American Legion is, and I, I know... And I know where the largest American Legion Hall is in America. Really? And, and I know why. Okay. You know? I, I know All right, let's answer. see. The American Legion was granted its first federal charter by Congress on this day in 1919. That was September 16th. Right. American Legion currently has over 3 million member veterans at more than 14,000 posts worldwide. Wow. Okay, so tell me what you know. Well, my dad finished, I don't know my, dad, my dad been in the American Legion. Generally, you have, you have to qualify by being in the military during during the time of war to uh-huh. qualify. And to be a VSW, veteran of foreign war, has to be overseas. So those are the two distinguish. The largest one... So... Mm-hmm. All right. Go ahead. Now, I was going to ask, um, are there... When, when People say we're going down to the American Legion Hall, so this is a husband and wife per thing, or someone in that group has to have been a veteran, or... Uh-huh. Or... or, or, or when we say veteran, it, it used to mean veteran meaning uh, someone was in a war. Mm-hmm. And now we use it to talk about anyone who has been in the military. Am yes. I correct on correct. that? And you, here's, okay. a good, here's a good trivia question. How many, what's the, what's the, the U.S. percentage of veterans right now? Oh, good grief. You, you asked us that last week. Yeah. You can tell I really paid attention. Well, not, I remember not last question, week, but, but not, too, not too long ago. It wasn't last week? No. I'm really out of touch, aren't I? No, no, no. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it was recently. Yep. Like within the last couple of weeks. A month or so. Uh huh. And I and I remember. This is how good I am. I remember the question. I have no recollection of the answer. One percent. Would you ask? But ask the question again. Let me see if what, I can do it. What is the percentage? The U.S. percentage of veterans right now. So in other words. Oh, there, okay. There three, In the population. Uh, what? Yep. What percentage of our population? Our vets. Our vets. Okay. Now, the population, and I've got bad news for you, we're up to about 330 million now. Ah, okay. Isn't that scary? Um, that population includes kids. Right. And I really failed miserably the last time. What is the percentage? One percent. Ooh, I would have gone as high as four. Right. So only one percent. Anyway, 100%. because the men who eat there are offshoots, so so they're, the woman is already, so these should be spouses of that have their own group, and then they're, and then they're the sons of the American Legion, like my brother and I could qualify. So mm-hmm. there's different ways you could be part of the American Legion all. 
Okay. The and that was going to be my next question. Yeah, go the, ahead. The large, Thank you for explaining that. Right. The largest one is here my area, Newport Beach, the next town over. It That's has a military location, yeah. It, it has, American Legion Hall has over 3,000 members. Ooh. The reason why, because it's on the water, and they have to, they have the right to dock the boats, and right now to dock your boat a month at the American Legion Hall, they only charge 40 bucks a month. <laughs> and there are you can't get in a parking lot in other places for forty dollars. And, and, and my mom was talking to a friend this week. She has her boat that her two sons use down uh, down like the next town but south. And that's over seven hundred dollars a month. I know. So, so and even that's inexpensive. So that's a pretty good deal. So no wonder people want to join the American Legion to take advantage of forty bucks a month to anchor the boat. Probably had a have a forty thousand person waiting list. <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right. Now here's 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 the deal. Okay. Mm-hmm. You you are. A son, so you qualify for membership. Right. If you lived in Florida and your dad was in California, would you still be able to join here? Yes. It does not have to be a a post that he belongs to. Correct. You as a person qualify, not simply because the two of you are together. Okay. Correct. All right, well, that's pretty good. So if your dad was in the military, so you qualify Uh for choice, And then I could have a boat. You could have a boat. Wow. Yeah. Cool. I don't want a boat. No, no, expensive to have. (laughs) There's there's a saying, it's probably universal, that the happiest day in a man's life is the day he buys his boat, and the happiest day, the second happiest day is when he gets rid of it. I had a friend, Bob Towson, who was, um, CPA for a major CPA firm, and this was like 20 years ago, and he had like one of these yachts type type of setup, and mm-hmm. just to fire it up, just in terms of gas, just turning on the motor for $300. I, I have know. I have no idea what it is now, you know, it's probably a lot more than 300 bucks just to fire up a boat, you know. It, it's outrageous. Just outrageous. <laughs> the silly stuff that happens makes the news as much as the really bad stuff. And some guy over on the East Coast, huge boat, really huge. I don't even, I can't even remember how many feet this thing was. It was a big cruiser, private boat, had a bunch of people, a little bit too much libation. He missed the inlet and drove the thing right up on the beach. Oh, wow. Uh, I mean, this yacht is sitting there with its tail in the water. <laughs> Everything else is on the beach. And actually, it was the other way around. Its, its stern was up on the beach, and its prow was pointing out. It was like it was ready to go swimming. And um, it, it was big. I mean, it was, it was tipped over on its side. There was. They said the people could just get out, and they, they did. They got out and walked to wherever they were walking because they were on the beach. But I don't know how you get out of something like that. You know, it was it was tipped over on its side, so clearly <laughs> you know which side of the boat they got out of. I don't know how you get out of something like that. 
It was a huge boat. Absolutely. I guess when you've had that much libation, you do a lot of things that you wouldn't do when you were sober. So maybe jumping off a boat is one of them. I don't know, but it was it really looked silly up on the beach. Seven one four five four five two oh seven one. I guess that that could be an interesting list one night. What have you heard stupid people do? What stupid things you heard people doing when they had <laughs> too much to drink, right? <laughs> people can do a lot of stupid stuff even without drinking. Yeah. Boy, when they start to drink, they really oh, get out of touch. Yeah. All right, now. Your mom knew this. Friday was Mayflower Day. If she did, she did not mention it. Ah, it was September 16th, 1620. They set sail from Plymouth, England. Ah. That was their, we're off to the New World Day. What a scary, scary thing. Well... Would you be brave enough to do something like that today? Get on this little boat and say, we're sailing for how many days did it take? Three months, wasn't it? That sounds Three or right. Four months? Sure. Well, that that would have been right because they they landed. Would you would you go with me? You would do it. Would you go with me? No. Not because I don't like you. <laughs> no. But. If you, were no in their, if you were in their position, if, if, if living in your home area was not... It was so awful. Yes. Yeah. Would <coughs> you be willing to get on a boat? I think there are some circumstances that would make me want to say yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know how awful their lifestyle and lifestyles and their lives were where they were. I know that they wanted something different and something better. I don't know. I have to be pretty awful to get on a boat. Well, uh, for example, if some of the freedoms that you hold sacred in your life were taken away, or you If they were taken away. Taken away, okay. or, or you, you couldn't practice what you hold very dearly to your heart, I think you might consider doing I'm, that. I might consider that, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> the freedoms that we have, ones that are so important to me and, and just fill me when I think of them, the, the freedoms and the privileges and the liberties that we have in this country, mm-hmm. we grew up with. Right. We were so fortunate. We grew up with them. The people who were coming here and who are coming here have not even experienced them. Correct. They don't know what's missing from their lives. They think they do. They They hear and they know and they read but they've never experienced it firsthand. So taking something away, yes, that that would make me look at a boat to cross an ocean. Telling me I would get something that I don't even know, I, I have no concept of, I don't know. It would be an abstract for me. But there were a lot of people that did it. That's and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. How scary and how brave these people are, or were. Oh gosh, well, these boats were little. I mean, they, they, you see pictures of these things and they and they're under sail and it looks wow. You know, this thing looks like an ocean liner. Excuse me, it's more like a rowboat. And they did it. 
They did it. Well, even even after the Mayflower, think of it hundreds to hundreds of years later. Think of your, I know. Think of your ancestors when it had made a big move over. That's right. And that was in a controlled, more controlled setting. You had regular ships and regular lines and regular routes, and still it was a terrifying experience. Coming to another country. Oh, my. Oh, my. And I wouldn't be here except that my great-grandparents did it. Well, you're the benefit of it, right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. I wound up winning an awful lot. You are so right. Yeah. So anyway, yesterday was Mayflower Day. I thought you would like to know good, that. Good for us. Good for you. That's good and for then, us. Uh, on our, yeah. That's on our bucket list to go celebrate the 400th anniversary of that in four years. That's what you said. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's going to be so cool. That is going to be so cool. I have to start walking now, right? We'll get have you come. I'm in one year. It would take me one year to walk there if yeah, I walked like a normal if person. I got, if I got you an airline ticket, you would come. <laughs> Somebody would have to pick me up. I would, I, would, I would make sure of that. I do not do airports well anymore. Okay. Train. They are just so huge. Right. So huge. So are, we gonna get, so are you going to travel by train? Oh, no, I, when I say do airports, I'm sorry, I meant driving to and from. Uh-huh. Getting in and out of an airport now is, is just a nightmare. Okay, but if so I... Even here. Uh, I, I, I bought a sweeper car and a train. Would you consider that? Oh, yeah. Okay. I would buy that. But then I'd have to get off, huh? You don't get to stay there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you get to your destination, you do have to get off, don't you? Well, uh, well you come see me for few days and I put you back on the sweeper train back to Florida. Yeah, that would be great. You know, we could do that. Mm-hmm. Sure, I would do that. That would okay. be a heck of a lot better than getting on a boat. Don't make me go on a boat. I don't want to go on a boat. Okay, that's on your list. It makes of you feel better when when a person can swim. Yeah, you feel a little bit better being on a boat. Well. You would learn awful fast. Um, or. It's yeah. the or. <laughs> <laughs> You'd learn to swim or. Uh-huh. It's the or part that's a little disturbing. A little frightening. Yes. Okay. So we've got other stuff. Other stuff. I should have looked much further ahead on my list. Yesterday, all of these great things were yesterday. It was POW. MIA Recognition Day wow. yesterday. okay. And I did not know that we had that, mm-hmm. and I'm so glad that we do. One more time, we are putting our arms around families and yes. friends and everyone affected by this. Mm-mm. Okay, let's see. What else do we have here? Oh, today, Saturday, Citizenship Day, Constitution Day. How did we get Constitution Day? Uh, they counted. It says, the Constitutional Congress of the United States of America held its final meeting on September 17, 1787. Their final meeting. Okay. 
well, that's how come it got to be Constitution Day. And then the 18th, yep. Sunday, yep. you're going to love it. It's National Cheeseburger Day. Oh, wonderful. Do we like that? It's also oh. National Women's Friendship Day. What? So I mean, it's like saying uh, National Men's Friendship Day. What is this? So that means <laughs> you females need to get along. Is that what? That's what that means. I have no idea. So I mean, when you talk to Barbara, when you talk to Barbara tomorrow, yeah, you can ask her about that, right? Well, let me see what they said about. It. Good grief! <laughs> it says. Promote friendship among women. Attend a breakfast, lunch, or dinner with a women's group. Visit your women friends. These are suggested ways to celebrate the day. If any of your friends are out of town, send an e-card or make a call to them. Spend time with special friends and promote the value of women in society. Do you mind? I, I better not. <laughs> I'm just going to leave this one if it's all right with you. <laughs> you know, I, oh, gee. I, I, love, oh, I, gee. I, I love it when you when you try to get yourself into a box, you know? Oh, boy, I'm just trying to get out of the box. <laughs> oh, gee. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll just let this one lie if that's all right with Aww. you. Please, 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 please. I think I know the answer already because we've been so long together. I think I know what, 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 what? they might consider. What? Well, I think, in adorable, very humble opinion, yeah, there are other yeah. ways to have to celebrate their day than what some of the things they have laid out. I. I'm wondering why we need a friendship day for women. I wonder why we need a friendship day for anyone. Well, maybe I mean, National we, Friendship Day yeah. as, as a celebration of friendship is quite one thing. But Women's Friendship Day is peculiar. And then the way to celebrate it is to promote the value of women in society. I don't want to touch that one with a fork. Well... Do, do, do I don't get it. Do females get along? Maybe that's they have a problem with friendship. What do you think? All right. Now, all right, let me ask you this, Walden. If we had a special day for men, uh -huh. and one of the activities was to promote the value of men in society, what kind of feedback do you think you guys would get? I think you'd have women with placards standing <laughs> in front of your headquarters. <laughs> I'm not going to touch it, and I keep talking. <laughs> what is wrong with me? <laughs> I didn't even know that that one was on. The, I've got a list of things here, and I got down to Women's Friendship Day. I just saw it now. I should I should screen these. Now, what what makes this equally intriguing mm -hmm. and puzzling is that not only is tomorrow National Women's Friendship Day, it is also Wife Appreciation Day. Do you think we're getting overtime well, for this? Well, I, I thought originally the marriage vow both to love, honor, and cherish, right? Something along those lines, yeah. So appreciation should be an underlying value into the marriage vow, wouldn't you think? 
I would think something, maybe Spouse Appreciation Day would work fine. Um, but, you know, love I, You know, National, love. Men's, National Men's Friendship Day and Husband Appreciation Day, I don't, you guys would really have a hard time. I'm, I'm not have a hard time. People would give you a hard time over that one. Now, Holy cow. Get think in the old days. <laughs> yes. In the husband appreciation days. Mm-hmm. That would be considered pretty standard operation at one time, wouldn't it? I would think, yeah, it would. And what would those include, my dear? Oh, making your favorite dinner. Uh-huh. Bringing you your slippers uh-huh. and newspaper. Yeah. And setting the fire in the fireplace, yep. and chopping the wood, yep. and going back to make sure the roast hasn't burned. Yep. <laughs> I don't know what what what, that, what I, would be a guy day. That's a really good question. What well, would be a I, guy no, day? I know. I know. Today, it's interesting. This is where the the, the mantra you're in the sport talk with. The guy day now. And this is a recent phenomenon to me. I, I, to me, it's amazing. It's, is watching football for Saturdays and Sundays without doing honeydew stuff. Can they, see what they're what they're promoting? Uh, they got ESPN got the they have a deal with this you know one eight hundred flowers. You know, you get a special rate uh, for okay. flowers. Uh-huh. And so this, the, the the last two weeks advertisement concerning pro football, well, to make up for those 36 hours you were watching football this weekend, <laughs> here, are the, here are the flowers that cost you just 36 bucks. You know, 36 flowers for $36 for the 36 hours you watch football this weekend. I guess, for, some, I guess for some guys, <laughs> watching football for 36 straight hours at, at the current... A husband appreciation thing, I guess. And they have to buy it with 36 flowers? That's what they're saying. <sighs> okay. <laughs> if you say so. Oh, my goodness. Well, see, you wouldn't have a honeydew list because I wouldn't be there. Call me in the morning when you're finished. <laughs> Can I come home now? I, I wouldn't. Oh, well, dear. Yeah, I guess who our guy, I guess. They, they get the horse and they try to get it done. They they get it done on the weekends, I guess, or probably nowadays. Try to get it off before the first game kicks off. Hmm. Hmm. Is there football on Sunday? The, the, the NFL, yeah, National Football League. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Wife Appreciation Day and football happen on the same day. Hmm. Well, you know, I mean, it's just, you know, it's amazing how much Would football... somebody please call and help me? <laughs> please call and help me out of the mess I'm digging myself into here. 714-545-2055. I'm so upset I lost the, the second set of numbers. <laughs> 545. Um, I got 714 out, and I thought, what's next? 545-2071. We got it. Okay. So if, if I leave all of the 
I can't believe the value of women in society. That one shakes me up. Mm-hmm. What, what, okay. is, what is the value of women in society today? Oh, Walden, please don't do this. Could we just go to the next one, please? <laughs> I don't even have a snappy comeback for that question, and it's a great question. Promote the value of women in society. What is the value we are promoting? That's a great question. Yeah. I'm a valuable person. You Ask are. me why. You are. You Ask are. me why. Why are you so valuable? I don't have a clue. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I want to be a nice person and a good citizen and obey the Girl Scout rules and all stuff like that there. But gee whiz, the value of women in society. That is an insulting line. Then you should write... You should write to them, to the National Woman Friendship, where you can put that in. I wonder if there is such a thing. I bet there is. Hmm. You know, I bet if you Google it up, who would the sponsor of the National Woman Foundation, whatever, Friendship League or Friendship, you would find them. <sighs> it was created by the Kappa Delta sorority. I don't know what the Kappa Delta sorority is. Created this very special day in 1999? This is something I would have expected in 1950. That's one of the the well-known college sororities groups, you know. Is it? Yeah. I know from Zippo on on sororities and fraternities. (coughs) Excuse me. But, gee whiz, I think I just better close this page, right? We'll pretend it doesn't exist. Then we get to the one that really caught my attention. It is Monday, International Talk Like a Pirate Day. I I remember this one that you gave this to us uh, maybe a year ago or two years ago. Yes, Talk Like a Pirate Day. And what really made me smile is this is one of Dr. It was one of Dr. Dale's favorite days. Dr. Dale was our super special person who did the science fiction show for Yesterday USA for I don't know how long. And um, we had such a great friendship among a whole group of people in the chat room, and Dr. Dale would come in, and he, on Pirate's Day, he would come in and say, Hi, mateys, how you doing? <laughs> That was one of his favorite days. So that's what caught my attention on this list for this weekend. It's hard to believe you've been gone for eight years. I know. It I know. It really is hard to believe. It Hello is. there, caller. Thank you for giving us a call. You have just saved Patricia from Natural Woman Friendship Whatever Day. Who, who rescued me? Army, matey. Daniel! <laughs> Hey, matey, are you doing? <laughs> I don't think how you doing is a, is pirate talk. Hey, matey. That's right. That's right. How are you? Are you going to talk s words here? Uh, uh yes. We could have snow any time uh, between October thirty uh, first and uh, the first day of May. 
wait. Very I'll just good, go make my I'll just go make my snack. You guys can talk about Louisville and whatever Florida. What team was it in Florida? Florida, Florida State? Florida State, yeah. Florida State, Florida number State. two ranked Florida State they, they, and number ten ranked Louisville had a <laughs> game here in Louisville, Kentucky, <laughs> yeah. and I did not watch the game. I knew the game was oh, here. I, it was an ESPN uh, game day game, which was the first in uh, time Louisville had ever been featured as an ESPN game day. And I, uh, they... Uh, I got, the, I got, I thought of a new game for Patricia. Oh, I think we uh, lost. Her. I'm no. not here. No, no, no. <laughs> Patricia, <laughs> I, I'm gonna give you schools in the in the state of Florida. You're gonna tell me what. <laughs> they're gonna tell me what city they're in. Oh, okay. Gainesville. Florida State. Tampa. What Florida State is what? What? What cat? What city? That that's Gainesville. Nope. Well, they're all over the place. I know, but this we're at the main campus at Florida State. Florida State's main campus. Main campus. Uh-huh. Main campus. I don't know. Tal- I thought it was Gainesville. Nope. It's Tallahassee. Really? Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay, now here's an easy one for Patricia. University, okay. University of Florida. Oh, that that must be Gainesville. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now right. here's here another one. Now I'll bet I'll bet a million dollars you'll get this one right. Oh, I know this one. This is Miami, right? <laughs> 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 yes, University of Miami. Okay, in what okay I've got that one. All well, right, this is good. Two, all right, two out of three. We're doing good. Now, okay, this, and then now, now the other two, I'm not too sure. Maybe we have to Google these. I don't know where Central Florida is located. Gainesville. <laughs> 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 Something's in Gainesville. Central Florida. Central Florida. Well, that's really interesting. You know, Gainesville is in Central Florida. I didn't... Uh, it yeah, it, it has like 40,000 kids on that campus. And the other one I really don't know what city it is, is Southern Florida. That's, that's the fifth biggest school in Florida. So. Really? Yep. Central Florida University? Right, Central Florida University and Southern Florida. So those are the five big Okay. Schools. I don't know what and city they're in. And that is in, oh, all right. University of Central Florida is in Orlando. Okay. And then we want Central S- Florida. S- uh, Southern, or Southern, Southern Florida. South Southern, Florida, you yeah, said. Yeah, South Florida. South Florida University is in Tampa. There you go. USF, of course, I knew that. See, I knew USF. Yeah, right, right. I knew that. Right. I've been to that campus. It's a nice campus. So Very people-friendly, except you can't get anywhere. So yeah, it, it, truly, if you, if you cannot walk, uh-huh. if, or if you have trouble walking, you know, mobility problems in right. one way or another. It doesn't make any difference how or why. If you have mobility problems, you can get campus buses anywhere on the campus except from the gate to the center of the campus. <laughs> now, I say the center of the campus. So you, you get from the gate, it's about a half a mile to get to a bus stop. How do you do it? Well, you, you, you apply for a disability placard, and then they'll, have, then, then they'll get sent the golf carts over to pick you up and drive you around. And 
and they will do that as long as you have already made it to the campus in order to do this. You know? I mean, it's just, it really is a pretty campus, though. Very pretty and well-kept and nice buildings and friendly people. And well, Dan, really have nice. you ever been on a campus in Louisville? Oh, yes. I mean, yes, several times. In fact, I've seen uh, th there was an albino squirrel down there on, you know, on the... Uh, on the on the center of the uh, campus. And how is it a big campus, or what? What what's the? Uh, is it smaller than University of Kentucky, for example, or what? What do you know? I believe it is. Uh -huh. um, I believe it is. I don't, I don't know how many. I, I'm not sure how large it is. Right. It's pretty much right there along Second and Third Street, you know, going up uh, Central. I'm sorry, um, Eastern Parkway there. Okay, this is, this is a trivia question. And I'll have Patricia help you out. What is the school mascot? <laughs> Wait, you, well, this is funny. What? I'm sorry, I tripped right into the question. Go ahead. What is the University of Louisville school mascot? Well, I know it. Oh, I, but I wonder if Patricia knows it. I'm thinking in terms of Jack Daniels. Am I close? You might think you might think about that if you took one, yeah, but I don't not normally know. Okay, well before before all right, well, well I don't know what to do first. Don't let go of the albino squirrel. Yes. I don't well, I don't know what not right here in my hand. Okay, hold on to it. Um Louisville, I have to look mascot. it up in your bird book. Yeah, it's a it's a bird book quite it's a book book in my answer. Bird book? Yeah. Mm. It's a book book it's answer. A bird book. Gee, I don't know. Oh, if you would know the state bird of of, uh, of Kentucky, you would have the answer. I kind or, of figured or, that. Or, 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 <laughs> Patricia, or, or, or. I, I got a good one, Dan. Uh, Patricia, you, you are an expert in baseball. And, oh, yeah. And... <laughs> <laughs> and the mascot, the mascot of the University of Louisville is the same as the mascot of the baseball team in St. Louis. Uh-huh. Missouri. Uh-huh. So there you go. Um, I'm, I'm finished with the Orioles and the Cardinals. That's the only two birds okay, I know. Okay, so, oh, good, good. You, 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 you got a different percent chance of getting it right. And this is, well, in that case, it must be, no, it can't be. This is Kentucky? U University of Louisville. Uh-huh. Well, I'll pick the Cardinal. Which one did I not get right? Holy cow, everybody, she got it right. Congratulations, Patricia. 50-50. <laughs> she, 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 she's a sports expert. She just doesn't know she is. I know. Yes. She is the boat expert. <laughs> She is the birdie bird expert. You know. I have a bird ball. Yes, you're right. I have yes, a bird ball. Has, has we have not heard Mr. Wimple for a long time. I know. Where is the fellow? Well, for our family who does not know who Mr. Wimple is, he is the bird watcher in Fibber McGee and Molly. He's one of the residents of Wistful Vista. And he talks funny, and he has a bird ball. I have a wonderful question then. This might be a great question for the family to work on. We remember the old days we liked to make lists. Where was in Fairy McGee closet and 
what characters. So my, mm-hmm. my oh, I've got the cast. Yeah, I'm sorry. My, Go my, ahead. My, my wondering is if we did the 100 top characters in old time radio, would Wallace, would Wallace Wimple make the list? And I think he would. I think people oh, would. I think people would put him on the top 100 <laughs> recognizable characters of old time radio. I think he's a recognizable. Part of it is the longevity of the show. So we had great exposure to Mr. Wimple, much more so than in other areas. Well, the show, so, yeah, the show went, would be on lasted the list. for the show lasted for 24 years, right? Yep, sure did. Yes. And I wonder when his character started. And I think around 43. Maybe I'm thinking you're right about that. About that time. Would be about a lot right. of those, a lot of those characters. Um, Became more popular when during that time period, like the the mid-war years. A lot of them were created to plug the holes that were left by the actors who went into the military. Exactly, and then uh, Molly was off the air for what about eighteen months? Yeah, in the thirties. Right, that was nineteen thirty. Seven and thirty-eight, I think she came back. Yeah, thirty thirty-nine is when she showed up. Uh-huh. Thirty-nine, okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, and then it was just fibber. I I am amazed when uh, there's a website that does the rankings of old-time radio. Jim Ramberg mm-hmm. runs it, and he looked up the shows in 1938, and Fibber and Company made the top ten. I just didn't think the show had the same zip without Molly, that still it was in the top ten. Mm, then again, it was compared to what else was on the radio at the time. So if the other fair was, you know, B-grade, that would give Fibber, and, uh, Fibber a boost. Am I saying that correctly? You did, yeah. Well, that leads me on to... Uh, I had some calls about your awful show last night. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And some some people are protesting. Uh-oh. Saying that you're picking on shows from the 1930s, so they're bound to be That's awful right. anyway. So that, No, uh, these, these these were awful. <laughs> I mean, they were just awful. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were trying to... There, there have, people have been acting since before William Shakespeare. <laughs> so, I mean... The acting, the acting. So, no, they, oh. they were claiming because all the shows in the 30s were awful anyway, you're just picking on the awfulness of the awful. Who said that? Who said that? Your buddy Ron Bond from... from oh, jeez. Oh, Ron, you got to give me a call tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. And I usually, I did not this time, and I usually do say I'm listening to 1930s radio with 2016 ears and it might not be fair but bad acting is bad oh Walden it was dreadful it was really bad Uh, I believe you so even if we didn't have the technology we should at least have people who can read lines (laughs) 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 and when she got to the end the line was Oh, she has fainted. Get a doctor. That was supposed to, I'm going to get a doctor. Yep, that yep. was supposed to be the yep. line. And she said, I'm going to get a policeman. I mean a doctor. I mean, 
even even in the 1980s, I would <laughs> I would say I think that probably shouldn't have happened, folks. <laughs> so anyhow, um, I I will go toe to toe with Ron. I hope he calls in huh. tonight. Yes. Okay. So talk to me about who, who were you picking on this week? It was a a show that was named Black Magic, and they were somewhere in the world, heading for the South Sea Islands, and there was supposedly black magic in there, and we had three people, or a couple of ancillary personnel, so to speak, who, who would pop in occasionally, but there were three people, a man and two women. One was the niece, one was the aunt, and I don't know who the guy was. We only had these two episodes surviving. But the one who was playing the aunt, or aunt, depending on how you pronounce the word, had the job of sounding snooty. She was supposed to be a rich, snooty woman, and she'd say things like, My word. I don't... Every time she opened her mouth, it just made my hair hurt it was terrible so i i have to i really have to talk to ron so i'm not sure where the show was going what the direction was you heard the drums in the background the drums were the best part of the whole show honest am i alone is there anybody out there (laughs) okay dan are you still with us i wonder if we lost him Oh, my gosh, we really did lose him. I'm right here. Hello. Okay, okay. Oh, there you are. Okay, you're back. Yeah. So tell me about the albino squirrel, please. Well, I was walking through campus one day, and, and there there was this white squirrel running up and down the trees. And it's like, oh, my goodness. Oh, that's, that's an albino squirrel. And someone said that, well, yes, he went to the center of campus because he knew that he'd be probably protected there from... I was going to ask about that. It is very difficult for albino animals in the wild to survive. Mm-hmm. They, they don't have any cover. They don't blend into anything except snow. I guess he'd, do, he'd fare better in the snow than his relatives, but gee whiz. And he, did he seem happy and healthy? He seemed he- happy and healthy, yes. So, wow. so would you guys be allowed to adopt them inside the library? Well, I don't know. This wasn't this wasn't on my home turf. This was at the other school. So, well, this you... was on the campus of U of L, University of Louisville. Had the albino squirrel. I guess he's still running around. It's been several years. My goodness. Maybe the yeah. unofficial. Ma- he, maybe he has to be looking for a home. Hmm? Maybe the unofficial mascot. Could be the unofficial mascot. <laughs> Never know. A squirrel and a bird. Got the whole zoo coming in together here. I keep, I keep hearing a beep, beep, beep. Like, do you have a fire detector? That's uh, I might be. I, I might need to put new batteries in. So maybe that's what you're hearing. So why don't I I'm do not that? Hearing so, it. so I hear it. I hear it here on my phone. I, I don't it hear it. Online, it, must, it. Nope. I'm sorry. He's having. A delusion. Well, Dan, I have an. You have a home phone. I can call. Uh, I mean, you can call this number here. Well, okay. Let me talk you off air. Now get that okay. number, and I'll call you. So Patricia can <laughs> sing to the family. So I'm, I'm just, 
I'm just supposed to keep talking here? Yeah, you talk to the family, and I'll get Dan's number, and I'll call him right back and put it on. Oh, you poor okay. folks. Okay. So hold on, Dan. Oh, Let me take you off folks. here. Okay. And okay. And so I have talk. to keep talking here. Yeah. Um, and I can't give you Walden's presidential question. I cannot do that. I can give you useless but fun information. We haven't done that forever. Did you know, this is really cool, I get to talk to myself. Did you know honeybees never sleep and they can fly 15 miles an hour? Now remember, everything on the internet is true. There are more chickens than people in the world, and I bet we could have figured that one out all by ourselves. And let's see what else. Oh, we've got all sorts of really fun stuff here. <laughs> I haven't, I've been dragging them around for the last year. Um, let's see. Oh, 1902 coat hanger came on the market because Albert Parkhouse was frustrated by the lack of hooks available to hang up his coat at work. And so he invented the coat hanger. It was pretty cool. Uh, except you didn't make any money. That's a great idea. Didn't make any money. Okay, let's see. The amount of rubber salvaged from one old tire made several pairs of boots for paratroopers and several gas masks in World War II. How about that? This is Hey, guys, where are you? You poor folks out there. I'm really sorry. Uh, let's see. A thousand old rain boots. This is cool. We're getting World War II information. A thousand old rain boots provided the rubber needed for one bomber or could help make the treads for an armored truck. This is Fibber McGee and Molly era stuff. Um, oh, dear. One battleship. One hundred, I don't know where I got this information from. 165,000 pounds of rubber was needed to outfit one battleship. No wonder the people were throwing things out and saving tires and, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Now, according to this, everything on the Internet is true. 98% of houses in the United States have at least one television set. Where are the 2% that don't have a television set? I guess there are a lot. I don't have one anymore. So <laughs> I can't be poking fingers on that. I did have my television set disconnected and lost my Internet at the same time. But I am back up and running here. What else do we have? Ooh, there were only eight crayons in the original crayon, the Crayola crayons, the really official ones. There were only eight crayons, and they sold for five cents, and that was in 1903. Good stuff. All right, let's see. The deadliest disease was the pneumonic form of black death. We are the back. Black death. Are we you are really? Back. You know, these poor people are listening to me just prattle along with all of these useless but fun pieces of information. Well, what, uh, what Dan and I did, we decided to change batteries in my mixer first, because you want to have a little battery to keep that cool. So, Dan, how are we doing? Yes. I don't hear that beeping anymore, and okay. I was listening to see whether the uh, 2% of uh, people are without televisions. So I'm gonna throw, I'm and gonna, I'm one of them. I just realized. I'm going to throw this battery away, so I'll be right back. <laughs> oh, boy. We're all alone now. We can do whatever do we you want. Know? I know. You know, we've been waiting for this, haven't we? That's right. We can, we can say all <laughs> kinds of dirty words and turn this into a taco stand. 
Oh. Right? Really? Whatever. <laughs> you're on you're <laughs> you're on your own here. <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay. I, I am back. We, we, we can Darn deal it. with this. Boils again. Mm. Okay, so we have an albino squirrel that is fat and healthy and eating lots of acorns. Exactly. And that's really nice to know that he looked healthy or she. We don't know. Did you know if it was a he or a she? I wasn't that close, no. I couldn't tell. You didn't interview the squirrel? I did not interview the squirrel, no. Mm -mm. And you're over on the sideline saying, oh, nuts. That's right. And he still didn't reply. That's Must right. have been a guy. Must have been a guy. <laughs> he, he knew I was lying. I didn't have any nuts. <laughs> you didn't have any peanuts for him. Uh, okay. That's right. But before, before we move on to anything else like S-words, and I'll go make my snack while you guys are doing that one, sure. the weekly lineup on we have Gunsmoke, this is the 10 o'clock lineup, Gunsmoke, Amos and Andy, Family Theater, Detectives, and The Awful Show. That's Monday through Friday. Is there anything in the lineup that you would like to exchange, add to, subtract from? What? I thought we just Don't fire me. decision. It's been a year ago. It's been a year ago since we made the decision. I figured we need to figure this out by January. So wow. Yeah. Times have flown. By January? Well, that's when... I didn't realize... Well, I figured October, November is when we can just start check with the family, and then if there are any changes, then, you know. Okay. All right, well, yeah, you're pretty good on that. Well, I'm just trying I'm to... I'm Zippo. I'm Zippo on scheduling stuff. You're I, good. I, okay. I, I just figured it'd be easier, you know, that way somebody's planned ahead, we didn't want to short them. You are. Them. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, here's Absolutely. a question for... here. Here's a question for Patricia's sake is there something that she would rather do than awful shows i mean the poor lady's been painted with that moniker of patricia and her awful shows for about what how many <laughs> how many years have you been doing this now three four um five gee. six i think we started in 2013 hold on so you've been at it for three years now going on four from from january 2013 yeah yes yeah. So 13, How many 14, more 15? awful shows do you have in you? A lot. The, <laughs> see, the, the the real challenge is it's not that Patricia is known as the person with the awful shows. It's that she has to listen to these things at least twice, sometimes three times, before they get kept and filed and written about. So my poor little brain is overworked. Well, I was thinking your ears may need a, a, a cooling off period here. Oh, it's, oh, it's to miss my brain. It's brain. My brain. Some of these are really painful. Oh, yep. I can't wait for Ron. <laughs> if I only had Ron. Uh, now, now, see, I think Patricia is, is very unique because she always likes to find her own little niche in life. Because who else would tackle <laughs> that kind of project? So, see, you know, she... she no we one haven't even remembered how it happened. You, you used to bring it up. And said, oh, did you, and you find these awful shows, and we would cage for a on Saturday night. Is that what happened? Uh-huh. Well, I'm wondering hmm. if her niche needs a little, uh, notch. 
<laughs> no, we're we're doing fine unless there is something that you would rather hear than a terrible show. Please let me know. No, I can't think of anything offhand. I just was giving you the option to uh, take a hiatus. You know, all good shows. You know, Silver McGee had to take a hiatus during the summer. They took 13 weeks off. That's true. Yeah. And they didn't even do things ahead of time and put it in the can. I'm just giving you the option. Just remember, you Uh, had the chance to say, oh, I would like to take a break. I usually get one when I want one anyway. Where Larry goes squirreling through and say, okay, we can play this one over again. That's right. The lady gets what she yeah. wants. The lady says, I'm not ready. Could you play a repeat, please? <laughs> and she figured it out. Patricia ruled the rules. You know, she just writes her own ticket, whatever. She doesn't give you much choice, does she? <laughs> I mean, what are you going to say? What do you mean you're not ready? Be ready now. Do it now. You say it, but you won't do it. But, you but know, I do. You, the you, last couple you, of months. So. You, you know you can write your own ticket whatever you say. You know that. Is that true? Yes. Well, Patricia wants her own buttons. How about that? I would be happy to train her. <laughs> I mean, uh, Bill, well, Bill uh, Bragg once. Bill Bragg offered one time, like a few years ago, yeah. to set me up with buttons, and I I, I don't think so. Oh, I really don't and, want and, me to and, do and, that. And let's face it, how I can hard, kill a microphone. And how how hard had the family been trying to drag her to Skype? You know, I'm not president, but you know, there've been people protesting to move over to Skype, and you know, I'm not gonna press the issue. And yeah. no one even sent me a Skype microphone. Right. You know, a headset yep. for Skype? Yep. Shame on me. Well, well, you know, as soon as she gets on Skype, she's going to say, we won't be able to tell her from Tallulah Bankhead. I mean, that that's just... Oh, great. Thank well, you. No, no. She, she, <laughs> she'll sound like Mel in the role. So, you know. Okay, darling. Oh, very nice, Patricia. What's your Mel... You want to do your Mel in role impersonation? I don't have one of them. Oh, okay. Who, who else do you have? That's it, Teeny. <laughs> I know it. Very good. Okay, now there's Teeny. There you yeah. go. Wait a minute. I got it. The next, what? the next awful show strip, it'll be co-host with Teeny and Tallulah doing the awful show routine by Patricia Foy. What do you think? You mean the introduction has to be with Teeny and <laughs> Tallulah? Is that what you're suggesting? Yes. You can do your impersonation of Tulu and Teeny doing the, mm-hmm. introducing the awful show bit. What do you think? I think a pink slip is in my envelope. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I am toast. No, you're not. Oh, yes. No, you're oh, not. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. No, you're not. Oh. Okay, well... Dan, if you're not firing me on Friday, is there anything in the lineup that you would like to see changed, added to, subtracted from, just anything at all? We've got Gunsmoke, Amos and Andy, Family Theater, Detectives, and Awful Stuff. I'm trying to remember, what did we change? Did we take science fiction out of the mix and we added... Correct. Mysteries. Detectives. Uh Mysteries. Yes, uh-huh. that's what I was thinking. 
And when was that change made? Has it been six months? Been, or has it been it, a it, it been year? Since, it's been since January. Since January, so it's only been nine months. Right. I don't. I don't have a. I don't have a problem with the current lineup okay. at all. all right. I was just going to say maybe Patricia needs a small break. Well, I thought, I only thought, if you want me. Only if you are sending me to my room. I'm not sending you to your room. I just thought you might want to play hooky. I, I, I you know, look, look, I, look, think of it this way, Dan. Yes. I don't know if Patricia's life would be complete without it, you know? Without her awful shows. Right. I mean, yes. if she didn't have the awful show, mm-hmm. she'll walk around wondering what happened to part of her. She could turn it on its ear. She could say Patricia and her fabulously amazing shows. Yeah. Listen for she could uh, feature some of her favorite shows for a while. Um, but, but, you favorite know, shows would be safe. Best shows is not safe. But you, you know, and I'm discovering awful shows is not safe. Either. But, but <laughs> see, I I would offer I would offer if she wanted it, she could pick out her favorite or best shows for Saturday. So that way, mm-hmm. if she wanted to do that, she mm-hmm. could have both worlds if she wanted it. Hmm. So, just, just put if it you're, If you're out to spoil me, you're succeeding. <laughs> <laughs> See, we're renegotiating. Is that the word we're searching for? Patricia says yes, she, yes. Patricia says she yes. whines really well, and I don't want her to ever do that. Wine? Yeah. I do. I, I can do that well. Is that what you said? Well, we know that you you said mm-hmm. you can do that. Yeah. But I mm. I I I like to make you happy enough that you don't have to feel like you need to wine. Hmm. Okay. Okay. See. I like chocolate. Good. She likes bourbon balls. Mm-hmm. Bourbon balls. They were good. <laughs> <laughs> I can understand why bourbon is so popular. <laughs> Boy, that was good stuff. And, um, gee, I, I'm just, I'm easy to please. I don't even need any shoes. I know, you're very, you're, you, you, you need the basic necessities of life. <laughs> like food and sleep. Yep. And that's about it. Yep, that's what you need. Uh-huh. This is good, and yeah. and awful shows. Yes, and your computer. And my computer. I I think, I, a, I think it'd be harder for you to give up your computer if you rather than give it up the phone. Um, giving up television was a piece of cake. Giving up the computer would be tough. Whoa. Okay, whoa. now I, now now why did you have to give up television? It was the box that was coming in from the. Uh, from your cable provider? Yeah, the got the box pooped. And yeah. I guess they call it the set box. Right. The, uh-huh. the thing that sits yeah. on top of your television. And it pooped and I yeah. didn't miss it. And then I went for a week and I forgot 
the television was even there, and I never watched it very much to begin with. Well, well, and the shows that I liked question. I found online anyway. So here, here, I had it disconnected. Question. Well, won't you still be charged for your cable? And, I mean, they should send you a box for free. Oh, they would, they would replace the box. I didn't know I was paying $10 a month for the privilege of having a box on top of my television in addition to paying the cable. Oh, really? Really. And I did not know that I was being charged $10 a month for my channel changer to go backwards and forwards. You know, if you missed something, you could, or you could put it on pause and then pick it up wherever. I was paying $10 a month for that privilege on my channel changer. Hmm. So you've eliminated an, an expense then, a monthly expense? It, it's almost $60 I was paying for not watching a television. Wow. And then, here is my public service announcement for tonight. I found Thanks. out from a magazine article, one of these multiple choice type dealies, which is this which of these items is taking the most power in and you're paying the most on your electric bill. And they gave a you know, like a microwave or a television or you know, a couple of really common things. And one of them was the set box. The thing that sits on top of your television. The set box took more power than the television. Wow. That's incredible. Talking about being billed, I, I have one for you, Patricia. Oh, dear. Years ago, my brother got, got, for, got the family Series XM. And so he'd been paying okay. the bills. Yeah, right. And he decided that he didn't want to pay the bill anymore. And we told him three years ago, just go ahead and give it up. He finally waited a year and gave up two years ago. Uh-huh. Series XM called yesterday, and my dad said, they they wanted to bill us two hundred eighteen dollars for using the service when we haven't had it in a couple of years. Wow. We've got a little scam going <laughs> here, haven't we? <laughs> I mean that was not serious XM that called. This was somebody well, who I make here here's what I'm wondering though. They they my dad said we we haven't used it, blah blah blah. Okay. What so what cancel the service? I got the email with the cancelization from them. It was them. It was showed them at two hundred and eighteen dollars and then cause dad said we haven't used the service, they refund a hundred two hundred and sixteen dollars. So they're sending an invoice for a buck. <laughs> they want us to pay for them for a buck. Well they have a promotion now that you can get it for six months for thirty dollars. I'm, I'm going to be very interested. Are we going to pay Series XM the buck, or are they going to you know, try and mess around with our credit? I, I, I don't get it. I'll send you the, invo- I'll send you the invoice. They will. I, they will. I Walden, know. They will. They will. They I know. will. I know. Oh, send them a dollar. Send them a dollar. Send them a hundred pennies. <laughs> but the thing is, they 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 it under my name and but they never use, they never have my credit card. Hmm. Well how how did they collect this two hundred and eighteen dollars? <laughs> That's probably why they called you, yesterday, I guess. Did you did your brother sign up with his credit card? Years ago he did, yeah. Have they been billing him on a cycle? But they're not charging him anymore. They wanted to charge me because they said they count under my name. 
Um, something's worth a call to the attorney general in here. Gee <laughs> <laughs> um, whiz. You know, they, I really, I thought you were talking about a scam, and it sounds like you really might be. Yeah, I'll send you, I'll send you the invoice after the show. Maybe you can look Please at it. You. you know, I bet you get a kick out of it. But what I saw, I will get a kick out of it. When I saw it, I said, "Here, they're gonna, they're gonna charge us a buck." So that's, I can just imagine us not paying it, n- not paying it, and then we're gonna try to put that on our credit. Page. On your credit, they don't care what no. the amount is. It's just going to trigger as a late payment. Right. Well, here's some. Wow. If it's, if, if it's not. If it's not Sirius XM who is sending you this bill, say right. it's just Joe Blow right. who knew who somehow hacked in, maybe found out that you were a recipient of XM. Right. If you send them your credit card information, then they could put in a charge on your credit and then draw down, you know, whatever mm-hmm. they wish, and it's really not going to serious XM, it's just going to some scammer. We had that sure. problem, my family had this problem with DirecTV, they, you know, we signed up for the national company, and we got a call, because the bill was getting really high, and we got a call, and the local company wanted to give us a better deal, but they were basically, they switched us off the old plan, and they misspelled our name, our last name, and get and uh, we didn't know they misspelled our last name, and so my dad was eventually getting two bills. Sure. And Ouch. you were being double billed. And we called. We called Directv, and they said we can't find you. <laughs> and we can't find you, so they kept what they kept learn how to spell. <laughs> so they they kept ca- call calling. We say and then American Express, who my dad used it for. Agree with my dad, so they canceled the the the, the charges, the the fee. But then uh, Directv was still sending us the bill. So eventually, I told Dad, "We're just gonna call. We're gonna move up the ladder." So we called to the defraud agency of Directv, huh? and they found it. They found that the local company s- misspelled our last name by adding a W or something into the spelling of Hughes. And changed the address around, so they were uh, they were getting their cut, and the directv was sending us. So finally, got straightened out. So I just wow. You know, spelled your name. I'm not being funny. Yeah. H e w s, didn't they? I I think I think you're I think you're right. H u I think it was H u w e s. That'll work. Yeah. Mm. Oh dear. Yeah. Oh dear. So, oh I have dear. a question. Uh-huh. What is the theme of the night that Barbara supplied? Oh, ah, very good. Well, if you knew that Barbara supplied it, how come you don't know what it is? <laughs> well, I think some at some point, I think, well, you mentioned it early, and then I don't know if I ever heard the follow-up, because I, you, you, know, you know the effect you people have on me. No, apparently on a lot of people. I'll say good night now, <laughs> and we're only halfway finished with the show, and they're sending me good night emails. There's something we need to think about, Walden. 
we're putting people to sleep. No, because they got up so early this morning to watch football, and they pooped exactly. out. That's what happened. Exactly. They, they were lining up before. I was going to suggest that maybe we were, we were soothing. I'm not sure about... I, the soothing tones of, Wal of Walden and Patricia. Think, yes, how many, nope. think how many people actually have us on during the background. We're very comforting to people. We are. And I don't mind. You're very comforting for me. And I don't mind if they're swallowed asleep. Just like the soothing tones of Walden and Patricia yeah. will lull you right to sleep. Guy <sighs> Lombardo. <laughs> He's <laughs> singing OTR, gang. Okay. Think, think how many people, though, are recording a show for a later playback, or, mm -hmm. they like, or they like Daniel here and listen to her to replay on Wednesday. Exactly. You know, mm -hmm. one way or another, they, they, they know you. I mean, it's always so funny. Mm -hmm. It's always so funny that you, you or Bruce or whatever send me an email with the question that Patricia proposed. Ten days later, so I know they listened to on the blue, and they <laughs> sent at the end. <laughs> oh, oh, that's cute. Like when you fall asleep during the middle part of the show, then it's a whole brand new show. You know, ten days later. Mm-hmm. You're not buying. Okay, are you ready? I, I do. Are you ready? <laughs> All right, go ahead, Patricia. Yes, I'm ready. Okay. The question is, what yeah. people, no, which people or what services, I have to do the which with Celeste next week as well, which people or what services came to your home when you were growing up? Like people talk about having mail delivered right to their door, knock, knock, knock on the door, or um, milk was delivered to the door, that kind of stuff. Milk was only delivered to the door when the cows got out of the in your case, yes. <laughs> after, after you would you were the deliverer and the delivery. Did you have a round barn, Dan? A round barn? No, we did not have a round barn. Oh. We had ones with four corners. <laughs> okay. Did anything else happen besides your self delivery of the milk? Mm, we didn't have anything delivered to the farm. We were so far out in the country, sunset between us, between our house. Did you ever have a mail service? We did, but it it was a rural delivery. A fellow drove a car, and he would put it in our mailbox down at the end of the mm -hmm. down at the end of the road. Back during the blizzard of '78, we delivered mail to our neighbors, so the mail carrier, so the postman could continue on his route so now, this is really interesting because he gave you other people's mail he did he did it was during the blizzard we were plowing out our road and then he got to the end we met him at the end of the road just by chance and he said would you mind taking the other people's mail and you know there uh -huh. were seven people on our road there, so we said, sure, we don't mind, we'll deliver the mail. And if so, he did that today, he'd be in jail. He probably would be, but, you know, we were... And that, that's, what, that's what caught my attention when I said, oh, you, you actually did this. 
Now, that's something that rural or hometown America in, you know, in, in a, a cultural atmosphere that's far different from what we have today. Exactly. Mike Tyson, Chris, and Mike Hughes live in a small town in Chambers, Iowa, of a population of 400 people. Mm-hmm. And the mail is not... The mail is not home delivery. They get the peop the mail people get to drop it off the bank. So you gotta pick up your mail, you have to go down to the bank, so that's what Chris worked for at the bank, so he helps sort the mail. So oh what, my word. Yeah, so that's what they do. So I imagine everybody got a little post a little you know, slot I guess, and then you come to the bank to pick up your mail. Oh for heaven's sake. We have up here, uh, yeah, there's still a, at least a few stores that are post offices now. I was Is just going to ask about that because the Jotham Down store had the post That's office right. in it. Was it similar? Is it similar to the bank situation where they had a little section that was devoted to postal services? That was a question I to believe that There is a certain type of post office. I think they call them neighborhood service centers that yeah. will sell stamps and you can yeah. have a box in there and have your mail delivered to this, I think it's a neighborhood station. They're not a full-fledged post office, but mm -hmm. what they're called, but, you know, so, but. Uh, well, the one, the place that I use is, uh, it, it's, well, I don't know, it's like a central location. It's a pack and send, ship, receive type thing. They mm -hmm. will, uh, when I return the set box to CenturyLink, I've got a box now and a mailing tag, except it's for UPS. If I had to go to UPS, it's easily a 20-minute trip. Sure. This place processes for the post office, for FedEx, and for UPS. So I can just go there and say, this box is prepaid. He'll say, okay, and toss it in with the UPS people. Exactly. Which is pretty cool. And these are the people I can bring your box, Walden, and say this is, you know, for, for free matter. Uh, matter for blind and handicapped. Yes. And they just say, okay, it goes over here. No questions, no fuss, no documents, no Stand over here. I bet, you, I bet, I bet you'll be baking them cookies next Christmas. Do you know what? Yep. Shame on me. Uh, the other day, I, I went when I mailed Ron an envelope, and Ron right. up in Illinois has a box now, too. I bet he's thrilled. <coughs> yeah, and he said he got it. Yep. Oh, that's good. Yes. Wait till next week, Ron. <laughs> oh, by the way, Patricia, Patricia and I were on the show on Monday. Was it Monday this week? And Ron from Hawaii yeah. called. So, just everybody, Ron from Hawaii sounds terrific. It sounds so much better um, than the last time we talked to him on a Saturday night show. And I know. He uh, was great. Yeah. And I hope you're listening, Ron, because who did I say that to? I sent a note to somebody and said, Ron called in and he sounds great. And you really do. Did you email that to me? Is that yes, 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 yes? You were asking about Ron. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And I, I thought I, you had sent me that message. I lose track of things these days. I just, you know, today.
today is Saturday. And then Walden calls on Monday and said, would you like to do a show? And I said, sure, we can do that. And then we're on, and I think it's Saturday again. That's right. You're having two Saturdays in a week there. Mm-hmm. Well, well, two Saturdays in the same week. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. catching up. That's right. Yep. Well, I failed to, to listen to the Monday show, but I would have tuned in. Well, see, I think you're not the only one, Dan, so I think there's a... I really think there's a there's separate groups. I think there are ones that listen to just the USA seven days a week. Then there's a group that listen to just what Bill and Mike do Monday through Thursday, and then there's a, another group that listen to the weekend. So I think in some time there are different audiences. So yes, yes. Bob in Wisconsin said that he was listening, but he just wasn't fast enough. <laughs> I guess he tuned in late. <laughs> so he's forgiven. Oh. He knew we were there. It, it, I mean, 90 minutes for you is just a warm-up. I mean, you were just still That's going true. to the monologue tonight. That's true. We were saying goodnight as I was standing up to stretch. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Oh, my goodness. We are barely into a show after an hour and a half. So. Yes, exactly. Okay, so I've got you marked down for okay. Your albino squirrel is fat and healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about the S-words. And I flunked S-words again. Well, I felt badly that we beat your people so so much up here. Hey, no problem I mean, with uh, me. 63, <laughs> 63 to 20, that's that's quite a, a beating there. <laughs> do, I, do I sound upset? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well... Your 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 school went down in Louisville football history. It is the largest win by the U of L football team ever. Well, I'm glad we were able to contribute something to the well-being and good feelings of the team. How did that sound, Walden? Sure did. You're just amazing, Patricia. You have all the bases covered. What can I say? <laughs> Okay. Why the multi skills you have? One of, one of my multi skills is boxing myself in a corner. How did I ever get in that one? Jeez, I should have just crossed that thing off the list. And uh, how are you feeling? You sound like you're back to your old self. You seem like you're really able to handle an eight-hour show again. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> I am doing okay. I've got good days. I've got bad days. It, it's just. Very uneven, so I'm looking for somebody to iron out my wrinkles. But the way I look at it, she's so much better today than she was back in June. So I'm just, true. I'm just looking for baby steps. That, right. that is true. Oh, my goodness. I was one sick puppy. You were really sick. I had no idea. I know you Not did. a clue. Not a clue. I know you <sighs> but you stuck with me. You know, you know what, you know what, you know what my life would have been like if I said so long, Patricia. I mean, that my the family would get. Well, we know how it was when when you had heart surgery. When I got all these lectures saying, "You take care of her. You don't want to go on so long." I mean, it's just, you know, I had. You, you I am so well protected <laughs> by everybody. My goodness, I don't need bubble wrap. I'm already bubbled. It's just, it's just amazing that. The family knows I love Patricia, and you take care. I, I, if I, I'm going to do anything your wrong. Your responsibility. <laughs> if I fall downstairs, it's your fault. It's true. 
See what you made her do? It's true. <laughs> oh, gosh. You know, the oh, family, know, the family knows who every time, every time you break a bone or, or, you know, hit the floor or, you know, <laughs> when you fall. Oh, gee. See, I'm not going to be known for my awful shows. I'm going to be known as the person who breaks. <laughs> Fall down and she shatters like a piece of china. Gosh. Dan, how you oh, doing? Yeah. How you doing, by the way? Are you feeling like you're back in the swing of it with the two library holding down everything down? How is everything for you right now? Well, last Sunday I turned at work and my back had a major kind of spasm so i mean monday and tuesday was it was really really painful so i had like sleep on pillows and tried to prop up the back and i mean when you when you're turning in bed trying to figure out how to get out of bed without like having i know what you mean yeah yeah sometimes but uh sometimes muscle spasm yeah sometimes it just you wrenched you wrenched it, you know. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. I, I, I think. How are you doing now? What am I doing now? I, I'm, yeah. I'm somewhat better. I, you know, if you had to rank the pain, Monday was like a ten. You know, Tuesday it was more like a seven. By Wednesday it was down in the area about five. Today, I, I can still feel a little bit of pain, but uh, I. I took some ibuprofen I you know slept on my back with pillows propped up and you know it, my my back I think I injured it years ago cutting tobacco and that you know cutting tobacco was a matter of bending and stooping and turning and you know yeah. being in an awkward position you know and when you do that you know repeatedly it um, you know it just injures your back and, and and i was just standing there at work turned to my right just to, you know mm-hmm. what we what we do every day and it's like oh gosh it just kind of caught so on uh, mon- monday and tuesday was it hard to try to get out of bed oh yes yeah i i thought about calling in sick monday and then i got to work and two other people had called in sick and it's like well that's why i did not call in for sick work so <laughs> I just grinned bared it and then on my break I went and bought some medicine and then started taking the medicine and it helped but uh, yeah sleeping was just uh, uh, a big problem I just slowed yeah. down and tried taking taking it easier but uh, yeah I'm, I'm better you know it's more it's more of an aggravation that you know Ooh, ooh, this my, my mom, I, I heard about this in the news a few months ago, but my mom saw it in the paper. I don't know if everybody's seen the news that I guess Walgreens and Rite Aid are, are going to be merging. Yes. And well, I think, I think some Rite Aids are being taken over by Kroger's, and yeah, I heard Jim Cramer talk about that. So it will be interesting sure. to see what effect it will, will there be. You know, in the whole industry. Is who's buying whom? I think I think Walgreens buying Rite Aid out, if I remember right. That would make sense. I think Walgreens is probably a much larger organization. I think it is. Than Rite Aid. Yeah. Rite Aid used to be a 
pretty big powerhouse, yeah, but it seemed we, to have inched its way down over the last few years. If my family's Rite Aid, I know you're a Walgreens family. I'm a over Walgreens, there. Yeah. yeah. And I remember. Sure. Uh, up here we have like a Walgreens or a Rite Aid or a CVS. I mean, they're on, you know, competing quarters. My dad has not yeah. been, you know what, my my dad, the last two months, not been happy with Rite Aid. You know, you, you two want to guess why my dad has been heartbroken over Rite Aid. Well, is it Rite Aid that they're going to eliminate they might tobacco be. sales? Uh, no, not tobacco. I don't know, probably. But there's something, huh. something in the ice cream department that they stopped caring. Like just oh, really? It broke <laughs> my dad's heart. You know, that's where my head was in the ice cream compartment. That's right. You're right. It was. You're right. What it kind was. of ice cream is he not getting now? Coconut pineapple. Oh, Coconut pineapple. Not that he's not that he's fussier. <laughs> <laughs> Coconut pineapple. Yeah. For you, when we're thrifty. They actually carried it. Yes. For you, the the the, the local drugstore around here was thrifty. And it had ice cream. And coconut pineapple okay. was my dad's favorite. And oh, it, my gosh. And, and they had the little ice cream, you know, display stand. So you go and they charge 15 cents in those in the 70s. And they kept, pretty much kept it there, you know, for a cone. For one scoop of 15 cents and the second scoop of 30 cents. But my dad would always buy the little container of coconut pineapple. And now they're not caring anymore. And he he looks, he's been looking at the, I don't see it. <laughs> and <laughs> that is so sad. <laughs> I don't, I don't, we better look online there. Maybe we can find somebody that carries coconut pineapple. That way we can really help him out. Ron could, that's your uncle could hook him up in Hawaii. Maybe so. That's right. But coconut that's pineapple, funny. yeah. That uh, is funny. <laughs> Maybe, wow. <laughs> maybe, Wal maybe Walgreen will will re institute the coconut pineapple ice cream for my dad. Don't don't bet on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, oh, no. yeah. Well, I don't it's know. Well, did you? It was it was Rite Aid that had the coconut pineapple. Uh huh. Originally, was thrifty, but it was thrifty drugstore. And then, and then one, went to Rite Aid. Rite okay. Aid, and Rite Aid was still carrying it until a few months ago. Uh, well, I'll they're check out a, the... They're losing a good customer. That, yes, my dad's not happy about not having a, a coconut pineapple ice cream. Um, I'll check out the freezer section when I pop into Walgreens tomorrow. I wonder if Amazon... Maybe Amazon maybe, maybe, mm -hmm. maybe your dad's physician can write him a prescription for coconut pineapple. That is pineapple. probably true. <laughs> go to the front. De go to the pharmacy. Here, here. Fill it. Fill it for me. I can imagine. Fill it. Fill it. Take two scoops and call me in the morning. <laughs> my, 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 my dad loves coconut. And they remember in the I don't know. At least out here in the grocery stores, remember there used to be the candy that you go to the grocery and you scoop it into a bag. Oh sure, yeah. yeah uh -huh. I I don't know if there was a penny or whatever. But the ones my dad always would go for, it's all coconut. And it would, wow. be, it would be all, you know, like a square of coconut sure. wrapped up. And 
Mm -hmm. That's what my dad would go for. So, so now he not able to get coconut pineapple ice cream. So, boy, I have to rectify that problem someday. We will. We Hear will me. figure out something. This is a crisis. <laughs> you can probably go on Amazon.com and get that. That's for me. That's for me. Maybe. But you know, when you like something so much, and suddenly someone else takes it away from you, that really well, is especially that's been, a hard thing. Especially if you've been eating it for 50 years or whatever, it was it to move to California? Now it's no longer around. I had the same Somebody thing happen to, to me. What happened? But Make them pay. Up here we have uh, some gas stations are called Five Star, and they had fresh muffins. They would bake muffins, and one of the muffin types that they had was a Georgia peach muffin. And it's like, oh, that was just a nice little treat I would have. I'd go in and get one of these you know, large muffins, and then they told me I, I had one, oh, three, four weeks ago, and they said, well, you're getting our last Georgia peach muffin. It's like, oh, come on now. But uh, oh, they eliminated why? Georgia peach muffins. They're going with uh, blueberry now. So did you ask for the recipe? That way you can make it a whole. Oh, boo, yes. Yes. I, uh, I don't know what kind of mix they had, but it did taste like real peaches in mm. the muffin. Mm, what? what kind of ma brand mix they had. On Friday, my mom made homemade muffins. Uh huh. And it was pumpkin. Oh, I hear pumpkins really becoming popular. Pumpkin muffins are yummy. Yeah. Did you like them? Uh huh. We still have two left, Patricia. So let me know if you want me to bring you one back for you to smunk um, on during the show. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. They're spicy. Yes, they are. Yeah. Yes, it, they it's are. um. It's not like pumpkin pie. It's like, um... It's like the pumpkin ice cream or whatever, you know. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And they're very good. They are very good. Well, Dan, I am yeah. so happy that you're feeling better and that you managed to slide through the S-words without really getting my tummy in an uproar here. So, you did good. And you are it's hereby... Good. You are hereby charged with the obligation to give yourself some nice something tomorrow. Anything. Nice something tomorrow. Okay. Anything. An extra radio, sit down and just enjoy the sunshine. Maybe, maybe make, maybe bake your own version of the uh, muffins, the you know? Peach muffin. Yeah. <laughs> Spend some time looking for a recipe that will not take half of your life to put together. <laughs> yes, I love it. Yeah, I love the, I really like watching, <laughs> I used to watch PBS cooking shows. There's, I can't recall, Create, I guess Create is the station on PBS that huh? had or has really good cooking shows. And they've got these wonderful kitchens set up and they're folksy and it just was fun watching them. Mm -hmm. They've got a half an hour of intermittent shots you know i'm cutting up the onions now and the next shot is they're all sauteed and they get to the end of the show and say and there is our dinner for sunday quick and easy it is a six hour ordeal to get there and it's quick and easy and you'll love it six hours these people are crazy 
If it doesn't fit in the microwave or the toaster oven here, it doesn't get done. I think t- uh, I think most most people today figure they're gonna cook. It better be a couple minutes of effort because you know our whole population have changed. You know, people are working. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and and I don't. I like to cook. I'm I'm a I create some really nice meals. But to tell me that something is really easy and simple and great for company because it's so quick to make and it's a six-hour ordeal to just get the stuff chopped up. <laughs> uh, but you're right. Everything has changed, Walden. Yeah. I think I'm pretty typical when I say if it doesn't, if I can't prepare it in the toaster oven or the microwave, it's not likely to get prepared. Well, that, that was the hardest thing for my mom. Um, and you guys can relate because you, when you work all day, and you come home and then you realize you gotta cook for the family, it was it it was not my mom's favorite thing to do. So a lot of times she would set things in the crock pot first, or make out a list for my dad. My dad would always call mom when this when she still runs out oven 350 degrees. He would say two mm-hmm. o'clock. Walk, walk, call mom, find out. The, the temperature. It was still always the same temperature that he know it, but my mom, my dad wanted to make sure that we didn't box up the oven routine, you know. It was nice that he did that before the fact. <laughs> Instead of saying, what should I have said it at? <laughs> yeah. Those are the kinds of things that really can rattle you. <laughs> what should I hey, have done? Yeah. When you, when you so. play with fire, you can't get burned. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, Dan, go be nice to you. down to your neck of the woods. Again? Another hurricane coming your way. Oh, they're all, they're spinning off Africa like mad this week. There was a, one that formed right on the coast, I believe. I forget the name of it, though. Up in the north. Yeah, that's right. It, it was, it was, um, oh, Carl is the one that's squiggling across. Oh. Hawaii? I don't know. I can't remember. Julia was out there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what Julia did. I don't know. She might, she might have been the one that, that just suddenly popped up all by herself. Yeah, I think she was the one that popped up off of the coast of uh, off the coast of Florida and then went onshore and then like went off the South Carolina coast and just has been out there spinning. And it just kind of skipped along. It just suddenly, I, I believe I read on the Hurricane Center that it was a system that formed over land. I think you're right. And it, oh. it's just, it is not something that's supposed to happen, but nature is having her way with us this year again. That's right. Nature is having, having some pranks put on you there. She's <laughs> having hissy fits out there. That's right. That's right. I'm going, let, I'm going to let you all go, and all right, I'll listen for as long as I can stay awake. You're a good trooper. <laughs> we'll do our best to lull you. And I'll pick up the pieces on Wednesday. Perfect. Take okay. care. Right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Have a great week. Take you care, too. everybody. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks, Dan. Bye-bye. All right. Hold on, family. I, Patricia and I have to talk. We do? Yeah. We're down to three minutes on your phone because we got four hours coming up. Oh, oh, and then you can call me back and I'll do your questions. And I actually had four things okay. for so Celeste. I just found something else. So, family, I think this will be, I think it will just be Patricia and I. 
Y güey. Okay. I guess it, I guess you and I, or how how you want to do it? Yeah, then that would be fine. Okay. Because it, it's really creeping up there. Yeah, so sure, I will hang up. You call me back, right? Right. I'll, I'm okay. gonna call you. On, I'm gonna call you on a on a line phone. Okay. Okay. I have Patricia on this phone. Hello there. I'm here. Hi. Are you there? I am. Then we are here together? Absolutely. Oh, we are so wonderful. We are. We are so wonderful. God God, God created us to be here for the Saturday Night Family. There's no doubt about that. This is true. Yes. Who, whoever know, hmm? who, who ever known our mission in life was able to put people to sleep. <laughs> I thought about it that way this week. <laughs> <laughs> Our mission put everybody to sleep. Yeah. We yeah. are the soothers. Yeah. The post-midnight soothers. That is true. And I did have another one for Celeste. I thought I had four. And this one I had just found yesterday. So I have something all ready for next week. Mm -hmm. So I actually did put together some questions for you. Did I ever tell you that you're dangerous? No, but it sounds like fun. Okay, good. You are dangerous. All right. Dangerous. Oh, yeah. yes. Okay. So, I will go through your list. We have Stump Walden, your brain teaser, your colonial question, Walden's presidential question, Walden's presidential quote, first lady question or quote, this one is a question, and then your baseball question. And I know you know the answer to the baseball question. It was just fun for me to see the information. I'm confused. Huh? I'm confused. With what? What you get told me. Well, okay, then I'll say goodnight. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's a gotcha. You sure did. I gotcha. Okay, what would you like? Can I tell you why I'm confused? <laughs> sure. Okay. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, folks, oh? this is how we talk off here, by the way. People wondering how, what Walden... <laughs> sure. <laughs> I thought you just said you had four questions for me, and you gave me, my, you gave me the whole category. No, I said your questions. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting better. <laughs> oh, gee. No, I have all of your questions. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I was just saying... I thought you said, I have four of your questions. I said, okay, that's not bad. No, I have all of your questions. My I was speaking too quickly. My, my my mom was wondering about the categories, and I, she said, Mom, uh, yeah, Patricia added a new category. So she was intrigued that you chose the colonial for a new category. Oh, because it was so good. Yeah. Wait a minute, where is your colonial question? Hold on. Okay. Oh, there it is. Yeah, okay. you do have it. All right, so that's what we're going to auto my mom. Mm -hmm. Because we know that you and I both love her very much. We'll, we'll, mm -hmm. we'll choose that one first. That one first. Okay, Walden's colonial question. Yes. What was the headright system? Uh, well, they were the founders of Rite Aid, and... I don't know is a good answer, Walden. <laughs> <laughs> 
I had never heard this term before. I, I, that's why I'm make, trying to make you giggle. Um. <laughs> well, you did. <laughs> right. Like, the head, head on your head. Right. R-I-G-H-T. Head right. I have no idea. I've never heard of it. Well, it was similar to our Homestead Act. Really? Yeah. And in the early colonial days, a person was given 50 acres of land. Let's see now. Okay, the headright system gave 50 acres of land to anyone who helped another person, such as an indentured servant, come to the colonies from wow. England. Wow. Oh, it, it was like a pyramid scheme, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I would earn 50 acres if I convinced you to come over mm -hmm. and help populate the colonies. <laughs> I think it would have been really cool if they had given the 50 acres to the person they were inviting over. Yeah, true. But it wouldn't make any sense that way because I'm guessing I didn't do a lot of reading on this, and there's quite a bit of information out there on it. It would make sense that the person, if I were the person encouraging you to come to my country, I would also have to make provisions for you. Right. So you would become part of the plantation or the family homestead or whatever. So it would make sense to give me the 50 acres so I could support you or help. I, I can't remember that after indentured, like your seven years, I think it was seven. Mm-hmm. Weren't you given some, a stipend, like some land or something? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, we, we were talking stories that past and you know, the oral histories and how messed up my paternal side right. <laughs> family history is so screwed up and one of them was that my great-grandfather was an indentured servant or an indentured slave servant whatever and he actually bought his freedom by going into the army and this was during the civil war going into the army for the plantation owner's son so he got $100 in his freedom, and if he got home, you know, if he weren't killed in the war, that was great. And he wasn't, obviously, because we're all here. Um, it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense in terms of years. I mean, the, the years are kind of screwed up, so that didn't—I don't think you can hold a candle to that. But he was considered an indentured servant, according to the family, you know, the oral history that— comes from all over and remember it's Irish so but anyway hey, hey, I, hey, I hey, have no hey. idea what he normally would have I'm Irish yeah that's true okay everything in you <laughs> I could you talk about a melting pot I'm talking to one you got everything but you said you know yeah you, you, like he said matter of fact yeah you know they're Irish so I just wanted mm -hmm. to, I just wanted to point out I'm sticking up for the Irish side of our family I'm sticking up for the Irish side of mine, too. Yeah, I know. That's who I am. I'm the Irish are great storytellers. They truly are great storytellers. Yeah, they are. And I haven't talked to my brother. He he would be back by now. Well, that's what I was just thinking. That's what I was yeah. thinking when you were describing. Have you, did, did he make the trip over with your sister-in-law? So he hasn't called me, either. This is getting spooky. Okay. My gosh. Okay. Oh, this morning, huh? We better put this on Patricia to do us for the week. Check in with family. Yeah, he should have been home in the middle of this week. Okay, check in with family next week. Yes. Okay. And, and like, you remember what I asked for, right? Yeah, I, I... 
yes, my, my sister-in-law, and yeah. what would I like them to bring back for me from Ireland? <laughs> and I said, I want a teaspoon of dirt. There you go. Yeah? There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I hope they don't get stored. <laughs> Maybe they got arrested trying to get dirt out of <laughs> Oh, they haven't gotten it out of custom yet. They're still in custom. Hold her back and said, forget the grass. <laughs> <laughs> you try to bring an agricultural product in, you're going to be sitting in the, in the system for the next 10 years. So, yeah, I, want, I wanted a teaspoon of county cork. Well, now, you know, maybe they, maybe they try, bring home, try to bring home the Barney Stone for you. Oh, gee. Oh, gee, I, d I don't even want to think about that. When, when John from Maryland called and said he kissed the Blarney Stone and everybody way down there was waving to him, <laughs> that's exactly it. You know? How do you know somebody's going to hold on to your feet? Ooh, ooh, just thinking about it gives, gives me the shivers. Ooh, I, never shiver. knew, I never knew until John pointed that they hold them upside down. I never yes. knew that was the way they did it. Yes, I, I knew that. I mean, that's, that's, oh, I don't even want to talk about it. That's worse than the balloon. Mm-mm. Okay, so I'm pretty sure that's going to make Patricia bucket with kicking the Barney Stone or flying in it. No, kicking the bucket and yeah. kicking the Barney Stone are about the No, 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 no. Mm-mm. I am such a wimp. Oh, Walden, the more you and I talk on Saturdays, the wimpier I sound. No, no, because you're the only person I know that... Touch a line and paw. That's true. <laughs> you are. <laughs> so I am a delicate blend of wimp and soup. You, no, you're just, you're just remarkable. Different. You're remarkable. Thank you. I'll just you're special. You're let special. it let it sit. You're special. <laughs> okay. You know. Thank you. You are special. Thank you. All right. Just because I touched a lion's paw. Oh, it wasn't a lion. It was, Well, it's so unique. How many, I don't know anybody else that have the courage to do that. Or the stupidity to try. Well, I like I to thought think. it was a pretty cool experience. Yeah, I like to think. around her compound. Wow. I, I like to think courage. 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 <laughs> right. Bert, Laura, and I. <laughs> Oh dear! Courage, yeah. Yes, yeah. and 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 a bear. I was in with a black bear. Yep. Yeah. And two wolves. Two wolves. Uh huh. And raccoons. You have you have done things that only people have dreamed of, or had nightmares about. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Yes, my stupid days are over. I hope. I hope. I'm the one on the ground. I stay grounded. Yeah, you, 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 well, that why, that's why you're grounded, Patricia. I am grounded. I am very well grounded. That's right. Okay. So, okay, now we know what the head right system is. Yes. You could have gotten 50 acres for every kid you enticed to your property. Wow. And I, I guess that was okay. You know, coming in one at a time, though. 50 acres. Wow. That way, that way, if you know, if you have, if you start to have offspring, then that way, you know, you, That's you, true. you could start. It would, it would have been like planting a seed. Right. Right. Yeah. That way, you could start. Well, here's fifty acres for you. Here's the, hey, hey, Irma, we're running, we're running out, uh, we're running out of uh, land. We better have another. You kid. have any more cousins over there? 
Oh, dear. Oh, dear. We, we, we are just doing a worse job <laughs> mashing our history here. I never did tell you about my... Yes, I did. Oh, that was Monday. I did. I got, I got to tell you about my CenturyLink. Telling me that they would be here to reconnect my internet. And, oh yes. You know. Now you haven't told the family that story yet, but yes. We have not. Okay. Yeah. I'll I'll save it for next week. Okay. That's, that's I did. It's not. It's not my email, obviously, because they gave me back my internet. And the email says, the service call will be for your television and your phone. Nice. And I thought this is not good. This is not good because they may have changed my phone system. Like maybe I'm paying for this call tonight. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I, I went. I, my, my. They told my dad that they say, hey, you know, Mr. Hugh, we can give you a better, and we'll help my dad. They changed our phone plan, so we got a $500 long distance bill when we never had one before. I remember you said yeah, that. Yeah. So hopefully. Unbelievable. Hopefully you won't be fighting that hassle. I do, I'm. I'm just. I confirmed, or tried to anyway, yeah. with customer service when I said disconnect the television and the phone and the internet stay. And she said, fine. And she confirmed that and she gave me a confirmation number, which I did write down. And the email says <clears throat> it was the this repair the internet that they were sending the email about. I said, <laughs> we'll send you an email when. We have a, a time or a day or whatever information. I'm calling you to get my internet back. He said, yes, and we'll send you an email. I said, how am I going to get my email? <laughs> and when I finally got it, it had internet and telephone. So I have to call on Monday and find out for sure that they didn't mess around with my, you know, with the plan that I'm on. Of course, gives me the unlimited long distance. Yeah. And, boy, I sure don't want to give that up. Nope. I sure don't want to pay $10 for the privilege of watching my television just because they put their set box I know. on top of my... T- I, I know. I know that. Can you imagine? I didn't know they would nickel and dime you that bad. It is really bad stuff. So I will collect my nickels and dimes on my bills and talk about it next week. Oh. In the meantime, yes. which next question would you like? My presidential lady quote, comma, statement, or whatever. Did she pick one out of three? My first lady stuff. Your first lady stuff. Okay. Let me see what we've got here. Um, first lady. Which first lady was a direct descendant of the Indian princess Pocahontas? So we're pretty sure it ha- couldn't be a first lady before her, so it had to be after her. Um, Pocahontas was colonial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was trying. I was just trying to see if you were aware of what I was trying to do. <laughs> and you were. In the screwiest show, if anybody is out there still with us, bless you. Uh, no, they are because they're, ha- they're, they're, they're laughing on the floor realizing this is the most idiotic conversation while trying to create it, it is you know, we, we have just been off the wall tonight and thank you everybody for staying with us obviously everybody is whoever is still with us <laughs> bless your hearts okay who was it direct descendant of Pocahontas I want to say Edith Wilson it was Edith Wilson what made her come to mind 
it was hit right in the back of my head, maybe because my mom read a book on Edith Wilson. You know, my mom is the voracious reader. Yes, she is. Yeah, and so maybe somehow that, that clicked in my brain. I don't remember it talked about it, but that was the name that popped up in my head. And indeed it was Woodrow Wilson's wife, Edith Wilson. I did not take the time to go out and try to search where the lineage came from, how it went from Pocahontas to Edith. But I thought, what a neat piece of information. And you are absolutely right. Boy, Very you get extra points on that one. Very nice. Okay, what would you like next? My presidential stuff. Your presidential quote or question? Uh, quote. Your quote. The policy of the American government is to leave their citizens free, neither restraining nor aiding them in their pursuits. Abraham Lincoln. No, but it does sound good. Lincolnish, doesn't it? It does. No, it it wasn't. Franklin Delano Roosevelt. No. Let's go with the let's go with the old reliable Harry S. Truman. No. Mm. All right, that's three strikes. So what? Thomas do Jefferson. Uh, that sounds like a Jeffersonian stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, right. when in doubt, I think we better pick on Thomas Jefferson. You, and with with the the first ladies, the rule is when in doubt, it's Eleanor Roosevelt. Right. <laughs> you can't go wrong with Eleanor. Gosh, what a special lady she was. Um, but this was Thomas Jefferson who said that. Okay, what's next? Uh, my brain teaser. Your brain teaser. How do you tie 14 horses to three poles? Very carefully. <laughs> Works for me. I didn't have a clue what the answer was. <laughs> and after I looked, I said, oh, gosh. Uh, How do you tie 14 horses to three poles? Now, I'm not pushing you. I just don't want as much dead air as... I usually leave here. It's being presented to you by Walden. Are you really thinking, or did yeah. you go for a snack? No, I'm just sitting here. Really? You're really thinking? I, I'm trying to think, how do I tackle this thing? Do I go, logically, I was thinking about the horse's rein, you know, when you when you hold a hand, you gum, you gum to the rein to try to control, and I just kept on thinking six white horses. You know, she'll be riding six white horses here she comes. Yeah, that stuff. Okay. Fourteen horses, three poles. You're not riding the horses. No, now I'm thinking about automobiles. You know, they had a 14-horse <laughs> engine. Really, the four-hoofed animals we're talking about. <laughs> Good for you for going in another direction. But, no, we, we stay with the creatures. Ding. All right, you got, you, you got me. The question is, how do you tie 14 horses to three poles? And the answer is with ropes. Uh, 
I didn't get it. You know, I looked at this and I said, boy, this ought to be a good one. And I opened the answer and I thought, oh, Patricia, really? Okay, what's next? What have we got here? We've got your stump, Walden, uh-huh, my baseball. and your baseball question. Baseball. Your baseball. What is Fernandomania? Ah, in 1981. Very good. Fernando was a pitching for the Los Angeles Dodgers. He was a rookie. Mm-hmm. Came up in 1980, and he went on a major streak. The Dodgers won the World Series. I think he won 14 games in a slight short year through eight shutouts. And the Mexicans, you know, they bombed, they bombed from the Mexican League, and the Mexican population really came out the drove to back Fernando, and they called it Fernando Media. And it was so good. And mm-hmm. did you know... That on September 17th, which was Saturday, <coughs> which is how come this made it into my notes today, because I just came across it today, he pitched his eighth shutout of the season. Ah. And that was under Fernando Mania. Very good. So I thought, ah, of course you would know that, but I thought it was pretty nifty. That's a great season. question. Great question. I'm proud of you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Oh, thank you. All I have to do is read. Your your baseball your your baseball knowledge is staggering. What can I say? <laughs> it is. It is. You know, when you look at how little it is, it is staggering. Okay, that leaves our stump Walden question. Yeah. All right. Which show opened with these words? A criminal strikes and fades back into the shadows of his own dark world. And then the man from Scotland Yard, the relentless, dangerous pursuit when man hunts man. What was the name of the show that opened with that? Man, man from Scotland Yard. <laughs> no, <laughs> that was that was good though. I think there was a show called Man from Scotland Yard or something. Really? Like that. Yeah. Hmm. I think there was some some spinoff like that. Bulldog Drummond. The relentless, dangerous pursuit when man hunts man. White House 2121? I think it's White Hall. White Hall? (laughs) Might as well be White House this year. (laughs) No. I don't know, my dear. You got me. Pursuit. Relentless, dangerous pursuit when man hunts man. Yes. The name of the show was Pursuit. Okay. And I am familiar with it. Only because my brain says, of course, you've seen that show or, or seen that listed somewhere. I'm sure I, I um, we have some. I have heard it. Yeah. But that was courtesy of John Dunning. Very good. Good old John. Yes, he gave me the opening. I did not have to listen to a show for that. Mm-hmm. And what kind of homework do I need for next week? Uh, you you saw. Oh some wait, no, no, stop, stop, stop. Are you stopped? We have your presidential question. Okay. Which president did not cast his first vote until he was 62 years old? George Washington. No. Uh, William Harrison. No. This one is a pretty cool answer. 
I do not know. It was Zachary Taylor because until that time when he was 62, that was the first time he was able to. It wasn't that he didn't. He couldn't because until then he had never established an official place of residence because he moved so many times as a soldier. Yeah, he was in the military. Yeah. yeah. And he never had an opportunity to establish an official place of residence. So he never could register as a voter. Fascinating. It was. Can you imagine? No. 62. And he was out there defending our country. Wow. Okay, now we can do whatever you wanted to do. Wait, wait, wait. I, I oh, I was asking about homework. Do I have yeah, to do anything? I can't think of anything major. You, I'm you, so glad. Oh, oh, I remember. You got, somebody sent you a quote about yay and nay. Oh, yes. Yeah, you were going to look that up for next week. Right. That's in my email from Ed. Right. And, um, that's the only thing I can think of, my dear. And Tom in New York, the one who signs, I listen but do not call. Right. He's going to Ireland tomorrow for five weeks. Ah. You can take your computer and listen to it, Tom. Gee, that's right. Send me an email say, take it, take it. Huh. Well, you'd have to be able to connect to Wi-Fi, right? Of course. Well, more places have, well, I guess how the Beatles do it, they find the free Wi-Fi. The calls on Skype, so that's how they yeah. can do it. I don't know which parts of Ireland he's going to be in, and there are some very countrified areas still, so... He's pretty slick on that kind of stuff. He must know. He must know that we're available worldwide. The world has to know. I think people are very happy tonight. It's over with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. What a loopy night. Okay. I am at the end. All right, my dear. That's the latest you've been up for years. For quite a while. You're right. Many months, anyway. So I want you to go to bed. No, I want you to read a book. I, I have to find one to read. I finished everything that I was reading. The Encyclopedia Britannica? Oh, no, I'm not going that far. <laughs> Although, that really is interesting reading. Um, I will find something. Okay. I discovered, how long have I been using a Nook? Uh, I think Glenn got you, I think three years maybe now. Three years, yeah. It, three it, or four. It's coming up. At least, at least three Christmases yeah. ago. And I just discovered yesterday that I can go to the Barnes & Noble site where my Nook is registered, of course, and they've got an entire section in my account of books that I have active and ones that I have archived. Either finished reading and said, okay, we can put that one aside now, or was so terrible when I started it, I just put it in the archives, and I can delete it from the archives. I'm so happy to hear that. I don't want people to know <laughs> that some of these books were so terrible that they actually are in my library. But anyway, I can, I can actually read the books on the computer. Very nice. I don't have to do it on the Nook. I, I now have a choice. I can do it either way. Really? You know, it took me more than three years to discover that. But Some of us are a little slow. But, but, but that's the fun of research. But Twitter, always welcome. If you say so. I say so. Now I have to say good night. Good night, my dear. <laughs> good night, everybody. Thank you for being with us. Good night, Walden. Good night, Patricia. All right. Well, let Patricia get some sleep.
and I will share a prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for the opportunity of being here, for this wonderful country, for the opportunity we have. We ask this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Alright, first fire beat the band! Sound Forge Pro 11.0, Data Window, to hear the JAWS Help Topic Alt Tab, JAWS Professional, Windows M, JAWS Updates Available Dialog, Windows M, Desktop, FS Reader App, Friday Enter, File XB, Meet the Band Enter, Meet the Radio, Meet the Enter, Shell, Radio, Enter, Radio, Blank, Meet the Band, 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 Meet the General Mills, makers of kicks, invite you to beat the band. If you can. General Mills, makers of kicks, K-I-X, kicks, the delicious new ready-to-eat corn cereal that comes in tiny round golden bubbles, presents that new novel radio game, Beat the Band. Featuring Ted Weems and his music, Perry Como, Marvel Maxwell, Country Washburn, Elmo Tanner, Red Ingle, and Parker Gibbs, who join with Gary Moore to bring you this opportunity to beat the band. And now the band you have to beat, Ted Weems and his orchestra, play Goody Goodbye. <laughs> help you beat it. Gary Moore. And beat it we will, Fort. Our listeners have sent in some tough and interesting questions for this session of Beat the Band. And of course, those whose questions are used will receive $10 each. Now, those who beat the band are guaranteed a minimum of double money, $20 and a case of kicks. But it may be much more. General Mills will divide a big jackpot of $100 equally among those who beat the band. For example, if four people beat the band, they each will receive $25 
plus, of course, $10 for that question. Now, if two people beat the band, they will receive $50 each, plus $10 for that question. Now, if only one person beats the band, that person will receive the full $100, $10 for that question, and, of course, a case of kicks. Now, boys, you all ready? I got my bass drum all set for the kitty, Gary. I'm ready. Fine enough, country. Now, uh, look, you have the boys get a half dollar ready to throw it in when they miss a question, will you? Folks, you listen to the boom of the old bass drum. It tells you when someone beats the band. And now for the unrehearsed portion of our program. The boys know absolutely nothing about the questions I will ask. And after gazing briefly about the band, I'm fairly sure they don't know anything about the answers either. But anyhow, <laughs> try them out, and here we go. Here comes question number one. The band misses this question. Ted Weems should make you all ride the L for a while. Mrs. Marge Taggart of Cincinnati, Ohio asks, What popular song title suggests the way a tightwad on a streetcar gets his daily news? What popular song title suggests the way... Oh, look, I don't even have to repeat the question. There's McC uh, Rosie McCarg with his hand up in the air, all right? Uh, over somebody else's shoulder. That's perfectly right. All right, now, Rosie, can you play over somebody else's shoulder? Huh? If you, if you have, have a little trouble, you can lean over John Helmer's shoulder next to you and play. Ten points up on the old scoreboard there for Rosie McCarg. Very good. You know, man is on streetcars nowadays. They're pretty awful. I went to a streetcar the other day. I offered a lady my seat, and she fainted. When she came to, when she came to, she thanked me, and then I fainted. Well, question, question number two here, uh, the fleet must be in on the West Coast because H.W. Halbert of Hollywood asks this. A sailor discharged from the Navy buys a suit of civvies. As he puts away his winter uniform, how does he bid it farewell? Ah. Uh, 14 men in search of an answer. Oh, look, uh, there's Parker Gibbs' hand going up in the air. All right, Parker, I hope you're not putting yourself out on the limb on this. Bye-bye, blues. That's right, bye-bye to his winter blues. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Don't, don't, don't applaud. You've got to play with embellishments. All right, Parker. And Parker Gibbs gets 10 points up there on the old scoreboard. All right, I knew a fellow one time who joined the Navy to see the world, and they put him in a submarine, so you know it never pays. Now, here's one. An order of egg foo young goes with this question. Mrs. Forrest Burphy of Troy, New Hampshire, tells us that a man eating in a Chinese restaurant demanded to see the chef. Now, a popular song of a few years ago tells you how the waiter pointed out to the man that the cook was arriving. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Long silence here for looking on each other's, each other's shoulders and trying to find out what the answer is. Huh? Oh, here's the question again. Now, uh, the man went into a Chinese restaurant and demanded to see the chef. Now, a popular song a few years ago tells you how the waiter pointed out that the man, pointed out to the man that the cook was arriving. Chinese cook. I'm afraid time's... Look, uh, all right, there's Joe Hooven's hand going up, and you just saved the band in time. All right, Joe? Looky, looky, here comes Cookie. That's right, looky, 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 here comes Cookie. Now, uh, can, you play, can you play it on your trumpet, Joe? Huh? He's scratching his head back there. Never mind that, scratch your trumpet and try to get a tune out of it, would you? Huh? scoreboard and so much for our first group of questions but there are plenty more where they came from and even tougher and right now ted music if you please will you hmm? you got someone hand all right gary and it's one of today's top 
tunes with Perry Como singing Indian Summer. Well, that sounds like the right answer to me. Many dreams that don't come true. Dreams we passion when summer time was new. You are here to watch over some heart that is broken by a word that somebody left unspoken. You're the ghost of a romance in June going astray. Fading too soon, that's why I say farewell to you in the summer. has been shown to be the fastest-growing new ready-to-eat cereal introduced into the country over the past two years. That means, of course, that there must now be literally millions of happy Kix users. But the very fact that Kix is so new is proof enough for me that there must still be some folks who have not yet had their first taste of this new cereal, right? Well, if you happen to be one of those unfortunate persons, let me tell you right here and now that Kix is a new treat that simply mustn't be missed. It's not flakes, it's not shreds. It's something really new in the way of a ready-to-eat breakfast food. A marvelous new corn cereal that comes in tiny, crisp, delicious golden bubbles. And don't forget the sensational new crisp-assured Kix package either. It contains three separate wax-sealed cartons to keep these delicious Kix bubbles fresh and crisp at all times. Try Kix, will you? <laughs> Now get those half dollars ready, boys, because here comes another set of toughies. And here's a question that's answered by a tune from, oh, we should say as early as 1919 or so. James G. Fallon of Brooklyn, New York asks, What are the major league club owners chanting since Commissioner Landis made his recent ruling? Aha. Baseball fans. <laughs> we don't seem to have many in the crowd here. Maybe night baseball. No, not even night baseball. Oh, look, Parker Gibbs is over there really having an awful time. He scratches his eyebrows off on every program. He sits and digs at his forehead. All right, I'll give you the question once more, and then it's too bad. The Major League Club owners, what are they chanting since Commissioner Landis made his recent ruling? Parker Gibbs is going to commit himself. He's got his hand up, and he's got it down. We're going to make you answer it. All right, Parker? What is Are it? you going to keep him down on the farm? Oh, what were you worrying about? That's right. Or why lose his pounds? Now, can you play it on the saxophone, huh? Can you? Good enough. And Parker Gibbs gets a 
have ten points up there on the old scoreboard. The ruling, of course, um, Commissioner Lannis's ruling did away with the uh, baseball farm system. Now, next question. Norman Miller of Chicago, Illinois, tosses a curve in your direction, boys, with this one. When the music teacher asked a pupil to recite the musical scale, he replied as follows. Do, re, mi, fa, sol, ti, do. Now, what standard number does his mistake suggest to you? Oh. Boys don't know they haven't played for scale for so long. They really can't imagine what the answer to this thing is, huh? All right, I'll, I'll give it to you once again. The professor asked the pupil to recite the musical scale, and he replied, Do, re, mi, fa, sol, ti, do. Now, what standard number does his mistake, mistake suggest to you? And there's Jack O'Brien back here at the piano. All right, Jack? La Paloma. What? La Paloma. La Paloma. La Paloma. Oh, La Paloma. Well, that's awfully good, but I'm afraid that's not it. Now, where does the Paloma come in? Maybe he bought him a cigar. No, no, that's not it. That's, that's, that's the wrong one. Maybe he bought him a cigar because he didn't know his lesson. I'll tell you what. The answer is no law. No law. They don't have any law in the scale. All right. <laughs> Never mind, Jack O'Brien. You feed the kitty. Put 50 cents in the drum and go ahead. Put your 50 cents in the drum. Get over there. He's got to feed the kitty. It's the first one for today. And Norman Miller of Chicago, Illinois. Ah, uh, there goes the kitty. Norman Miller of Chicago, Illinois is the first person to beat the band and therefore he has the lead on that $100 jackpot at the end of the program and he gets $10 for that question plus a case of kicks. Now, question, <clears throat> another one from Oakland, California, and penned by Mrs. Harold Aikens. Comes this query, asks Mrs. Aikens, what would you call the little tea shop where you had been overcharged for a cup of tea? Where, what would you call the little tea shop where you had been overcharged for a cup of tea, tea and there goes Joe Hooven's hand up in there. All right, get right back there to Joe, will you? In a little gypsy tea room. That's right. All right. In a little gypsy tea room. Can you play it, huh? And ten points up there on the scoreboard. He and Parker Gibbs are neck and neck for the jackpot. Of course, if that question had been, what does Ted Weems tip a waitress in a tea room? The answer might have been tippy, tippy, tin. But <laughs> as it wasn't, we'll just pass on to the next question. Here comes science, and you had better know your physics, boys. Mrs. Leroy E. Ransom of Brockton, Massachusetts, asked you to name an old favorite that tells us where the law of gravity was discovered. <laughs> This is going to be tough. You're going to have to go to school for this. Look, all the hands going up. Isn't that awful? Red angle right down the front row. In the shade of the old apple tree? That's right. Can you tell us how it happened? What what, what the circumstance uh, was? Well, it fell about there from Mr. Newton. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I fell down. <laughs> Where he got the idea from? <laughs> he was sitting under the tree, and the apple fell off and hit him on the head. That's right. All right. Can you play? up on the scoreboard. The way you played it must have been sour apples, and I'm not fooling you either. Incidental, another historical note was that after Sir Isaac Newton discovered gravity that way, he was also sitting under a fig tree. A fig fell off and hit him on the head, and he d discovered the fig, Newton. I thought you'd like to know that. Just a bit of incidental information. Huh? No, 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 not of my imagination. Here comes a question for the outdoor men in the band. <laughs> or is it? From uh, David P. Haynes of Alexandria, Virginia, comes the question. Now, if you were walking in the woods and your foot got tired... You might sit down on a log, take off your shoe, and rub your foot. Now, what song, popular about six years ago, might help you tell what you're doing? Uh-huh. 
Oh, all right, there's one down. It's the drummer's hand going up in the air. Oh, one right, down. Sitting Jack. on a log, petting my dog. Sitting on a log, petting your dog is perfectly right. Good enough, you would, too. Now, can you play it on your drums, huh? Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. Get him 10 points on that, and no, he, uh, he probably, probably knows the tune anyhow, so let's go into next question here. Here's one for the armchair athletes. E.K. Whistle of Somerville, New Jersey, wants to know what popular song describes this situation. Five dozen prize fighters assistants hold a meeting. Five dozen prize fighters assistants hold a meeting. Uh-huh. All right, there's Art Winner's hand right back there in the back row going up. Uh, uh, Art... It's Art Winner by George from Emporia, uh, Kansas. 60 seconds got together. 60 seconds got together is perfectly right. Now, can you play it on your horn? No, <laughs> <laughs> no I can't play it. You can't play it? I give up. All right, <laughs> then that's fine with us. That's fine. Our side wins. You put 50 cents in the kitty, and it looks like uh, E.K. Whistle of Somerville, New Jersey, beats the band, shares in the ultimate jackpot, get $10 for that question, plus a case of kicks, but give Art Winner five points up on the old scoreboard for at least getting the, the uh, title to the tune. Well, now, a musical breather, if you wish, boys. There are more questions waiting for you, but rest the music for a while, and you bring the music. What's the tune, Ted? Well, how do you like Elmo Tanner whistling our arrangement of that old favorite, Moonlight? Well, I like it fine, and everyone else will, too, I'm sure. So let's have it.
Ladies and gentlemen, a writer recently pointed out that Snow White, a child's fairy tale, holds the movie box office record. While everywhere you hear grown-ups singing strange baby prattle songs like Down in the Meadow in the Itty Bitty Poo. As far as he could see, our mental age must be about six. Well, Ford, how would a commercial sound if that were true? <laughs> well, Gary, I hate to do this, but... <laughs> Hello, kitties. How would Ooh like to try a nice new crispy, crunchy cereal for breakfast? <laughs> then ask the grocer man for the cereal that comes in itty-bitty, wound, golden bubbles. <laughs> well, well, Gary, there you are. You see how ridiculous it sounds. I think I'll stick to the old way of introducing kicks. Seriously, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't tried kicks yet, you certainly ought to. It's not flakes or shreds, but tiny, round, golden bubbles that taste and look deliciously different. Folks tell us from any other cereal they've ever had. People are wild about the amazing way these little bubbles stay crisp in milk or cream, too. And from a nourishing standpoint, there's still another reason why many folks prefer kicks. This delicious new ready-to-eat corn cereal contains four added food values, vitamins B and D and calcium and phosphorus. Try it, will you? America's new corn cereal, Kix. K-I-X. Kix. <laughs> Now, gentlemen, look out, because here we come with our final session of questions for today. And the first one is a bit of whimsy and rhyme. Gives you a mighty good clue to the personality involved. William J. Rawson of Frederick, South Dakota, writes, You'll find him at the circus. You'll see him on the street. He's always at the ballpark, but he never needs a seat. Who is he? Uh, oh, all right, there's Pete Beelman's hand going right up in the air, back there in the trombone section. Good old Mr. Beelman, what's the answer? I can't wait. The peanut vendor. <laughs> well, as it so happens, you turned out right, I'm sorry to say. Uh, what, uh, can you, can you play it on your horn? on the old scoreboard to have a spade by a trombone. Funny, a poem and a trombone player. I knew, the, knew a poem about a trombone player once. It was short, but it was true. He blew, he blew, he blew, he blew. He blew, he blew, he blew. You get the idea. <laughs> Let's get on to our next question. It'll be a cold day, incidentally, when you answer this one. Uh, Mrs. Mabel Tarter of Berry, Kentucky, sends it in. What helpful suggestion did the Eskimo boy make to his sister as they came up to the tunnel-like entrance of their igloo? What suggestion did the boy make to his sister as they came over to the tunnel-like entrance to their igloo? And there's Red Angle's hand going up, although he has a doubtful look in his eyes. Bend down, sister. <laughs> Kneel down. <laughs> Red, you're amazing. Yeah. Bend down, sister is the correct, correct answer. What do you know? Can you play it? Oh. Uh -huh. <laughs> 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 no, I'll tell you what, no, your, your, first phrase, your first phrase was right, and that's all we ask you to play. One identifying phrase, bend down, sister, that's all you have to play. The second half you got in there to something else, I don't know what it was, but it was probably stand-up brother or something. I don't know what it was, but anyhow. Anyhow, Red Angle gets ten points there on the old scoreboard. All right, now, Shades of Spring, we have in this one, in the middle of a snow pile. T.A. Bickerstaff of University of Mississippi tells this one, One night, a man was awakened by a mosquito. He kept slap it, slapping at it in the dark, but missed every time. Now, what popular song of some years ago might tell you what he said to the mosquito after one of these misses? And there goes uh, Elmo Tanner's hand right up in the air, the first one to be answered this afternoon. The only thing I can think of is, please go away and let me sleep. 
No, I would no. love to. I love to, Elmo. We're on the air, and besides, that isn't the title. <laughs> Say, the, the answer to it is, oh, how I miss you tonight. Tonight. See? Sure it well, I can whistle it. Can, can you whistle it? Good enough, that doesn't save you from feeding the kitty. You put 50 cents in the drum, you do get five points on the scoreboard. And T.A. Bickerstaff of University of Mississippi beats the band, shares in the ultimate jackpot, gets $10 for that question, plus a case of kicks. And all right now, here's one from Washington, D.C., sent to us by Howard O. Edberg, who wants to know what recently popular song tells you how a rake would greet a certain other garden implement. Uh -huh. That's all the clues I'm going to give on that one. It's pretty easy. How a rake would greet a certain other garden implement. Time is drifting away swiftly, gentlemen. Tempest fuggets, or whatever they say. Yeah. All right, here's Country Watch, but he's looking back. No, you don't, you don't want it, huh? You changed your mind. All right, if you don't want it, the whole band's going to have to feed the kitty. Give you one more chance at it. How would a rake greet a certain garden implement? Sorry, the people in the audience have got it way ahead of you. The answer is, hi-ho. Uh, you know? Hi-ho, sure. So the whole band feeds the kitty. Everybody, 50 cents in the drum, if you don't mind. That's the whole band. <laughs> Sounds like the Battle of Gettysburg coming in here. All right. And uh, Mr. Howard O. Edberg of Washington, D.C. beats the band, gets a case of kicks, shares in the ultimate jackpot, and also $10 for that question. And now I think we have time for one more very, very short one, and this one's right under your collective noses, boys. Mrs. John R. Bixler of Bristol, Pennsylvania asks, What song is suggested by Elmo Tanner eating a Frankfurter sandwich? Elmo Tanner eating a Frankfurter sandwich. And there goes Joe Hooven's hand up in the air. You've got 20 seconds to answer, Joe. Whistler and his dog. The Whistler and his dog is perfectly right. All right. Now, can you play it? If you do, you win today. Huh? Oh. He's scratching his head. Come on. <laughs> come on. Come on. No, no fair. People in the audience whistling it for him. Huh? All right. Come on. Come on. Yeah, he's singing it all right. So that's, no, 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 no. That gets it for you, and it looks like you get 10 points up there on the old scoreboard. And I'm sorry to say, it looks like uh, uh, time... Yes, that's right, Gary. Time is up. What's done is done, and it's time to add up the bill and see what's happened. Right you are, Ford. Now, you tally up if you please, and don't forget Country Watchman's Kitty, will you? How about a tune in the meanwhile, Ted? All right, Gary. Let's try a bit of the current tune, Pinch Me. <laughs>
Well, here are the scores for tonight. Fourteen questions were used, for which General Mills will pay $10 each or $140. Four questions beat the band, so those persons will receive equal shares of the $100 jackpot, plus $10 for their question, or $35 each. Plus, of course, a full case of kicks. That gives us a grand total of $280 paid for questions used on tonight's program. And the scoreboard tells us that Joe Hoven wins the kitty. So pick it up, Joe. It's all yours. Well, thanks, folks, for the grand questions that you sent in. And you folks who haven't tried to beat the band yet, why not send in a question right away? To you folks whose questions were used tonight, a check will reach you shortly. I hope you enjoy it. Why not try to beat the band, all of you? Remember, if we use your question, you will receive $10. Those whose questions beat the band share equally in a $100 jackpot, and in any event, they receive not less than $20 plus a case of kicks. Write that question today and send it to Beat the Band, Minneapolis, Minnesota. All questions become the property of General Mills, and of course, we reserve the right to reword them. It's a game, folks, and we want everyone to participate and have fun. We want you to know that every letter is read and receives careful consideration. There may be many similar questions with identical answers. And, of course, payment will be made only to that person whose question is actually used. This is Fort Pearson speaking for Ted Weems and his band, Jerry Moore and General Mills, makers of kicks, inviting you to join us next Sunday. In the meantime, hope you try that delicious new breakfast cereal, Kicks, real soon. And, of course, we all hope you'll make that try to beat the band. Here's news, everybody, real news, of two pleasant surprises waiting for you at the grocery store. Surprise number one is a supremely delicious new ready-to-eat corn cereal called Kix. Kix comes not in flakes or shreds, but in tiny, crisp, brown, golden bubbles with a completely new, completely different popcorn-like flavor. And here is pleasant surprise number two, the exclusive new crisp-assured package in which Kix is now packed. It contains a sensational new idea Three separate cartons, which keep the delicious Kix bubbles absolutely fresh and crisp at all times. Get Kix, K-I-X, Kix, in this new crisp-assured package tomorrow morning, will you? This is the National Broadcasting Company. Jaws Professional. Jaws updates available. Dial tab one. Beat the band dash first. Jaws updates available. Dialog. Alt tab. Sound Forge Pro 11.0. Alt tab. Jaws updates available. Windows M. Desktop. F. Folder view. List view. FS. F. Friday. Enter. Friday. B. Beat the band. Enter. Beat the radio shows. Enter. Radio shows. Items. Beat the beat the band. Enter. Shell radio show. Enter. Radio. Beat the band. Beat the band. Beat the band. Beat the band. Beat the, ba- beat the band 40-03-10 left unloading job can't okay enter radio General Mills makers of kicks invite you to beat the band if you can
General Mills, makers of Kicks, K-I-X, Kicks, the delicious new ready-to-eat corn cereal that comes in tiny round golden bubbles, brings you another session of that new novel radio game, Beat the Band, featuring Ted Weems and his music, Perry Como, Marvel Maxwell, Elmo Tanner, Country Washburn, Arm Down, Red Engel, and Parker Gibbs, who join with Gary Moore to bring you this opportunity to beat the band. And now for the band you have to beat, Ted Weems and his band playing Goody Goodbye. Here's the man who helps you beat the band, the representative of the people, Gary Moore. And what pleasure there is for me in that representation, for the pen in this case, mightier than the sword, is sure to send our bandsmen down in defeat. For the questions which we will use, General Mills will, of course, pay $10 each. Those who beat the band are guaranteed double money, $20 and a case of kicks, though it may be much more. Our jackpot of $100 will be divided equally among those who beat the band. For example, if three people beat the band, they will receive 33 and one-third dollars, plus $10 for their question and a case of kicks. However, if only one question beats the band, that person receives the full $100, $10 for the question, and, of course, a full case of kicks. Now, it's a game worth playing, folks, so why not send your question to Beat the Band, Minneapolis, Minnesota, today. Now, as we come to the unrehearsed portion of our program, let me remind you that the band does not know the questions which I will ask. So let's get started, and don't forget to listen for the boom of the old bass drum. It tells you when somebody's question beats the band. Ready or not, boys, here comes question number one, group number one, and we open with a gentle hint to the men folks on how to be happy though married. Mrs. William Malloy of Johnstown, Pensil Johnston, Pennsylvania, writes, When the bridegroom of one week discovered there was no milk for his coffee, what did he cheerfully say to reassure his bride? And there goes, all right, uh, Pete Beelman's hand was up first, although there are four or five more hands up there at the start. Pete Beelman. Uh, you're the cream in my coffee? You're right, Pete, absolutely. All right, good enough. Let's uh, hear you play the trombone. Something like that. I'm yes, something <laughs> And Pete Beelman gets the first ten points up on the scoreboard for this week, despite the fact the cream was slightly curdled around the edges. And here we come to question number two. 
It's logical at this point that we should consider feathering the little nest. And so we take this question from Peggy Cherrier of Long Beach, California. When the architect submitted his drawings to the future homeowner for approval and was told that they were all wrong, what did he, the architect, say? He threw up plans for a home, and the homeowner told him they were all wrong, so what did the architect say? Uh -huh, there goes Elmo Tanner's hand over in the whistling department. I get a kick out of you? <laughs> That's very good. Uh, <laughs> I don't get it, Mike. We'll have to put a, a pillow and a mattress over there for you so you can enjoy the program some more, Elmo. No, the, it's, I guess I'll have to change my plans. Oh, man, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, don't be sorry. Just put 50 cents in the kitty if you don't mind. Boom, there it goes. All right, and Peggy Sherry of Long Beach, California, is the first person to beat the band. She receives a full case of kicks and a guarantee of not less than $20, but it may be much more. Remember that jackpot. And so we come to question number three. And from Frank Kenneth Young of Tewamo, Michigan, comes this ode to a tough break. Says Mr. Young, in what song do misfortunes never come singly? In what song do misfortunes never come singly? And there's Joe Hooven back in the brass section. All right, Joe. Uh... Uh, double Trouble. Double Trouble. Good. Is your wife out here in the audience? I heard somebody <laughs> say it before you. Huh? I didn't know. Right, can you play it on your trumpet? Hmm? I'll scratch your head. I won't give you the answer. All right, Joe. And Joe Hooven gets ten points up on the old scoreboard. Now, boys, you can relax because here's a question you can answer in a body. Tell me, uh, what's the name of the tune that Ted will call for at this time if he's got the right tune on his script, huh? Well, you'll find a clue on your music rack, boys. If that doesn't help you, the first four words of the title are Moon Over Sun Valley. And a grand tune it is from the pens of Ted Weems and pianist Jack O'Brien. Harry Como sings it for you. Into my arms, 
Listen closely now, folks, and I'll introduce you to one of the grandest breakfast treats you and your family have ever had. No fooling. It's called Kicks. And into the making of this swell new breakfast food went all the skill of the world's largest millers. So that in Kicks, you get one ready-to-eat corn cereal that really is as new and different as it could possibly be. Kicks taste new. A really swell taste. Something like popcorn, but with a tantalizing difference. Kicks gives you a wonderful new crispness in milk or cream, too. It's plenty nourishing also. And if all that doesn't convince you Kicks is different, let me tell you something. It even looks different from any other corn cereal you ever had. Open up one of the three cartons in a bright yellow package of Kicks, and out comes not the usual flakes or shreds, but a cascade of tiny golden bubbles. So crisp and appetizing, you'll wonder why nobody ever thought of them before. Why don't you make up your mind to try Kicks real soon? You surely will be mighty glad you did. Here we go. The dangers in the modern workaday world. The elevator man has his ups and downs. The barber has his close shaves. The movie lover has his tight squeezes. But you, my friendly foeman, have your questions. And here they come. <laughs> I took that introduction and buttered it and held it over a slow fire. It would pop, if you see what I mean. Now, here we come with question number one of the second group. Here's one for the armchair adventurers in the band. According to Edmund D. Burke of Roxbury, Massachusetts, what could Admiral Byrd have said as he rested right on the North Pole? The answer is a song of about 15 years ago. What could Admiral Hall, the hands are going after his country, watch them back on the base fiddle? Uh, sitting on top of the world, probably, huh? That's absolutely <laughs> not probably. That's it. That's it. All uh, right, can you... Cautious sort of fellow. Can you play it on your base, base fiddle there? Huh? <laughs> Next. Next. <laughs> That's good enough. All right. Country Washington gets his first 10 points up there on the scoreboard, and so far only one person has beat the band, which makes them the only uh, uh, contestant for that $100 jack, uh, jackpot. And here we come to our second question in this group uh, about young love. Think back, boys. Think back. C.J. Migling of Canton, Ohio says, The girlfriend's porch is vine-covered and inviting, but it is furnished only with straight-backed chairs and rockers. Her boyfriend didn't like it. And what did he say? Anybody know? It was Marvel Maxwell's hand up in the air. All right, Marvel. Uh, it might be. It don't mean a thing if you ain't got that swing. <laughs> That's absolutely right. All right. Mar oh, Mar you can tell Marvel's been around, haven't you? Uh, good enough, Marvel. Can you sing it? Huh? It don't mean a thing if boys. you ain't got that swing. Don't mean a thing if you ain't got approximately the same key either, as you came to find out on that one. The Marvel Maxwell, our only female contestant, uh, gets 10 points up on the old scoreboard and comes now a sally into the realms of politics. Says Andy S. Joseph of Long Lake, New York, a politician is partly a Democrat, something of a Republican, and yet, what else is he? This isn't just any politician, this is a particular politician. He's partly a Democrat, something of a Republican, and yet, what else is he? 
Now be a slight pause. <laughs> well, I don't know what. what's going on here. Hmm? Someone's going to give up the whole band? I'm sorry. Time's up in the answer. Uh, Pete, you starting to put your hand up. You know what it is? Pete Beelman started to put his hand up. I hadn't finished yet. Get around to Pete Beelman in the trombone section. He's looking very sad that he put his hand up in the first place. No, I, I'm sure I'm wrong, but I thought it might be a flat foot flugy. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. That's the politician on your block, maybe, but not, not all politicians. And I hope you never have to write to your congressman for anything either, yeah, Mr. Bielman. Do you have to feed the kitty 50 cents in the kitty? If you don't mind, let's listen to the boom. Good. There it is. And it looks like uh, Andy S. Joseph of Long Lake, New York, is the second one to beat the band. He receives a full case of kicks and a guarantee of not less than $20, but it may be much more. Remember that jackpot. Incidentally, I forgot to tell you the name. The correct answer, it's a little bit independent. And he's partly Democrat, something of a Republican, and yet what else is he? A little bit independent. Right on. Here we come with our next question. Boys, 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 don't groan at the customers, please. Here we come. Now, you boys have, have, have made a good many records, and you should be able to answer this one. Mrs. H.E. Johnston of Newcastle, Pennsylvania asks, What might the phonograph... No, excuse me. How might the phonograph express its feeling as you put on a vocal record? How might the phonograph express its feeling... As you put on a vocal record, there goes Art Winner's hand. Art Winner, back up in the uh, trumpet section now. All right, Art. I feel a song coming on. Why, you're absolutely right. Good enough. Dr. Winner back there. All right, can you play it on your, on your trumpet? Hmm? Don't scratch your mustache. You haven't got much left as I it is. I feel that song as well as I do the title. <laughs> well, just get close to it. Next one. Come on. All the boys trying to help him with gestures. It doesn't help anyone. On the old scoreboard, he felt a song coming on for a minute there. It looked like measles, I'm telling you, from the way the tune went. Now we come to our next question, a little recipe, lads. I know you're all good cooks. Francis Pruitt of Humboldt, Tennessee, wants you to try this one. It's Mammy's Special. Two cups cornmeal, one cup boiling hot water, a half teaspoonful of salt, one cup of cracklings. Mix well and bake in a hot oven until done. Now how about it, y'all? Does anybody know what that recipe is, y'all? Huh? I'll repeat it again quickly. Two cups cornmeal, one cup boiling hot water, half a teaspoonful of salt, one cup of cracklings. Mix well and bake in a hot oven until done. How about it? Oh, there goes Elmo Tanner's hand in the air. Shortened bread? That's absolutely right, Mother Tanner. Good enough. Yeah, thank you. All right, Elmo, let's hear you whistle. No, wait a minute. That's wrong. Shortened bread, please, please. Baby, not short. All right. <laughs> All right, boy, Hold your jump and check. No, 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 never, never mind, boy. Hold your <laughs> All right. <laughs> That'll be enough, fellas. Elmo Tanner gets his second ten points up there on the scoreboard. Here we, oh, gee. Here we come into our next question. Now, fellas, here's a little situation which might occur in the good old summertime. And incidentally, that isn't the answer. Mrs. Carl K. Safert of Fort Davis, Texas, writes, A man who had been lying on his back too long in the sun at the beach was trying to find a comfortable position in bed. What wise suggestion did his wife make? That's fairly easy. It's a little tricky, too. The man was very sunburned, been lying in the sun too long on his back, and he was trying to find a comfortable position in bed. What wise suggestion did his wife make? Uh-huh. Gentlemen, time is fleeting. Time is fleeting. And the answer, I'm sorry, you're too late. The whole band's got to feed the kitty. The answer is keep your sunny side up. <laughs> Sure enough, 
14 half dollars in the big bass drum, if you don't mind, please. Good enough. All right. There they go in the bass drum, and it looks like Carl K. Seyford of Fort Davis, Texas, receives a full case of kicks and a guarantee of not less than $20, which uh, may be much more. Remember that jackpot. Well, now, fellas, you can rest on your laurels for the nonce while I talk to the boss. Uh, Ted, if your boys had missed all of the questions so far, we would still recognize that they were worthy of note. Need I say more? Not a word, Gary. The first note is B-flat. The tune is I'd Love to Live in Loveland. And with Marvel Maxwell, Perry Como, Elmo Tanner, and Country Washburn telling the story. You know, I don't know you radio listeners personally, but I do happen to know some things about you. I know, for instance, that as an average man, woman, or boy, or girl, you prefer a breakfast food that stays really crisp in milk or cream. That's common knowledge. You know, I'm that sort of a guy myself. And it's one reason why I'm so sure that, like me, you're really going to go for General Mills' swell new ready-to-eat corn cereal kick. Folks, these tiny golden corn bubbles have been proved by our own actual tests to stay deliciously crisper in milk or cream than any ordinary flat flake cereal on the market. They're made to stay crisp, that's why. They're mighty nourishing, too. And in addition, these tantalizing little kicks bubbles have a wonderful, crispy, popcorn-like flavor that simply swell. Try kicks, will you? And by the way, I meant to tell you, you can be absolutely sure your kicks will be perfectly fresh and crisp when you buy it. Because it's packed in an exclusive crisp-assured package containing three special wax seal cartons. These cartons are designed to keep out moisture. And since you need open them only one at a time, Kick stays deliciously fresh and crisp on your pantry shelf, too. Remember the name, Kick. K-I-X, Kick. In the new Crisp Assured Package. We're in the 
money is the cycle of the tune, and here we go, hoping that you people listening will be in the money because of our third group of questions, question one. Do you boys, incidentally, ever listen to the radio? Yeah, uh, no. <laughs> they can dish it out, but they can't take it. Well, here, you'll, uh, you'll wish you did. You'll wish you did with this question. Mrs. Eulalia H. Gray of Malden, Massachusetts, wants an answer to this one. When baby Snooks and Daddy Stafford are on the air, their conversation and its result remind you of what old popular song? Baby Snooks and Pappy. There goes Rosie McCarg's hand up in the air. Uh, aggravating Papa. Dog on your right. All right, Aggravating Papa, perfectly right. Can you can you play it? Hmm? Hello, on the on the clarinet. Then. Not good enough. <laughs> Aggravating Papa. Aggravating Papa built around baby snooks to say if Moses had seen her, there'd be another commandment. Uh, Rosie, you get ten points up on the old scoreboard as we come into our next question. From Milwaukee, Wisconsin, comes a query again on politics, and the question is propounded by Mrs. Tom Larkin, who asks, what popular song of a few years ago tells you what a politician hopes for on election day? Popular song a few years ago tells you what a politician hopes for. There goes Perry Como's hand up in the air. All right, Perry. Uh, I think it's many happy returns. That's absolutely right. All right, Perry, can you sing it, huh? Can you sing many happy returns of the day? Many happy returns of the day, but there isn't much more I can say. <laughs> Unfortunately, you don't have to say anymore. You can get 10 points up on the scoreboard just for that. Now, here we come with another question. Don't get steered wrong on this one, boys. May Gessel of Canaan, Connecticut, tells us that a car which wandered from one side of the road to the other was stopped by an officer. Now, when he saw a lovely girl driving, however, he only gave her a warning. A song you heard often a few years ago tells you what he said. Aha, uh -huh, Joe Hooven, back in the trumpet section there. His hand goes up in the air for his second question of the uh, day. Stay on the right side, sister. Stay on, on the, the right, right side, side, sister. <laughs> That's absolutely right. Can you play it on your trumpet, huh? Uh, ten more points up on the scoreboard, which by George makes him ahead uh, for today's kitty. You're doing all right, Joe. And here we come into another question. Uh, let's see. Uh, hmm. Get the right one. Good. A matter of embalmed point comes up, lads. That's French. And you might might know the answer. Louise Mackey of Bar Berkeley, Pen uh, California, asks, What do the snaps on a fat lady's dress say to each other when she exercises strenuously? What do the... Oh, oh there's Parker Gibbs. A lot of hands. Uh, hold tight. Hold tight. Is that... <laughs> Dog on Parker, you got it. I'm sorry. Let's hear you play it, huh? Everybody, get on. Type two reactions. That'll be enough. That'll be enough. <laughs> oh. It was very hold tight indeed. It was, and so far I, I, we have time for just one more question. If you boys ever saw the world from a porthole, possibly you can answer John F. Lartz of Washington D.C., who wants to know what time it is at six bells aboard ship. 
Six bells. What time is it? It's six bells. There goes Joe Hoover and Tan back in the trumpet section. Too late, Parker. Three o'clock. Three o'clock? Yeah, in the morning. <laughs> Three o'clock in the morning. All right, let's, let's hear you play it on your trumpet. Hmm? <laughs> Good enough, that's enough, Joe, and you get another ten points set up on the old scoreboard. Good enough for you. <laughs> Thank you, Gary. Huh? Uh, time is up. Yep, time's up. Oh, the score as it stands at the moment will be history. Well, that's good for it. Then will you make history while Ted makes music and I make way for the tour? I'll make motions, Gary, if you don't mind. And the boys will make out fine, I think. The tune, by the way, is Bluebird in the Moonlight. <laughs> Here are your final scores. Fourteen questions were used for which General Mills will pay $10 each. Three questions beat the band, and the folks who wrote them receive equal shares in the $100 jackpot, plus $10 for the question, or $43.34. That gives us a grand total of $240 paid today for questions. And Joe Hooven is the proud possessor of the kitty. So pick it up, Joe, and join the other winners. Our friends, you stood by me nobly. Your questions were grand, and for them, I thank you. A check will arrive at your house very soon, and I hope it brings you loads of fun. May I add one suggestion to you folks who have not yet tried to beat the band? It's fun, so come on, get in the game. Send a question today to Beat the Band, Minneapolis, Minnesota. We'll watch for it. <laughs> Keep in mind that $10 is paid for each question which is used on this broadcast. If your question beats the band, you're guaranteed $20, double money, and a case of kicks. But remember, all those who beat the band share equally in the $100 jackpot, so you may get much more. All questions become the property of General Mills. Now it's a game, folks, and we want you to participate and have real fun. We want you to know that every letter is read and receives careful consideration. There may be many similar questions with identical answers, and of course, payment will be made only to that person whose question is actually used. This is Fort Pearson speaking for Ted Weems and his band, Gary Moore and General Mills, makers of kicks, inviting you to join us next Sunday. In the meantime, be sure to try that delicious new breakfast cereal, Kicks. It's well. And of course, I know you're going to try to beat the band.
Now look, everyone, wouldn't you like to enjoy something a little bit different for breakfast? Something a little bit more exciting than the usual run of early morning meals? Then take a tip from the enthusiastic millions who now enjoy a daily breakfast of kicks. That's right, kicks. K-I-X, kicks. It's a new ready-to-eat corn cereal made by General Mills, the world's largest miller. And it's deliciously different enough to be a complete and welcome change from any other cereal you ever had. Appetizing, most unusual bubble form, tantalizing new flavor, extra crispness in milk or cream, Kix has everything designed to give you a more delicious breakfast than you ever had before in all your life. Try it, will you? Kix, the cereal whose popularity over the past two years has been increasing more rapidly than any other new cereal from coast to coast. This is the National Broadcasting Company. Jaws Professional Radio Shows, Radio Shows, Explore Pain, Full Alt F4, Alt Tab, Alt Tab, Sound Forge Pro 11.1.